Right, so. How do I find this link I'm supposed to have? Is it? I don't know. Maybe eventually they'll find evidence for the six million. <laughs> Pushing that envelope is gonna work out eventually. <laughs> what are you guys about to do to me? I know we're gonna make you evil. You destroyed my reputation. You understand what, that what, just by just by associating with us, you're. Oh yeah, all, yeah. I'm, I'm already dead to certain spectrum. intimate circles. Oh, oh yeah, yeah exactly. you're not allowed to speak to certain people. Um. Yeah. Good. Good. You're the guy who hates fat people, though. That's what you've got going for you already, probably. Yeah, <laughs> don't hate fat people. There's you so hate much them. <laughs> I don't. Don't you? If they just weren't so lazy and unmotivated, <laughs> it wouldn't. It wouldn't be as much of an issue. Hey, man. What about Jack Black? He's like overweight, but he's jumping around all over the place. He's always doing some crazy kick flips and oh, stuff. Oh, oh, well. He lazy. Not, not... Mm -hmm. Yeah. <gasps> he ain't kicking and jumping enough. I mean, that's well, just. He's got to maintain that cuddly board, though. That's just your. That's opinion. right. So look how it worked. Look how it turned out for um the other fat guy who is who died. What? <laughs> There's a lot of fat guys who have died, dude. <laughs> that narrows it down. We've we got a couple I million. I can see his face, but I can't see, you know, his name spelled out. Um, if I could, I would read it. But yes, I should. I should obviously say like, welcome back, Rags. Even though you haven't really been gone for very long, you've still been missed. Mm. It feels like you're fucking gone forever when you don't have a signal. True. Um, it's only been like the last EFAP was Monday, and I genuinely feel like it's been ages. Kind of. It feels to me like it's been ages too. Um, and and welcoming, of course, cynical CJ, the dog who wears a suit. That's very, uh, advanced of you. Rags hasn't gone to that point. And he has the glasses. That's yeah, right. I'm yeah. I'm a nudist on principle. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it real. He's nah, far too I like, above to, that. I like to keep it classy. I like to keep it classy. Uh, I, I, I feel like I should. Like, I, I don't know if people don't know. For some reason, I just assume everyone knows exactly what me and Rags know. This... CJ made a video about fat people and why he hates them. No, I didn't. Really <laughs> because everyone agrees with him. It was a movie celebrating relationships, and he tore it down for no other reason than he thinks people are ugly. It's just. We had well, him on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't resist. <laughs> so, what is it? Sophie Burgess? Is that her name? Sir, uh, Sierra Burgess. Oh, I, I'm never going to remember. Is that really her name? Sierra. Sierra. It's, not, it's not worth remembering. Good lord. Well, yeah, the movie... Sierra I mean, Burgess is a big loser. You think it's a bit much to say that it's trying to justify catfishing? <laughs> uh, no, not at all. I think, that's exactly, I think that's exactly what the film's trying to do. Audiences liked it. I don't know what the film's trying. Well, yeah, it's, it was awful, and you made a very, very uh, efficient review of it that tore it to shreds. And well, we were actually planning on uh, considering you how because I remember seeing your plot holes video before that one. I can't, the plot holes one came first, right? Yes, it did. Yeah, yeah. It was a couple of weeks earlier. Yeah, and it was from there. I was like, this guy could be. Then you went and you went and got famous, and now it just looks like we're selling out, bringing on all kinds of dogs that are famous. You know ruined it. You could have been that cool dude that ate it on Patrick Williams for no reason. I'm yeah. bread motherfucker. Yeah. No, I'm selling out. Absolutely. So, yeah. You get a little taste of success, and then that's when Just it Then you make you. fun of fat yeah. people. That's just how it goes. <laughs> you, man. I make fun of bat I make fun of fat people with terrible personalities. There's a huge difference. That's fucked up, dude. This I, I know fat people. By our proud sponsors at Sherry's Berries. 
I don't even... Uh, yeah, so I was gonna say, there's a couple comments, I try and keep track of these things from the last one. I I was using a, a counter-example for, um, I was talking about, like, hate, and, uh, how me rags and, of course. Uh, do you want to go by CJ, or would you prefer a different person name? I'm, I'm, I'm fine. CJ or Chris is fine, whatever. Hey, you. Oh, I'd rather Chris. Chris. CJ sounds like, you CJ know, something from like Kid Show. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, it's so... Uh, yeah, it does, yeah. Your Mauler sounds completely normal by comparison. Oh, definitely, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was saying that we all get hate, and uh, what seems to legitimize hate is when you actually do something, and I said, for example, a Kelly Marie Tran leaving Graham. And my point was just that everyone gets this stuff, but it only becomes like a real thing if you actually react. As long as you don't, then people are just like, you know, I mean, even if Rags left Twitter out of reasons of being the hate, most people would yeah, they should be like, yeah, well, good riddance. Same for us. But um, a lot of people were like, she didn't leave because of hate. She left because of, uh, well, she's... She was fat. I don't, I don't think we ever found out. She released, um, oh, it got audio cutting out. I mean. Yeah, it's probably, it's probably the bad parts. God damn it. <laughs> One second, I'm just gonna lower my threshold. Yeah, I've had that. I've had that problem a couple of times. While I've been streaming recently. I mean, I don't want to like. I have to put my mouth right up to the microphone. Or is that a bit awkward? No, it'll still it'll still cut out. It'll just be. I've got to be louder. It'll just be I'm fucking weird when people tune back the, in. It's yeah, the noise gate. Back, it's just... The noise gate. I know it. Just that it's not set Hashtag perfectly. Noise gate. I yes. Dead. Oh my god! How do I fix this? This wasn't a problem before. How dare? Life itself. Maybe I turn some of these knobs up. You guys know. You feel, but if, oh, I love uh, turning knobs. Yeah, <laughs> I love turning knobs up. Hopefully, that's a bit better. Up and oh, up and down and all around. Yeah. Explain this shit and keep my eye on the uh, on the microphone uh, thing on OBS to see. If at all. Oh, there was a little bit then. God, damn. I just gotta stay louder. Uh, so, all my point was was that people get hatred, and sometimes when they 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 do a thing, that's when people like see they get hatred. And a lot of people were like, Kelly didn't even get booted off that reason, as far as we know. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't really talking about that anyway. I don't think being hated on means you should leave social media. That's just, you know, that's down to you. That decision we all have to deal with. Uh, I mean, have you guys, uh, I doubt it, but have you guys ever had a... No. I'm well... Like, people are always so nice and cordial yeah, to yeah. me, and they never take anything that I say out of context, and they understand thoroughly all the positions I actually hold. Who the hell are you interacting with on the internet? Every day the I get furries. called an asshole. The furries, yeah. The furries the, do like people like the us. Gay, the gay furries. Alright, I have tuned... Oh, the gay, the gay furries love me, yeah. No, Mike is fucking. See, every every stream there's a different issue. Like last time, it was it wasn't it was like volumes, I think. But now it's just like kind of. I've turned the, the noise gate off, so now you'll be able to hear breaths and background noises. But hopefully, it's clearer. Just is it better now, chat? That's that's the important part. Yeah, it's nothing to do with me, is it? Oh God, no! It's, this well, is definitely this on my end. Well, didn't happen last time, and you weren't here. Oh, hey, oh. Madman's magic. How do so you know that? Maybe it did. <laughs> Alright, everyone's saying it's better now. Muller is quiet for everyone but you. Oh. What? I don't know. See, this is the thing. I, I rely on the audience to tell me if everything's terrible or not. Um, but yes, <laughs> uh, the last episode actually went a lot better than I expected, because I thought since we were going after Joseph Anderson and the subjective train was being pulled into the station, basically, the like, horror? more That's so the, than... The horror... 
film the horror movie <laughs> video that he made. That was shit. Oh yeah, you did see it. Uh Yeah, you dragged me into a call because you're like, I want you to watch this whole thing because hey, I want to hear Chris what you saw it as well. Say. Yeah, me too. Well, yeah. And it was awful. What do you yeah, guys what do you guys think? What are you guys thoughts on Joe's Fantasy's scary video? It's it's scary how he thought it was a good idea to release that. Oh. It's terrible. He comes across as such a self-righteous prick. I don't know what you're talking about. We spent the whole eFab talking about how great it was, so uh Well, you know what? Fine. I stand by what I say. <laughs> I, I saved that picture of his tweet. Oh, right. Yeah, the, the yeah, yeah. The only reason that I can think of that people didn't like that video was because they were they're fucking jealous of my bravery. Yeah. They're, they're jealous they're that so I can pathetic. play scary games and not get scared. I mean... Well, I'm sorry that some of us have actual human emotion. Like, what a prick. He was getting loads of backlash, and you could tell that um from the comment section that there was plenty of strong strong arguments, but his, his conclusion was, yeah, they're just... Um, they're jealous that I didn't get spooked, and they did, or they're upset or embarrassed. I think the word he used was. It felt very rushed. Which, yeah, whatever. You know, like he it's he crazy he wasn't. It does. He it, doesn't. It sounds rushed, but it doesn't look rushed because you have to go through all the trouble to get all those clips, to cut them up, to put them in, to save them, to find them, to get them all in the timeline, to have them swap around. It takes time to do all that shit. And yet, at the same time, what he said over it felt really like... It felt off the cuff for something that was scripted. Mm. I assume he scripts. Mm, yeah. Um, very, very few people understood it. I don't I don't blame them, but uh, that was just... He doesn't historically... I mean, Fringy was pointing this out. Every time you see, like, Joseph Anderson responding to criticism, it doesn't seem to end well. Like, he's, he's he comes across yeah. as quite aggressive sometimes. Like, how do you lose in your own comment section? I don't know if... That's like home field, what? Joseph. That's the thing, he lost like 99% of them. That's the weird part. Like, the, the, yeah, well, the, I mean, the like ratio lot, was fine. Even a lot of his own subscribers were commenting saying, this is like the worst video you've ever made. Well, I don't, know if, guys, I don't yeah, know if you guys noticed that. Yeah, yeah, there were there, there, there was a couple of yeah. those. But like, the, the, the narrative would be you just didn't understand it. Um... But he's just like, it, it just stops or starts at the whole, like, uh, resurrection is a power. It's like, whoa, 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 you've already lost me. What do you mean? Whoa. And it's like, he's already moving on. And you're like, no, 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 oh. hang on. He says a lot of things that require a great deal of qualification, and he just doesn't. But yeah, and that's the, that's the weird thing. He usually does. That's his whole thing. He takes his time. That's why we can't cover him on this, because we can't cover three-hour videos. That's not going to happen. Um, but Take, like, a month. Yeah. <laughs> but he... Uh, he released, uh, and I'm happy for him to continue to release 13, 14, 17, I don't know what minute videos, because, uh... 1488? He can't cover an entire genre in that time, but, you know, yeah, he, uh... uh I actually, I don't know if people are aware, but the, um, I invited him on to EFAP, and, uh, he said no, because I, because I why? once... Well, you why? see, in my Soma why, series... Why didn't he? I, I decided I would have a bit of fun when I was responding yeah. to people for the first time in a in a very uh, comprehensive environment. And so I yeah. would have an argument, and then I'd throw a little word on the end, be it like idiot, asshole, autist came up. And one of the ones that I used... <laughs> actually, I can't even remember if I said this exactly, but this is what Joseph Anderson said I said. He said that I called him a massive faggot, and he will never talk to me because of that. Well, he should have thought about that before acting like a massive faggot. <laughs> <What? laughs> 
Oh dear. <laughs> this is the thing. Uh, worst things have been said on, on EFAB by far. And uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah I can imagine. Yeah, far better people have called me far worse things. And yeah, like uh, I had a couple of his fan base saying that I've I've offended an entire community. And I was just like, okay. let me check with Rags to to make sure is your community offended, Rags? Oh, I thought you were. I thought you meant Joseph Anderson's audience is like a community. Oh no, I'm talking about. I didn't the, know the, that they're, they're, aren't a community. They're, they're, <laughs> they're talking about the the homosexual community is very upset with me. Apparently, I didn't get the memo. It was just one or no, two guys. Most of the gay people I know aren't faggots. Well, most I mean, of the faggots I know are straight. That's the weird. That genuinely, in my experience, most of the gay people I know use that word regularly. So it's just like, well, yeah. Hmm. It's like how, you know, the blacks use the Negro word. Well, th there you go. It's uh, it's a complicated set of that? rules online for what you're allowed to and not allowed to say. Okay. But uh, yeah, he he said that he won't speak to me because of that, and it wasn't. It didn't seem to be the his principle was you you can't insult somebody and get away with it. Was what he was trying to say to me. Um, People insult me literally every time someone has insulted me. They've got away with it. Like what? What? What is not getting away with it? Like I track them down and murder them and bury their body in a shallow grave in a dumpster. Well, I, I outside of a trail. You know, you'd have to commit genocide with every new video. I mean, I said that I was absolutely happy to. The door's always open, that sort of thing. But it, it, uh, I doubt we'll see Joseph Anderson on here, unfortunately. But there was another another YouTuber. I forget the name, but. Um, he he was he was ripping into me along with Joseph Addison and uh, it was like a person by fanbase who was like oh I like that guy and I was like oh he's probably just misunderstood do you want do you want to have a chat about this stuff and he was like try and understand why Joseph shut the door on you because I'm doing the same oh yeah it was B mask that was it and it was just like okay so I've I have lost the privilege to speak to two YouTubers now guys privilege as as links just said i use no no words and have been banished to the bad kids corner i will never be able to recover but yes that's um pretty much caught up on on anything that's remotely interesting and we decided because well actually no this was this was always in our backlog but you also wanted to sort of cover it right uh chris was that was that the uh your interest well i wasn't planning on covering it myself um but i just Wait. remember seeing this video and thinking it was really shit <laughs> and, and uh i think since you didn't you know we were talking about it um you didn't invite me on to efab and i said oh what about this video i think can't remember which one of us mentioned it first but as soon as it was mentioned i was i was down um i was, froth I was frothing at the mouth well this is the thing for me because uh we'll just do full disclosure we thought in prep for this that we would check out the three sam raimi spider-man films and all three of us have and is that disclose do we have to disclose that like we've done something wrong oh no i'm i'm actually setting up because it'll be a fun conversation i don't actually consider it to be i mean this is better that it's uh strange you call that... it disclosure and like we guys okay, i just want to let you know we, we oh yeah, we, we're not just uh, ex we, we're, not we're not massive to, Sam Raimi Spider-Man fans who know the film's back to front. We actually watched it yesterday, so or the day before, sorry. But um, you know, just to get we a catch-up, and I haven't seen yeah, them we, in we a long time. Them, and uh, first one very solid, second one really good, third one mm. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's my review. Um, but yeah, I uh, I, I don't. Like, genuinely, if, if the second one came out today, like, in the MCU, I, I'd probably be like, oh, yeah, this is one of the better films in the MCU. You should actually watch this one as opposed to skipping some of the other ones. Um, yeah, I think it holds up well to de by today's standards in a way that the first and third ones don't. Um, 
and yeah, you know, this review, uh, I checked out some of the comments. There's a lot of people saying that this is just supposed to be comedy. Um, no, it's not. So we're dealing with a cinema sins thing here. We'll have to figure out what points we're supposed to take seriously and what points are supposed to be jokes. That'll be, uh, that'll be fun. Um, All right. But we are dealing with worse than you remember. And I have to admit, uh, the second one was better than I remember on rewatch. So. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. I mean, the first one was good, but the second one was quite good. And then things got worse from there. Yeah, and there's probably a reason why the the series ended with three. Um, I wonder if maybe maybe the video will focus a lot more on the third one, or I'm not sure. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I I think it might be tough to convince us. Maybe it can be done, but mm -hmm. I think it will probably be pretty tough. You guys got any? Uh, I say I say this as if it's some kind of like recommendation for bad blood, but have you got any history with 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 Cosmo at all? Or Cosmonaut. Not at all. No, I've I've seen a couple of his videos and I've not ever really been impressed. Um, and I'm not even trying to like shit on him here. I've literally just seen about five. One of them, two of them are the Last Jedi one, and the Force Awakens one, which were both very. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't really get it. I don't get it. I don't get what how much he doesn't really offer a lot of insight a lot of the time. He made a huge counter argument for um, Mary Sue against uh, ER of all people, and it, I remember watching it just being like, "Well, that was no uh, shit." But again willing to give him a chance you know i haven't i haven't found him offensively bad just just kind of just meh um you're welcome to come on to efap and defend your honor absolutely we an open invitation for anybody who's covered or wants to say something i i doubt it'll happen these days with anybody who's i don't know of that position they seem to see it as sort of a i i shan't spend my time i may i'm mainly basing this off joseph anderson he's very like put his put his nose up sort of attitude and, and it's, well, he, he's very he's very holier than thou so yeah well Clearly, um by the way he behaves and by what he said he he he's he's fucking better than you okay well cosmonaut <laughs> no, no no uh joseph, joseph. oh yeah yeah i don't know i, I have no idea how cosmonaut right. would react but uh yeah are you are you both ready oh yes uh, <laughs> let's see i'm sam so Raimi, sam raimi's spider-man trilogy worse than you remember yep here goes Whenever I post a video at least partially related to Spider-Man, I always get vultures flying down yelling at me about how Homecoming isn't that good. Spider-Man 2 is better. Tom Holland can suck my dick. So the other day I was like, okay, fine. I haven't okay. seen the Sam Raimi movies in a pretty long time. Maybe I need to refresh my opinions a little bit. Um, I, th I mean, I'm either no, me and Rags have both seen Homecoming and, uh, the three, right? Not, oh, you've not. I'm the only person who's seen not, both. Then I've not seen Homecoming. I have no opinion on it. Other um, than it is a movie, in my opinion. I'm I'm genuinely not sure which I think is better. I think Spider-Man Two might be better. Uh, Homecoming's. I thought Homecoming was really good, though. Um, I know a lot of people hate Homecoming, so that'll that you know make of that what you will. But I I don't think it's cut and dry that uh, all Sam Raimi films are worse than Homecoming. I'm not sure if that's what he's saying, but we'll see. Well, Mahler likes it, so I think it's garbage. Oh, man. So I went ahead, I rewatched the movies, and holy shit, these do not hold up. Now, I like to think wow. I have a pretty good oh, track We can just stop there. We can just end the video I, there. I disagree. I think, I think the first two hold up very well. What? That's the interesting thing. When you say hold up, it usually refers to a film that was good, and is it still good with time put on it? That's usually what people mean by hold up. So it's not even fair to say, does Spider-Man 3 hold up? Because it didn't hold up when it came out, you know? It's like, yeah. why would it hold up now? 
Yeah, fair enough. Um, but Spider-Man 1 and 2, like, yeah, I'd say they absolutely hold up. There, there's a campy element. I, I don't know how much that means it doesn't it's, hold it's up. Like a comic, it's like a comic book. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, that, that's the, I think that's the point, though. Yeah, it's very yeah. much... There's a lot of lines and quips that could be, like, speech bubbles and panels, you know, that, that, that you would enjoy reading instead of watching in a, in a movie form. And I think that's kind of what he was going for, but it does have that campy, comic booky. I want this happy-go-lucky kind of superhero element to it. There's a lot, yeah. There's a lot of really happy, nice superhero moments and uh, things just working out. And I, you used an interesting term, Braggs. We were watching. You said it felt a bit fairy taley at some points. Um, I, I, if there's anything I know, it's fairy tales. I mean, compared to like av after the Dark Knight spirit. and a lot of the MCU movies, it's, it's a lot uh, grittier. Is the word people use right? Down to yeah. Earth. Which isn't a bad thing. Movies. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's just uh, different sometimes choices. Just, sometimes it's like, I want a superhero movie to be about like a, a superhero. Runs around saving people and delivering pizzas. Yeah, he's, you know. Yeah, I mean, people, I don't think shit, people want Spider-Man to be realistic. Sorry. Sorry. No, go on. It was, though. That's the thing. <laughs> uh, that's Especially with the second one. It was that, that dual life that he led was really well. Um, oh, yeah. Really portrayed rather oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not necessarily talking about the personal struggle. I'm talking more about the abilities and uh, what the characters can do and like how it ends and things. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Hold up. Now I like to think I have a pretty good track record when it comes to my opinions. All right, I have a decent following of naive eleven-year-olds, eccentric European weeaboos, and depressed alcoholic college students that seem to like and listen to my opinions. But I what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> I, I don't yeah, know self-deprecation, obviously. Well, but it's a combo, because it was like, I think my opinions are pretty solid. I got crazy people following me. But hey, I don't know, Like, I guess it's just a joke. I don't know, it just seemed a bit weird. I don't know, I don't know. strange. I'm aware that I'm kind of pushing it this time. Oh, okay. I'm just saying, I think the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies aren't as good as you remember. Now I still love these movies, all three of oh. them to be exact. Yeah, you heard that right. But it annoys me that people look at the first two as some sort of superhero holy grail when they're not like really that good anymore. <laughs> I like what the language. Happens? It's so, uh, it's like, what do you mean, not that? You saying they're good, but not that so, good? Are they great? Are they, yeah. are they okay? I don't know. Um, what do you, uh, what, what do you think about the voice, by the way? Um, you know, I would never accuse someone for putting on a voice, but I think that I could do the thing that he's doing. Uh, you know, when you like do that with your voice. No, I don't know what you mean. Sounds uh, it so like my uh, that was a poor impression because I need I a bit more time to work on it. But it, I know what you mean. like everyone can do that, right? You know, the when you do that, I don't know what it's called. Like, how do you want me to feel? It's what? like what? what <laughs> it's like you're trying to give an impression of something, or like I don't know how do you want us to? I don't know. Just, Someone just said he's black. That's tone. not that's not something all black people do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that him in the last clip? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that is him. But it's um. Oh well, in that case, I hate his video. Oh, it's, is it croaking? Is that what it's called? Croaking. That is his real voice. Sort of, sort of, like I said, yeah, um, I have no reason to think that it's not his real voice. I just find it interesting because it's something that everyone can do. If that makes sense. Yeah, personally, I'm not a fan of his voice, but that's that's a, that's a personal thing. It's just yeah, a, yeah. Minor, a minor point. Grail, when they're not like really that good anymore so let's look at all three of happened. these movies and see why mm. they really don't hold up and are kind of a little bit just a little bit of a mess 
And yeah, Ooh. I know everybody says Spider-Man 3 is the worst one, but if you ask me, all three of these movies are basically the same, and I'll elaborate <laughs> Jeez, more on that later. Really? Wow. I, I couldn't disagree more. <laughs> I disagree vehemently with that. The first two, it, it's like the third one was made by a completely different person with a completely different, I mean, it's just, it's out in left field compared to the first two. I was going to say, it's, the first two are so uh, structured and focused, the third one is just a mess, like, it's all over the place. Um, oh yeah, yeah. To say that there, you know, there's no difference in terms of quality is is just ridiculous. Mm, but um, well, let's hear the argument at least. God, yeah, guys. yeah, yeah. God. Yeah. But for now, let's start at the beginning. Let's start with Spider-Man One. Fair enough. Start at the beginning. How original. So the first thing we're greeted with <laughs> is a corny narration by Peter Parker, played by good old American sweetheart Tobey Maguire. And this is the one thing that I hate the most about the Spider-Man trilogy. I, I hate Tobey Maguire. Ever since I was Why? a kid, I never really saw him as my definitive Peter Parker. He's kind of meek I don't think anyone and did until the movie. I mean, it's, it's not much, that's just, you know, I hate to say it, but it's like, that's your opinion, man. But isn't he a good job. But isn't he meant to be meek and wimpy, at, at least at the start? Certainly. He, I mean, he's... Yeah, and then he evolves. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe he'll say something a bit more. Like, I can't respond to any of those. Like, if you don't see him as Spider-Man, then you don't see him as Spider-Man. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I, hate... I like him as Spider-Man. I like him as Spider-Man too. I prefer Tom Holland because I just I don't know. Tom Holland nails it for me. But um, I still don't really. I'd have to hear an argument for why he's not a good Spider-Man. That's all I'm looking for. Tobey Maguire. Ever since I was a kid, I never really saw him as my definitive Peter Parker. He's kind of meek and wimpy, and that's supposed to be Peter's personality at first, but he never really gets over it. Even when he's Spider-Man, I still want to kick his ass because he's a huge dork. It's you who's out, Gobby. Out of your mind. And some Is that all we got? I don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, I again. It's a little cheesy. Yeah, yeah like, he's a bit yeah. dorky, but again, I thought that was... But it matches the, it matches the tone of that whole film. As for... Yeah. The, he 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 did say he doesn't really grow. Like, what would you guys cite as uh, evidence that he's sort of? I, I, think, think, I, mean, I think more in the second movie. I think he certainly uh, got a lot of confidence by the end of the first film compared to the beginning. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he holds himself much stronger. He has a lot more confidence. Like I said, uh, the second film, he's definitely knocked down a peg in terms of the opening. Is like all about him being. Uh, you know, down on his luck, his life sucks, and Spider-Man keeps getting in the way of that too. But um, like the third film, again, because we're not saying we discount the third film, we have to count it. The third film, he's he's almost egocentric, like yeah. he's super confident. Yeah, he's over. Yeah, he's he's letting it get to him. himself. Yeah, so I'd be like, he's clearly his character goes through a, a bunch of changes. I mean, the second one is very much about. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't really know where that argument's coming from, but that's a weird one. That's because he's no, a huge dork. It's you who's out, Gobby. Out of your mind. And sometimes Toby's performance is just really bad. There are some actors doing a really good job in these movies, so you really notice when somebody isn't doing that great of a job. Who am I? You sure you want to know? Blech. Also, at the mere six-minute <laughs> mark, we are shown the greatest character in the entire trilogy, Willem Dafoe as Norman Osborn. I'll get more into him later, though. For now, let's look at how yeah, Harry introduced... Yeah, he's a good Norman Osborn. Yeah, I think he's good. Um, yeah. yeah, he's a good Norman yeah. Osborn. Yeah. And this is... So that's a bit confusing. Uh, there was there, there was a comment... <clears throat> sorry, there was a comment that I saw that I was like, oh, we'll have to keep that in mind, that said that this video is specifically to highlight the bad, so he's not going to talk about the good, but... I don't know, it seems like he's, he's throwing some good things here and there. Uh, maybe it's to seem a little yeah. bit more balanced, I don't know, but, like... 
it makes me wonder is he gonna talk about all the good or just the little random bits that become relevant i don't know um i don't know let's let's continue this is his dad peter may I introduce my father norman Osborne. why would you introduce your dad by his full name that's kind of weird but... is, is it i mean isn't the isn't the, isn't sorry because we did watch recently they get out of the when they're in the car doesn't he say like he doesn't even want to be here in that car and he doesn't want to let people know or or, sh or present himself as like a rich person um so the, and and the, the dad and him have a bad relationship uh it's even it's even banked on in the third uh, film where he says something yeah. like um he's like your dad never loved you or your dad thought you were an embarrassment um what i'm getting at is He's probably referring to his father as his full name because of the disconnect. It's professional. Yeah, it's more professional. Uh, professional, Like it's a business sort of. Uh, Him and his dad have thing. a bad relationship. I'm pretty sure the films made that a thing. It's not just. Yeah, uh, yeah I, don't, I don't think that's unusual at all. And yeah. also it establishes it for Peter because he's so interested in science. He would know Oscorp probably. Yeah. So he would he would know who the head of that organ the head of that company was it just it, makes it it's just quicker you know and as someone just pointed out it's helpful for the audience too it's just like norman Osborne. yeah it's just exposition is, yeah it's like harry isn't going this is my father this is the head of the comp this head of the company norman osborne or whatever it's, it's also look personal at he said whatever at the end he didn't mean it Oh. <laughs> That's oh, kind of weird, but whatever. Know. Also, look at these high school students. Now, I know a lot of movies have people who aren't really playing their age, but this is kind of ridiculous. You see this guy? That's supposed to be their teacher. He's younger than they I are. Didn't notice. I Alex Jones is younger than Will Wheaton. Oh. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Hang on, I'm I'm curious. Spider-Man. This is going to be tough to find cuz that guy's like barely in any of the film. He's just like teacher person. Wait, who, wait, who's meant to be the teacher? Is it the as in the the black guy? Yeah, the black guy's teacher, and the guy in the black jacket is uh, that's Flash, isn't it? So he's yeah, like he doesn't doesn't look that young. So yeah. Flash Thompson. Like when I was watching it, I didn't. No. Oh man, how am I gonna find this guy? Oh, te literally, he's credited as teacher. <laughs> 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 Found you. All right, now I just gotta find Flash. Uh, Doxed. So I'm curious if if they are actually which one's older. So, oh jeez, he doesn't have a birthday. I'm sorry. This like I'm not trying to Everyone say anything. Everyone has a birthday, Mahler. This guy probably doesn't Even get Jesus. a lot of <laughs> born. I... Oh, so he's 44 years old, and Flash is 20, 24 plus 18, 38, 30, 42. Is that right? Sorry, I'm. I'm... Yeah, 42. So yeah, the teacher is older. Yeah, he's two years older. Hmm. Well, I'd still say that the teacher does look older, yeah. even if even if he wouldn't, well, even I, if he's not older. I was gonna I say I actually thought the teacher point. did look older. But yeah, the, I think the teacher looked older as well because when I was watching this scene just the other day with Mahler, when we rewatched these films in preparation for this video, and that's the kind of quality content you can expect from channels like these, is yeah. that he he seemed to fit the bill to me. And I, I've seen in chat, and I do, I do agree. Uh, the students are a little bit older than they should be. Like yes, the students, yeah. I would have more. Yeah, the students look older than. But I mean, but they don't. <laughs> but they don't look. But they don't look older than Peter. No, yeah, it, it's it's all it's all it's almost relative. It's like they're all the same age, so you can sort of. Everyone in New York is retarded. <laughs> so someone said they're actors. Like 
I mean, yeah, it's something to get over. <laughs> I mean, so this is another element, people being like, nitpick. And it's like, I mean, uh, this is probably close to what I would call a nitpick if, if he's trying to argue that this is a big problem. But I don't, I'm not sure that he is. I think he's just yeah, casually mentioning it. Especially because the teacher, which he pointed out, he had one line, for, didn't he? Just this? this I, th I think it's two he lines. He has like two lines. Yeah. But this shit, the... But hey, you know, whatever. Alright. <laughs> Supposed to be their teacher. He than, He's younger, younger than they are. I gotta say, though, I love how every line this man says is whispered and sounds very aggressive and threatening. The next person who talks will fail this course. Yeah, because they're trying to be quiet. I was gonna yeah, say, it's... An... He's and he's telling teacher. them off, so of course yeah. he's gonna be quiet and harsh. <laughs> Duh, that's the, what that's sort of criticism the... is that? <laughs> Duh! Of teacher, course the teacher, teacher is whispering when he's telling them to be quiet. It's like... I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's why when you tell somebody to be quiet in a library, you don't say, Hey, shut up! This is a library! <laughs> you say, just library, please lower your <laughs> Please shut the fuck up. Please <laughs> shut your mouth before I rip your spleen out through your throat. Do you know that this is the largest electron microscope on the eastern seaboard? You know, I've been told that a few times. This entire presentation. So anyway, Peter gets bitten by some brown recluse and then he dies peacefully in his sleep. So in the next scene, we get the beginnings of Norman Osborn's super villain origin story. And I gotta say, I do like the pacing in this movie for the most part. Oh yeah. Things go along <laughs> in a fairly well-balanced way. You see the beginning of Peter's origin, and then right after you see the beginning of the villain's origin. It just keeps going back and forth. Yeah, that's something I did feel about the structure of the first film. Was it, was, it was almost what I would call classic. It was like very straightforward. Bad yeah. guy, part A, bad... Uh, no, good guy, part A, good, bad guy, part A. Good guy, part B, bad guy, part B. And it just kept going like that. It's it's It doesn't feel like they wasted time. And a lot of films now feel like they're wasting time. Yeah, like you just have random random scenes that are thrown in yeah, for like some reason. Yeah, everything I'm... happens when it should happen. I yeah, think. I was going to say, I'm not saying that uh, Canto Bite is an example of it going wrong. I'm just saying that randomly. That's just a random example I just threw out there. Hey, There's that was nothing... in that uh, Star Wars movie that what? they say is really bad. Star, Star what? Sorry? Star... Star Star Jars. Oh, I've not seen that one, sorry. Jar, Jar Wars. The word, the word Canto Bite just came to mind. I have no idea what it even references. Look, all I'm saying is that it puts the cant and this movie bites in Star Wars Canto Bite scene. See, now, that made sense to me. If, any, if it doesn't make sense to anyone else, they're just not listening properly. Like How this. about Canto How Bite? Can bite me. Excellent, Rex. Seems oh. mad that they're taking the project back to form. <laughs> oh shit! Sorry, I think I skipped over. Yeah, let's go back. Once away, you see the beginning sorry, of Peter's origin, and then right after <laughs> you see the beginning of the villain's <laughs> origin, it just keeps going back and forth like this. However, his motivations aren't really that clear before he turns into a crazy monster person. He seems mad that they're taking the project back to formula. Back to formula. I'm a dumb, dumb internet movie boy, so I don't know what that means, but it seems like he needs to get his little science project done uh, really quickly. Uh, well, I mean, so my 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 take on that is that he's a science person. He's got funding for his operation of trying to create a weapon for the military, as do, do his competitors. He's not showing results, and he's saying, "Yeah, we're totally ready for human testing, 100, which is a which is a good piece of progress." They're like, "Okay," and then his scientist friend says, "Back to formula," which I assume means. We're going back to before even testing on animals. We're going back to fixing it at back the core. Back to work on yeah, the formula. Back to, yeah, working on the original formula. Yeah, which and is a, a huge setback. 
when Norman lies about how the formula is ready for human testing when it isn't actually. Yeah. He's willing to put things, he's willing to do dangerous things or unethical things to further his own goals. And to go back to formula means, you know, like he, they, they say you have two weeks. It's like if they go back to formula, there's no way they're going to be able to uh, make it in time. So, yeah, he yeah his motivation is he doesn't want to lose Oscorp. He doesn't want to lose funding. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then later on, you know, you know how much I sacrificed and all that stuff, and mm -hmm. it's alluded to his relationship with Harry is so bad because he spends so much time with the company. Like he puts the company before everything else in his life. Yeah, like I, you know, I'm not trying to be a dick. It just seems this is very straightforward in the film. But he he did say yeah. that he's not a science person. He missed this. It's like okay, I'm not either. But I got it. <laughs> well, I was, I, as a as a twelve year old when I saw it in cinemas, I understood it. I, just, <laughs> I, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't understand what's not. I remember in to fourth get. grade. English class, it's like these are what context clues are, and you're like, I don't. That's don't know your opinion, right? Formula, but I can. It is my opinion. You know and how much I sacrificed. It's, it's the right opinion. Ah, reference. Oh, Internet. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> I, I don't yeah, know what that totally means, but it seems like right. he needs. Go, you're interrupting him, Rags. What the fuck. Yeah, fuck this guy. <laughs> to formula. Formula. I'm a dumb, dumb internet movie boy, so I don't know what that means, but it seems like he needs to get his little science project done really quickly, or the army men won't be very happy with him. Next, we see the first yes. scene of what I'm going to... I mean, yes. Yeah, that's it. He's got it. Yeah, that, that's exactly <laughs> it. So why didn't you get it? Why was that even a... I don't understand. Yeah, was seems, it a joke? Seems, I, I think maybe. I don't know. Again, it's, people have been saying that this whole thing is for funnies, so I guess... That no, was... I, I think that's a serious criticism of his. That's and that's wearing the coat of humor. I don't know. Well, it's kind of mixed. It's kind of mixed in, isn't it? Like, I, I f some of these points are quite obviously well, jokes. I'm... We'll have to. Easy. What we're gonna do? We're gonna have to take it seriously and then say, but if it's a joke, never mind. That's how we'll have to do this whole thing. Mm. <laughs> That'll be fun, won't it? or the army men won't be very happy with him. Next, we see the first scene of what I'm going to call corny Sam Raimi shit. <laughs> It's the tone Why? Of the I mean, well, in the defense of the movie, I don't know if you guys can see the skull right now. I paused it like right on it, apparently. But um, uh, he's, I'm assuming, hallucinating is the point of that. He's having a bad dream, isn't he? Yeah, because he's he's dealing right. with the transformation. So I oh assume... wait, no, he's not. He's not. Asleep. Is he asleep at that point? I can't remember. You don't oh, have I, to be asleep to hallucinate. Yeah, yeah, you know. Either, oh, okay. I, I literally, I would just say that I'm assuming he's just losing his shit and he, yeah, having he all those it. lines from the person from that yeah, uh, spider place is running through him. But I mean, uh, corny count of Sam Raimi shit. I just be like, uh, wait, corny Sam Raimi? The, the, well, this is. I just that's fine. I'm. I'll. I'll let, I'd just be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the tone of the film is pretty consistent with itself. It is a superhero serial movie that's very happy-go-lucky, almost fairy tale-like. Um, kind of, um, what would be a way to say it? Not um, a bouncy, I guess. It's just fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's it's a bit silly. I mean, I, that, I think that's where I'm standing right now. It'd be like, if I was to say, I completely agree with him. I was like, is this? Is this detrimental or is this just fine? I'm assuming it's kind of fine. Like, it's who cares, right? Like, it's a couple seconds and I think it works, but you know, because he's just said corny, so I'm just like, yeah, sure. Does corny mean it bad? It kind of matches the transformation of, you know, Osborne with the and the green gas and the. I'm evil. 
You know how much I sacrificed are their skulls. It looks like I added those in post, but that's for real. This is fucking hilarious, and it only gets better from here. The next scene is even funnier. Norman goes ahead and decides he's going to be the human test subject, and this fucking doormat just goes along with it. Oh, I've, uh, it doesn't, it's not like he goes along with it. Yeah, not only well, he's that. He's, he's told to by his boss. Yeah, I mean, the he's, owner of the company. He's definitely against owner it. Of the company, yeah. He keeps yeah. saying not to do it. Yes. But Besides I mean, the, the boss who's taking all the risk, and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't want his boss to get hurt, but the boss is insistent, so he goes along with it. He voices his concerns. Yeah, and in terms of like legal, like I don't know if I have no idea if there's any reason why he wouldn't be able to test this on him. So maybe it's within his rights. I have no idea. Like, uh, if the guy could have. There might be some technicality that the stockholders and the members of the board control the intellectual property and the usage of the formula itself, perhaps, but mm. I don't know. That might be thinking a little too deep into it. Yeah, well, like when, when you're in a situation like that, if you have the uh, person who is your superior telling you to do something, for most people, it is hard to resist. So... I mean, you he, know, of course my, my issue is like, it. yeah, he he does put up a, he's like, don't do it. I, I can't give you the actual dialogue, so I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure he's like, don't, he's against it. And he goes, he goes yeah. through all the tests, he makes sure all the procedures followed, I mean. Hmm. Yeah, he's not like, oh, okay, let's just, let's do it, yeah. But yeah, you know, fair yeah. enough. He goes ahead and decides he's going to be the human test subject, and this fucking doormat just goes along with it. Well, he doesn't just go along with it, that's the issue. Clean. Yeah, and it's, it's another example of Norman putting the company and his success ahead of his health yeah his well-being up the broken glass asshole also i think this little part is hilarious <laughs> well either way the experiment <laughs> goes horribly wrong and he dies what? back to formula <laughs> this is a comedy movie i don't care what any yeah, is that a problem? I mean, I'm not sure how to react. Like that that scene, yeah, it's um, it's dramatic and kind of funny. Which, again, Sam Raimi practically perfected that genre with uh, dramatic Evil Dead. and funny, kind of like a crazy person. Yeah, you know, I and it's kind of weird because he's like he's only referencing what I think you could call the parts that you could interpret as comedy. I mean, you know, what about all the dramatic bits? I don't know. I guess, again, because it's supposed to be like, this is why it's worse than you remember. It's like, I remembered all these bits. <laughs> I don't know about you yeah, guys. I, I didn't forget. Anybody mm. tells me. Now, you guys know the rest. I won't nitpick the rest of this first act because that would be way too easy. Like, I could mention how Peter's just going to walk to school, but then the bus just appears and he's like, oh, no, wait, I'm supposed to run after the bus. Wait, sorry, hang on. And I'll play the point again. I just thought it was funny that he was like, I could nitpick it, but I won't. You know, I could, I could, I could say stuff like this. Do you remember the whole? Um, I can't remember what Idubs called it, but it's when it's when Leafy would say like, "I yeah, could yeah. say that this person's ugly non, and fat, but I won't." Yeah, it's but, like. But how is that? What is there to nitpick about that? It well, was established earlier in the film that he misses the boss a lot, and he was clearly distracted in that scene. Well, let how... me let me hear it again. I, I want to make sure because. I'm pretty sure he's actually just wrong on this. I won't nitpick the rest of this first act because that would be way too easy. Like, I could mention how Peter's just going to walk to school, but then the bus just appears and he's like, oh no, wait, I'm supposed to run after the bus. Like, what the fuck? You weren't even going to the bus stop. It's your own fault if you miss it now. And I'm most definitely... Okay, so he, again, saw it recently. This is why I'm pretty sure this is the case, but he always walks to the bus stop 
and then gets on the bus and he was on time this time but he stopped a couple meters back he's preparing to try and you know court mj and she's she gets picked up by her friends instead of the bus and so while he's talking to himself about how he was going to actually approach it the bus shows up because he's not at the bus stop it doesn't stop for him yeah isn't that how it works? And yeah, you are right. They yeah, said they yeah. said up at the beginning that he misses the bus a lot, so they don't. It's almost like the driver doesn't particularly care about Peter. Is what I got as a impression. Yeah, as well. I mean, it, it seems pretty reasonable to me. So I, mean, yeah, still, I, I just don't understand why he's even mentioning that as a nitpick. And if someone was like, "Why are you nitpicking this?" I'd be like, "But he brought this up." <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, anyway. Peter's just gonna walk to school, but then the bus just appears and he's like, oh no! Sorry, I, I, I'll try and pause it right there, but there was like a sign. Let me just see what it says. Because that would be way too easy. Like, I could mention how Peter's just gonna walk to school. Uh, is that no, no parking? parking? Yeah, no which, parking. does that make sense considering also, it's a bus stop? You, well, it's, the sign really means you can't pee here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious if that's supposed to signify stupid. that this is where a bus would stop Why or something, I don't know. What am I even... It might be oh. further up the road, I don't know. Mm. But then yeah, the bus the road, just yeah. appears, and he's like, Oh no, wait, I'm supposed to run after the bus. Like, what the fuck? You weren't even going to the bus stop. It's your own fault and if you, know you miss it now. And stop. I'm most definitely not going to mention this unfortunately aged joke. That's a cute outfit. Did your husband give it to you? What if he did make it for him? Would that be so bad? No. Wow, Spider-Man. You're pretty homophobic. But one thing that... No, he isn't. Uh, so... <sighs> question I told was, racist jokes that was that mean a, racist. was that a serious criticism or was that a joke yeah i don't get it i you can tell jokes about something without it being what you actually think that's it's, how oh, no i'm works. talking about i'm talking about cosmonaut now is he is that an actual criticism of the film that this is a dated joke and it's inappropriate or is he saying this just to make a joke i don't know what's your take on that guys <laughs> uh, i don't know it's like he's straddling the line so I can't it's... tell with this guy. I mean, he's he's wrong in terms of the statement that he makes. Yeah. But if it's just a joke, then, oh, well, you know. Yeah, so if but... if he's serious, Sorry, assuming he's serious, uh, my response would be, I think if if if, if this wrestler said, uh, yeah, he did make it for me, Spider would have been like, yeah, okay. No, because no, it's nice. the idea is that he's trying to upset this man, yeah. and so that's he chooses to imply he's you gay. Know, that's nice. Like, the idea is that Spider-Man is like, this guy would be upset if I was to refer to him as gay. I don't think Spider-Man has any problem with gay people. I don't think that's... Yeah, I mean, as and as someone who's had their tongue on a man's asshole, I'll tell you, <laughs> I'm not offended by it. So, oh, good, there you go. Rags is not offended. It gets the pass from me, so we can proceed. But yeah, Man, if it's, maybe it is a good thing I'm along. If, it, if this is well, just a joke, then, yeah, fair enough, I guess. This unfortunately aged joke. That's a cute outfit. Did your husband give it? Also, I, I figured you'd see this joke in any any. Well, he is. Film. Well, remember he said that yeah. these films haven't aged well. I feel like he is using that as a point to demonstrate why, even though he's like he's using it as a joke. But it he is using it to back <laughs> up his basic thesis. Like decipher if it's criticism or not. Yeah, you know I know, saying, right? I think it's legitimate, but he's just dressing it up as a joke. Yeah, and there's a couple people in chat saying, like, yeah, Spider-Man's doing it to piss him off. Spider-Man, yeah. it's not about Spider-Man being homophobic, or the joke being homophobic, but... Um, people are saying as well that he's not an SJW uh, cosmonaut, so he might just... This is, this is, I love this, it's so, you can break it down in so many ways. Even... It's like, is he referencing how people would be offended by this, but he's he's obviously not, is that... 
I don't know. I don't know. We'll just have to move on because I really it's don't know. It's a joke. It's, yeah. a, it's a joke in the film. Absolutely. It be taken seriously. That's but he did. He did acknowledge that. But he said it was a badly aged joke. I guess. Oh, wow. Mm. What if he did make it for him? Would that be so bad? Wow, Spider-Man. You're pretty homophobic. The one thing that does bug me is the pivotal scene where Uncle Ben gives his iconic speech. Because he's actually chastising Peter Parker for fighting Flash Thompson in a previous scene. Except Peter was fighting in self-defense. No, he said I'm he was going too far. Yeah, no, sorry, no, just no. no. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so, not even true. So this, yeah, that's not true. the point is all, all Ben knows is that Peter got into a fight and he dominated the, the opposition. Um, yeah, he really fucked them up. And yeah. so he says, you've clearly changed. He knows he's been exercising in his room. That's something that happens in the previous scene. I think he says to Aunt May that he's he's just exercising, leave me alone sort of thing. Um, so Ben's concern really is that Peter on. is getting stronger and he's using it to beat people up, even in self-defense. And he's saying, like, the idea that you should know when to use your strength, that's the responsibility you have if you have strength, He's not. If you remember, he clarifies. He's like, um, are you saying I should run away? And then he's like, no, 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 no. Don't run away. And he even says, that Flash guy probably deserved it. Probably yeah. had it coming. Yeah. Doesn't, do, doesn't Peter say it was self-defense? And Uncle Ben goes, yeah, I know. I think. He says, yeah, kind of. And he says, be careful. And you can tell that Flash is a bad guy because he has random chains on his head. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so the point, the point is not that he doesn't want him to fight back in self-defense. The point is he doesn't want to Wanted to slam a guy across a corridor. Yeah, don't abuse that newfound power. Don't abuse the power, yeah. And obviously, he was he just referencing him getting stronger, but for something. the audience, it was like, oh, he's, it's about being Spider-Man. Yeah. Uncle Ben's like, oh, well, you shouldn't have done that. Just because you can beat him up doesn't mean you should. So but that's true. Just because you should beat him up doesn't mean you should is yeah, true. Yeah, true, that's true. That's good advice. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a problem with that. Um... Even even in the context of someone trying to attack you first, like they do clarify that, and this scene that's kind of a part of it. The scene ends badly. Peter doesn't take the advice well. He finds it insulting. But it's it's very very good advice, and it's misunderstood because I guess you could say it's delivered clunkily. I thought it was fine. I just thought that Peter jumped the gun with a response, and you can tell he feels that way immediately after. He feels guilty. Mm. You shouldn't have done that just because you can beat him up doesn't mean you should. So what does Peter do with this advice? He spends the rest of his life beating people up. The context just don't make no sense. What? No, he did. No, it's not like Ben said don't beat people up. He said it's about figuring out when it's when it's right to do it. Exactly. The people that Spider-Man went after deserve to get you know punched and stopped. Because remember, Spider-Man. Remember, even Aunt May says Spider-Man doesn't kill anybody. Yeah. There's he he does it. It's always defense. Apart from the third yeah, film, but that's about him losing his his morals a bit. Yeah. Exactly. It's very yeah, I'm so. confused by this bit because this is quite a critical moment in the film, and criticizing it means this must be a significant criticism. Like, right? I don't. If that is a joke, he's joking about <laughs> something that is not true. Like he's just outright stating something that is not true for the sake of making a joke, and that's just not a joke. Is I it? don't remember him saying never use your powers. <laughs> like, I don't remember him saying don't beat people up ever. He just says uh, you're responsible for your power. Be yeah. careful. That's that's it. That's it. It's very it's yeah, a very good message exactly. as well. There's a reason why this is iconic. He spends the rest of his life beating people up. The context just don't make no sense. However, on an unrelated note, I think it's it time sense. to bring up. Yeah, I don't really get his, his point there. Yeah, that, you're just wrong. You're just wrong, human. <laughs> no sense. However, on an unrelated note, I think it's time to bring up something that I love about these movies. 
and that's the extras. I'm serious, look in the background of any shot and just find a random person. You'll get a whole new level of entertainment out of these movies. In this movie, you'll see background characters that don't give a shit, people who have no idea where they are. Even main characters have a chance of no, devolving that, into idols. No, that idol. wasn't an idol sim. He, he was watching his father congratulate Peter more than he congratulated his own son, and so he walked away defeated and dejected. I mean, yeah, I was going to say, I, yeah. I, I'd need to see that scene again, but I'm pretty sure that is him being sad because... Yeah. His yeah. dad appreciates Peter more than him. It's not the best example of acting, but yeah. the extra the extras are funny. And that, yeah, yeah and, and I don't know if that's a criticism anyway. He said that he really likes it. I don't know if yeah, I, I'm. This is very. I have to admit, I'm a little bit confused in this delivery of this uh, video. I get why people are saying it's just supposed to be funny because it's pretty hard to understand when it's uh, it, trying to be critical. I, I feel like I feel like the, in this case, he's he's poking fun at the film for something that can be poked fun at. Yeah. So I think it's, yeah. yeah. And this is the thing. Yeah, up until this point, yeah, absolutely. But the last example, not so much. Even main characters have a chance of devolving into idle sims when they're not the focus of the scene. I don't really have a problem he with that, the by the way. The like, uh, Third... his acting there, it was good enough, wasn't it? He looks sad, he looks down, got, then turns away. Yeah, I got, uh, I got the message. I think everyone who else, I... I think he did fine. He conveyed the point of what that he he conveyed the point of what that said. The point of the scene was his reaction there. Yeah. What he did. That was the point of the scene. It is it is really bizarre. So for those of you who aren't aware by now, this movie has a certain flow to it. We see Peter do stuff, and then we see Norman do stuff, and then Peter and Norman meet up again, and the whole thing goes on like that until the movie's over. And this works mostly because, like I said, Norman Osborn is fucking hilarious. Maybe it's just me, but every scene with him makes me laugh. <laughs> he could be doing something completely normal, and it's still hilarious to me. It's like Willem Dafoe is an alien pretending to be a human. Or he's a crazy villain in the superhero yeah, movie. That's the point. I was going to say, I don't disagree. Is this yeah, a criticism? Yeah, I don't disagree. I think he said he likes this stuff. Great. Yeah, man. I like it. I think he plays the part really well when he does that. Because it's like that creepy, funny sort of... I th I th well, again, I think there's, he's he's saying this is a good thing. I think he yeah is he is he using this as a reason to to say why the the films are worse? I don't know. I don't Help know. Me. <laughs> this is impossible. Maybe we need maybe we need to watch a bit more. <laughs> Put it in context. The science award. That's terrific. Yeah. I am now going to share some of my favorite moments from Norman Osborn in this movie. I like the reaction he has when Harry offers Peter to work for him. He looks so happy. Look at his face. I don't even need to describe this part. It kind of speaks for itself. Sleep. <laughs> I love how his whole plan to recruit Spider-Man is to drug him, kidnap him, tie him up, and have a dad talk with him on a rooftop about how New Yorkers are dicks and they're not worth saving. Right. I like how he dresses up but as an later old. In the movie, they are dicks. But I, I don't know if Spider-Man's a bad person. Was well, that okay. was that a criticism what? though? I don't is know. He, is he is he saying like as in he actually likes it or like he, as in sarcastic? Yeah, like so bad it's yeah. good. Is that what he's saying? I can't I tell. Like I have no idea. Um, I I think in the context of this video, he seems to be using it as a criticism. Well, yeah, worse than you remember. Yeah, I but don't he's complaining know. about a villain being over the top and egotistical. And I guess it is a little bit cliched, but it's <laughs> <laughs> that was that was how it was back then. You know, I, I, I don't understand his point here. 
It's deliberately vague. Some people are saying it's definitely comedy and you taking it too seriously. Um, was all of this comedy? I don't know. <laughs> like, there's some legitimate criticisms, though. They're actually, like, based in some kind of, you know, consistency. But there's, there's some of this I'm just like, wait, what? Lady, complete with a stock sound effect. <laughs> just so he can get the jump on Spider-Man. And then the scene ends with this great line. No one says no to me! Sometimes he just shows up for yeah. no reason. I don't understand. Is it... But I don't it get is it. a great line. I th well, I think it works, but I don't know if he's no saying that it's no too to... yeah, camp but... again, maybe. No one says no to me. Yeah. Yeah. That seems reasonable. <laughs> Sounds like something that Green Goblin would say. When but the, no problem, the problem is it's difficult to tell whether he's talking about it in terms of genuine appreciation, like it's so bad it's good, or he's saying it's bad. Or is it's he actually saying it is actually kind of good because it matches the character, or...? Yeah. Because that's what I would argue. I think it matches uh, who Osborne is. Yeah, I don't think it's a... You, you can't use it as a criticism of the film. Yeah, I mean, we'll just have to keep going because there's nothing for us to really grasp here. Yeah. Sometimes he just shows up for no reason, like this jump scare. However, a character in the... Uh, in fairness, oh, in fairness, that scene, because, again, watched it recently, Spider-Man wakes up, or Peter Parker wakes up from a, a nightmare. That's what that is. And you can tell that the, the shot is from the, the rooftop where he gave him the speech about New Yorkers being evil. So you can... I, I absolutely agree it's a jump scare, but it's got context. It's supposed to be. It's a, it's a nightmare. Yeah, it's context. There's, it's definitely there for a reason. It's not just random or something. I don't know. Fair enough. However, a character in these movies that I do not like is Aunt May. Aunt May has the worst pep talks in this movie. I can't help thinking about the last thing I said to him. He tried to tell me something important, and I threw it in his face. You love yeah. him. Wow, she's so wise. Aunt May is. What, what was wrong with that? I don't know what was wrong with that either. That sounds like a pretty reasonable thing to say. The fact is, yeah. it's like, focus on the fact that you loved him and he knew that. You don't need to worry about anything else. Yeah. That like, it's like really appropriate thing. Also, yeah, yeah, how can you hate what? on Aunt May? What the hell? Yeah, I, as soon as I heard that he was hating on Aunt May, I was like, hmm. Okay. This got to be, this is better some, be good. So you got some great parts in these movies, especially the second. We're nearly eight minutes in. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> It's a movie yeah, where she is all the jokes out of the way. just the biggest asshole. Ow! He was but stealing anyway. from a he bank! Was stealing. <laughs> stealing! How he is was... that being an asshole? What the fuck? She slapped Guys, money it was out of a his joke. Hand. Oh, okay. Alright, never mind then. <laughs> never mind then. It's satire. It's You're his wrong, opinion. But never mind. Because it's a joke. Oh, dear. Funny. That's the, the it's a joke is the new in my opinion. I mean certainly for this video. So anywho, the second half of this movie hits and you realize that we are now watching a completely different movie. And I couldn't be happier, honestly. This movie is so wild and I think that's why everybody loves these movies. In the second half of the movie, we're also introduced to the actual best character, Correct. J. Jonah Jameson. I can agree with Even that. Even when I read the comics, I hear his voice in my head. Not only is his performance good, but it's like his scenes have a completely different writing staff. His lines are legitimately funny in this. 
Mr. Jameson. I have to ask, what does legitimately funny mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming it's he not, just... So now he's being serious. This yeah. is illegitimate humor. But this is legitimate humor. And this is um, a big compliment to the films, right? This is the part I don't... Yeah. I don't I mean, really no, understand. I, I agree with him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. One of the worst things Sims. about the third film was because they tried to, like, tone back his character, which was a baffling move. But yeah, they, they give him the anger control pills and stuff. And... and he doesn't do a lot of the stuff that I love, which is just the the dealing with whatever crazy new thing has happened with the hero or the villain in, in the episode. The yeah. film, sorry. Um, but yeah, I, I guess, yeah, I agree with you that, that this is an awesome part to the films. Uh, yeah, I love these parts. They're great. Argument yeah, Spider-Man. Parts of the film. Hoffman! Yeah. yeah. Hoffman! <laughs> <laughs> to the point where I'm pretty sure he's making some of this stuff up. Spider-Man wasn't attacking the city. He was trying to save it. That's slander. It is not. I resent that. Slander is spoken. In print, it's libel. Also, do you guys remember that Elizabeth Banks is in these movies? Yeah, no. Nobody remembers that. To be so fair, I'd forgotten about it. I'd forgotten about it until I yeah. rewatched these movies. Yes, I, mean, I, I forgot who played the secretary. I mean, I mean she's she, not she's really just, that relevant to the, the film. Yeah, it's a very minor part, but she yeah. she plays it all right. Like, she's not yeah. bad. She plays it fine. She plays it fine. <laughs> I love how lost we've never been this lost responding to a video like the whole scene happens we get a really good idea of how much this movie has completely lost it where before the special effects were mostly hidden or just briefly shown this movie is now a cgi nightmare and if you think i'm being mean to a movie that came out in 2002 let's see what a real critic has to say you know my thumb is down on this movie but flying through the skies and leaping between buildings he looks like an artificial cartoon character he moves too fast without the weight and presence of flesh and blood. See, they even thought it looked like shit back then, so leave me alone. This part here always kind of bothered I mean, I, 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 I don't... I, I didn't have a problem with it, honestly. I mean, it's early 2000 CGI. I mean, it's, it's never going to be perfect. Let's like, be yeah, fair. Like Look what they do it. It's like a guy on a glider flying around. Um, I mean, you know, maybe you could say, like, well, they could have hidden it better. It's like, okay. Um... Fine, the effects could be better. They they, they could have done yeah. a better yeah, job they did, there. They did the best they could with what they had, I think. Yeah, I, I think they hold up pretty well. I mean, I it didn't take me out of the film. If it did for you, then it did for you, you know? Um, but it didn't for me, so I, I'm fine with it. I think they hold up uh, decent, decently well. But yeah, I, I don't know. Again, I, I, I'd be like, is this really that bad? Also, I don't... I don't the, uh, the appeal to authority fallacy doesn't concern me. Oh, well, I, I guess his point was that he's not just bringing... People were bringing up that it looked a bit awful back then. Um, but using Rodri, but so, does make you think like... Just, oh. Yeah, so that would that actually wouldn't help his point. It would help his point if back then they said it was good. Well, this, this, that's actually the counter-argument would be... Most yeah, people did worst. not have a problem with the CGI when this film came out, from what I remember. Very anecdotal. Yeah, it says worse than you remember. So if you have a critic saying it was as bad then as it is now then that doesn't support your argument and all, and also to to some extent i don't think this um this completely devalues that criticism but they they are sort of cartoon characters like they're, they're superheroes they're not necessarily meant to move around and look like flesh and blood i guess i feel i feel like it adds to the borderline cartoony feel that sounds really pretentious but do you, do you see what i'm saying um well the, the, this is kind of the thing about 
uh, bad and good graphics. It's like they're uh, they're surface level. So if it if it bothers you, it bothers you. If it doesn't bother you, it doesn't bother you. You can absolutely call out bad CGI. But this is why when I reviewed Black Panther, I think I had one line for the bad CGI because I was just like, you know, there's gonna be people out there who just aren't bothered because like, that's how CGI goes. It's like that's this and you know do yeah. i think it's bad in the 2002 film where there's a man flying around on a glider throwing bombs and missiles like um for its time i think that's it's solid i don't know i just i i just don't know how legitimate it is to criticize a film based on its cgi based on today's standards certainly yeah on today's standards this is why it feels a little bit unfair uh, it's just like okay and and again i i wonder uh, how much of this has ruined the film exactly? Like, I don't know. I'm assuming that's that's what he's saying because we're. It's completely subjective, isn't it? Yeah, like I, I don't really have a problem with it, but uh, fair enough, you know. Third me too. Right. See, Goblin has these fucking bombs that turn people into skeletons. Yeah, for real. Anyway, he throws it at this balcony, and Harry. Well, I mean, it doesn't turn them into skeletons so much as it gets rid of everything <laughs> around the skeleton. Or whatever. Has, but, um, whatever. Yeah, he's I bad. mean, he's a bad guy. I'm he's surprised he never uses it on Spider-Man, considering. <laughs> yeah. uh... you need to watch this this sentence in in its entirety, though. He makes a, he, he's making a more general point. Okay, okay, I'll rewind about it. The bomb. Bothered me too. See, Goblin has these fucking bombs that turn people into skeletons. Yeah, for real. Anyway, he throws it at this balcony, and Harry and MJ are also on this balcony, like they're right next to each other. But the bomb only kills these people. Not only kills them, it fucking vaporizes them. But why didn't MJ get hit? She saw it happen. She literally watched this happen right, well, she's, right in front that's of her. A, that's a fair amount of distance. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, they're so out, they might be out of range. If I was to criticize this myself, I would rather go for the fact that Green Goblin doesn't seem to use this technology on anyone but these guys, even though he has a lot exactly. of times where he could. And uh, That's it's, the point that he was about to say. Yeah. It's very amazing technology. It's like, wow, you can vaporize like flesh? Like That's pretty amazing. But Wasn't um. He wasn't he trying to kill them specifically as well? That's true, yeah. and and add it to the fact that it's like, this is a movie's fiction. They can literally just say it didn't affect her because she's out of range. Simple as that. Yeah, like, the reason he came there at all was because they would be there. But, uh, yeah. someone else said it could be a directional bomb. It's like, I, 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 I'm not yeah, gonna... Yeah, I, I, that was one of my thoughts, actually, but it doesn't look like one. But, but again, it's, that's, that's pure speculation. Yeah, if she was right next to them, I would agree, but she's far enough away... Um, for me to believe that. Yeah. But she's fine. I mean, maybe you gotta be, like, really, really close to it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Now I'm gonna yeah, show you guys were. a brief clip, yeah. and it showcases exactly why I love this movie, and why I think this movie is a huge joke. Everything that this movie symbolizes in my mind is in this clip. Hello, my dear. This clip has everything. That is that selection of clips, man. That is so comic book, you know. I, really I think is. we need to let him explain, though. It's yeah, no, absolutely. I'm not actually criticizing him right now. I'm just appreciating yeah. that selection myself. <laughs> I'm just oh like, yeah, oh yeah. It's totally, it's completely comic book. I love yeah. it. Just, it's Spider Man. He's like, what? It's so good. It's Spider Man. <laughs> this it's clip has everything. Goofy planes. Oh, it's uh, it's. That's that's the part where you know stuff like that. I was like, yeah, this film is definitely a campy, but I don't know if it's a criticism. Um, I'm not saying he's saying that. I'm saying I'm saying that. I don't know if it's a criticism that okay. these things exist because would you attack the, uh, the the old Superman movies for that? No, no. 
I think that it's inappropriate, as, as weird as that is to say. This clip has everything. Goofy-ass Willem Dafoe acting, screaming women, which Sam Raimi loves, by the way, but I'll get he into does. that later, mm -hmm. and hilarious extras. It's Spider-Man! I did not edit that clip to be any faster. That's just the pace of these movies. This festival scene is just really a masterpiece. I can cut out five seconds at any point of this whole scene, and you have unintentional comedy gold. Oh boy. So the scene ends. I love that. Do you not love that? Isn't awesome. that kind of the oh point? Good. I love it. <laughs> like it makes me feel like, ah, oh, so it's, it's just the Asian guy back there is great. <laughs> <laughs> With a nice one-two punch. First, we get one of the funniest lines in the movie. Again, no, he's, exactly. comic book villain he's insane as well, by the way. This is a comic, yeah, this is a comic book movie. He's also which... insane. <laughs> and he's insane. Yeah. Well made again, Spider. It's like Pokemon. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. The scene it's ends like... with a nice one-two punch. First, we get one of the funniest lines in the movie. And then Peter Parker kidnaps Mary Jane, and the crowd cheers him on for doing this. Oh, um... He saved her life, if you missed yeah. that part. He um he saved her life, that's probably and he's gonna just drop her off. He drops her off in a park, I think, instead of you know, the the dangerous area in which the rubble is falling. Yeah. Just uh, he could have dropped her off closer, sure, but But yeah, he kidnapped her. <laughs> like yeah. that's supposed um, to be funny, I'm I suppose. I'm sure if she asked to bring him back to bring her back, he probably would have done it. Because it's Peter Parker. You don't think she needs to, like, go to the hospital? Because she was trapped under fucking rubble. And people have also pointed this out before, but that's she obviously a mannequin a in this. But the balcony was at an angle? I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know yeah, she was she trapped wasn't... under rubble. I thought she was just... I don't think she's hurt at all. You don't think she needs to, like, go to the hospital? Because she For was what? trapped under fucking... No, I'm pretty sure it's literally just that it's falling and it's angled. Yeah. So she's kind yeah, of, she's... like, it's like, she doesn't like want to move. It's like you wouldn't want to move in case it actually makes it fall, that sort of thing. Yeah. Rubble. And people have also pointed this out before, but that's obviously a mannequin in a Spider-Man costume. <laughs> and her hair is blowing in the wrong way. Anyway, let's look at more goofy scenes out of sure context. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give him that. Mm -hmm. No, masks are the theme. This movie is so fucking funny. Again, context, he's... Uh, got the second head in his head, and uh, yeah, he all the masks the are obviously it's the Green Goblin mask represents his other personality. I don't know. Again, just seems okay, fine. Yeah, there, there's a lot of masks. I it's mean, and even when he talks to the Green Goblin at a time, he's taught he's looking at the mask. Also, you know, the we're mask nearly uh, revealing we're, who he truly is. Inside. We're nearly halfway through the video, and he hasn't even talked about Spider-Man two yet. Like, oh shit, you're right. Or three. I mean, do you guys feel satisfied with how much he's covered of Spider-Man one so far? I mean, if they were better, I would feel more satisfied. Well, I was just, just going to say, like, there's a lot... <sighs> it's about the purpose of this video. Again, is it like, is he only covering the bad? But he's covered the good several times, so he's not covering all of the good. I don't... I don't know. Yeah, I think a lot of his... Most of his points seem to be that the tone is consistently what it is. Consistently inconsistent? No, it's consistently consistent. Oh, I'm talking about... I'm talking about Cosmonaut's tone, not the films. <laughs> oh, no, he oh, hasn't really said anything 
aside from you know the mannequin thing he hasn't really said yeah, anything the about why the films are worse than we yeah, remember so. yeah there's a couple like, of points where i'm just like yeah that's that's fine he makes me, he makes me like the movie even more <laughs> that he points them out he's doing the opposite job he makes me go, ah, that was a good part, wasn't it? The point of the video is to say the movies aren't flawless, but that he still really likes them. You guys are too eager to tear it apart line by line. Um, the title is worse than you remember. Yeah, I don't know about that, man. And and a lot of these criticisms are literally inaccurate. Literally in the yeah. literal yeah. sense. Yeah, he's saying things that just aren't true. So, yeah, man. And I, I don't really think... See, that seems like a bit of a, a cheaper defense to me. It's like, leave me alone. I could do what I want. It's like, well, I mean... And since he, well, yeah, again, going back to Roger Aber, he brought him up to support his point. Um, you know, it doesn't... To me, that, that gives me impre the impression he's trying to make a serious point. Yeah. Well, there's a... Again, the tone is so confusing. I don't know when to take him seriously, but he's definitely been accurate a couple of times. And if you're going to throw it all away as every time he's inaccurate, he's doing it in favor of a joke, you are literally using the defense that is used for cinema sins for Cosmonaut Variety Hour, which I'm assuming anybody who's a fan of him would say he's much better than Cinema Sins. Correct? What do you think? <laughs> well, what do you said think? That Sorry, go his on. Links in the chat said his criticism is, this is so silly, but he never states why this is bad or detracts from the film. Yeah, I'd agree with that. In fact, he seems to praise it. What do you guys think about this clickbait argument? That it's essentially just clickbait? Oh, uh, like the title is clickbait and the video itself yes. is not really the title. So far, if the if the film ended here, I would agree. If, or if this video ended here, then I would agree. But we'll see where it goes. But so far, I'm kind of getting the clickbait vibe. Oh, his other the sorry, points he's making the points he's making do not line up with the title. Yeah, yeah. He seems to be doing the opposite, in fact. Are his other videos... I actually haven't watched uh, any of his other videos for a while. Are his other videos like this? Uh, uh, do you mean like for clickbait or do you mean sort of format? As in like if when he's criticizing a film or he's analyzing it, is it serious or is it jokey? I don't know. I've always thought he makes serious points. Uh, I remember getting sent his video explaining why uh, Ray wasn't a Mary Sue in defense of The Force Awakens back before I was making reviews or... But sorry, before I, you know, people started watching my reviews before I went up to uh, 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 the last Jedi came out, obviously. But I remember seeing it and being like, "Well, that's not a very good argument." And if the whole time he was just joking, then I'd be like, "Huh." Um, interestingly enough, Kira the Renegade said in chat that Ebert also said Spider-Man Two is one of the best superhero films, but no, that's not going to be relevant. I don't think he's going to bring that in. Like, yeah, we'll, it's not going to we'll help. See, but if that's the case, <laughs> we'll have to see. Yeah. Yeah. Context. I'm right here. This movie is so fucking funny. It's pretty clear that this movie is the goofiest thing to be put on film in the year 2002. I mean, it's the climax amazing. has the villain literally holding the love interest in one hand and a metal box of children in the other. Superhero movie, man. Comic yes, book movie. Comic book exactly. This is so. I what he's pointed that. out is a very consistent set of of criticisms. In that a lot of them seem to just be that this film has a tone, and it's sticking to that tone. That's what I'm getting. Yeah, that doesn't make the films worse. No. Like, I... The ER roasted this guy, and I can see why. <laughs> he he kind of did. Yeah, he responded to him in um, his TLJ video, I think, which was interesting. He basically All just right. counted the um he counted the counter for Ray being a Mary Sue, which 
that's just an ongoing criticism for some reason. Like people just don't yeah. don't uh, agree with that. A lot of people don't. And Spider-Man has to pick which one he's gonna save. Right, if so something this stereotypical his... happened in a superhero movie today, there would be public outcry about. It. Um, heroes having to make a choice just to save something or something else. I'm pretty sure they still do that. I mean, you know a lot more about the the Marvel movies than I do. Like, does that kind of thing still happen, or is is there something similar to this? I don't know if you'd get something as as blatant. Yeah, um, it's not as blatant and specific, but this is... It, the thing is that this kind of a thing in the movie matches the rest of the movie. And I'm not saying that just because it's consistent it's good, but you can't really fault the film's consistency. Oh yeah, and someone I just said it happened in the Dark Knight, Yeah, it happened in the Dark Knight, yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah you yeah, can't, you can't yeah, say this is any yeah. different. The guy is like, choose between this many lives... Like it's dark and it's darker and grittier, but it's the same basic choice. I mean, this is the thing. I felt like I didn't even need to get a reference. It's like the idea of heroes choosing between saving one or the other of a thing. It's like that's 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 the point. What's wrong with that? I think that's yeah. good. So Bernard in chat said his point is that now that Tom Holland is Spider-Man, people act like these movies are masterpieces. This is to show that these movies aren't as good as people say they are. But so is it, he making that point? Well then. He shouldn't have called it worse than you remember. He should have said they're not flawless. Or not flawless, just that. Because I, I you wouldn't know, have catch any disagreement from us about them not being flawless. But the thing is, he's pointed out flaws that aren't flaws a couple of times yeah, already. Yeah, he's, he's saying things that aren't true. And I, I still don't think it's fair to judge this film based on modern cinema standards yeah. of, of superhero movies. Because superhero movies have changed over time. Hmm. And this, this helped establish them in the first place. Someone else said he's trying to say they were they are worse than remembered, not bad. But he's not making that point. He makes me think they're great. And I'm not, I'm not so, even sure what his point is. It's very yeah. confusing. So is he meant is he meant to be arguing against nostalgia then? If you if uh, if I watch this video and you hid the title from me and I had to guess the title, I would assume that this is in praise of Spider Man One, or, or the value the value of you know, the uh, superhero camp. Like, I would think that this is a praise film, or a praise video. He did He did start this off with reference to Homecoming, right? He said that everyone keeps telling him that Spider-Man 2 is better than Homecoming. Yeah, I, I'm just going to put it out there. Homecoming has flaws, too. Like, um, this is, again, why I said that I probably picked Spider-Man 2 over it. I think that Spider-Man 2 is actually stronger in terms of construction. It's a complicated um, thing to break down, but, I mean... If that's his point, that these are worse than Spider-Man Homecoming, then even then I'd say that he's, uh, he's got a... Yeah. Well, if he, the thing is, if he's trying to seriously argue, then his arguments don't work. And if it's just uh, a joke, does it work And then? if it's just a joke, yeah. If it's just a joke, then we're just giving you all content, I guess. <laughs> but, but if he's trying to compare the two movies... Then I, hope the thing? A comparison I genuinely believe if we had him here right now, he would say, no, I was just trying to say that these films have a lot of things that people don't seem to acknowledge, maybe. I think that's probably what his position is. Maybe. But I'd just be like, well, if we'd gone through the video with him, we'd be like, you realize that, for example, uh, Peter was probably getting to the, to the bus stop, and you'd be like, yeah, okay, okay. I doubt he'd be like, it was just a joke. But, um, you know, this is a thing. Everyone can make mistakes. It's all right. <laughs> We're all good. This stereotypical happened in a superhero movie today. Though I still don't get this point at all, coming back to this, you know, like, it's so fucking strange that he's had to choose between the love of his life and uh, several well, it's, children. It's almost that like he's... Like something Goblin would do. 
It's like he's criticizing the movie for being made doesn't, when it was. Correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't Goblin actually say this? Like, he actually says something along the lines of, like, you never know when <laughs> someone's going to give you a, a crazy choice like this or something like that. Like, it's Quite very tongue-in-cheek. Like, the film is very aware. Yeah, yeah like, Green yeah. Goblin is aware of, like, superheroes. You know, because yeah, early on in the film, he talks about, you don't want to be the good guy superhero. You want to be the bad, you want to be the super villain with me. Hang on, someone said he explains the Amazing Spider- in his Amazing Spider-Man review, he explains this video. We'll, uh, we'll play that after we're done with this one, just to see what he says. I've got that ready. Public outcry about how silly it is. But to top it off, you get the funniest line in the whole movie. Again? And I mean it, out of everything I've the shown you guys. Line this line no, this one's the funniest one now is my oh favorite. i thought it was the other funny <laughs> no no this one takes the cake <laughs> i have memorized this speech it is truly iconic to me as one of the greatest and cheesiest superhero movie monologues spider-man this is why only fools are heroes because you never know when some lunatic will come along with a sadistic choice let die the woman you love or Children. Truly a masterpiece. As a regular superhero movie, I'm gonna give this a six out of ten. So you—that was a criticism, right? I think so. Also, six out of ten. But, hmm. I—I I mean, I'm not a huge minimum. fan of numbers, just because you never know what they actually mean. But I'd probably yeah. go higher than six, personally. Yeah, eight minimum. But I guess that's it for Spider-Man One. Yeah. Right. Also, um, what does that mean that he's actually throwing reviews at the end of them? You know, like as if he's as if he's talked about the pros and cons already, but he's really really talked about the cons like in two pros. I uh, and his cons were mostly not. That's but yeah, okay. I, I thought this was a. I would have assumed that this was an in praise of Spider-Man One video. So, okay, so if his video is not a hundred percent criticism. How? What criticisms has he actually mentioned that would reduce it from a ten out of ten to a six out of ten? Let's say. Yeah, because this is interesting. You got in chat. It's like this was not criticism. Um, six out of ten is positive. Y'all just seem to want to disagree with everything he says. We've agreed with him several times. So. Yeah, we've agreed with that. That's the thing. We're agreeing with him on a lot that he says, but he seems to be taking those things as bad. Or that, I'm like, mostly like, confused. If if I saw this to. on my own and uh, it was irrelevant of, like, analysis. I wouldn't know how to react to this. I'd just be like, I guess he's saying it's got camp, which I agree. Which it does, and that makes the film great. Oh, people are saying it might be a YMS reference. What? Just him putting Can a I number get... on the end, casually, because okay. YMS does do that. Oh, uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that sums up uh, We have no, well, we don't know, do we? But I'm concerned now because we're about to jump into Spider-Man Two, and man, we have Spider-Man Two and Three. He spent half on he spent half on the first one. So I mean, I hope he's now yeah, he's he gonna go hmm. over the worst and the best in this next half. Let's, but let's you just... catch up on super chats. I'm gonna use the loo and get a very very good yeah, point. Yeah, me too, man. Me All too. Right. I will. I will talk to my wonderful audience. Oh god, I saw this already. All the movies are basically the same. Get ready for a good time. It's going to be a three-hour or five-hour sesh. Love y'all. I don't specifically know how long we're going to take, but um, yeah, this video is a little bit confusing so far. I give this F to pay respect to your Twitter rags. Oh, I mean, 
I'll let him know when he comes back. Uh, have you guys seen any of Shammy's videos? I've I think I saw his ukulele one. Uh, if he if he made a ukulele, no, I saw his No Man's Sky one, which he's made more than one of, I think. But um, I'm aware of Shammy. I think. Uh, just want to say I love you guys. Hope you all have a great day and weekend. Thank you, James, for the one hundred dollars again. It's very generous of you. Um. EU approved of Disney Fox merger, Sony keeping Spider-Man, and the guy who created Despicable Me is rebooting Shrek is the world ending. <laughs> what happens if Sp Sony keeps Spider-Man? What happens to the Tom Holland Spider-Man? Does it go to Sony? I'm assuming Knox is part of the MCU. I, uh, we'll have to see what happens with that. Greetings, dear sirs, from Austria. Thank you for for the great content. Uh, it's only three of us, but I mean, maybe you're talking about Wolf as well. I uh, watched all your EFAPs and learned and laughed a lot. Your unbridled rages were great and lengthy. Star Wars ones were... We're half? Oh, there's a second one. Uh, informative, interesting, and eloquent. Please tell Wolf he's missed, and I hope he's doing okay. Yes, you were a friend of Wolf, and I will let him know. Thank you very much. And, um, Rags, you'll get your own SC in your next stream. I'm not sure what SC references, I'm afraid. If you like this guy's Raimi trilogy video, you should see his MCU videos where he has to say about Civil War. Oh, you guys know how much I like Civil War. Is that such a wise idea? <laughs> Probably not. Um, Captain Midnight did a very good rebuttal to this. That would be interesting to see. Um, considering, I'm curious if Captain Midnight got the same criticism that we're sort of getting here about, like, taking it too seriously? I don't know. Because I don't know what to take seriously. I dislike Homecoming because it misses a huge part of Spider-Man's character and story. There aren't any consequences. High Top Films makes a very good video on that subject. Anyway, I want to say I love you, Rhino Milk. I will have to check it out, because I did like Homecoming quite a bit. Um, celebrating my birthday, so I can't stay for long, but I wanted to say hi. Hello, Mavros. Um, oh, I needed this podcast. Just got weird. My brother was finally deployed to Japan for the next seven months. Thank you. Anything to make you guys feel 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 good? If it, if it does that, that's that's great. Obviously, we are we are laid back, but um, you know it can be critical sometimes. So hopefully, it's just entertaining. Deliberately bad criticism is still bad criticism. Yes, but Nick, what if they say you're not supposed to take it seriously? It's, there's very confusing rules on that one. I mean, this is the same thing that happened with H Bomber guy. I um. I said that I would sort of take things seriously, and if they were a joke, then the, the audience would recognize that, and we could all move on. Because I couldn't tell, because H Bomber guy has a very specific delivery, which mm, confuses me as to sometimes whether or not uh, that's that's the that's the case. So I let the audience try and figure that out, I suppose. Uh, longing rusted seventeen daybreak furnace nine benign homecoming one freight car Mauler, are you ready to take on the capitalist machine two years later? Hello everyone and welcome to my review of Star Wars. I, I, it's gonna be less than two years, but it's coming. It's definitely coming. I mean, then again, I'll have a review of the new Star Wars in two years probably. So <laughs> maybe that's still accurate. Um, Boohoo! The superhero fiction about a guy who can literally move faster than a normal human is fast. That is how we get shit superhero films. I mean, this is the thing. We, we've sort of made a few arguments in favor of how he's sort of ignoring the tone and format. Um, so I think that it is kind of relevant. Because if you look at The Dark Knight, criticisms of camp will be far more suitable considering how seriously the film takes itself. While this film is obviously um, not. S equals Super Chat. That makes sense. I'm uh, sorry I missed that. This Dangus face takes the intentional campy tone and mixes it in with actual criticisms of the movie. This vid is some cinema sins level shite. He had some good videos, but this ain't it, Chief. Well, that, I mean, well, I'll, I'll reserve my judgment until we get through the whole thing. Yeah. As a fan of both of you lot and Cosmo, this is my two cents. He generally is quite jokey, and he's done a series of videos called Why It Sucks, of which this is one. Also, he's a massive Spider-Man comic nerd. 
this isn't a oh so so is is it arguable to say that this is a video trying to explain why it sucks or is it's it doing a poor job i was gonna say i don't know but fair enough Superman in Kingdom Come when in exile, Luke in TLJ when in exile, Troubled Past, both get a visitor. Guess which one actually rises to the challenge? Obviously Luke with his projection. I mean, duh. Look, Luke was old. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 make an argument without him being old. Uh, okay, well, Luke was old. <laughs> That's, that'll be point number one. Only hipsters would hate Raby's trilogy. Raby's Spider-Man made me love New York City. I cry every time. I mean, I still love him. Maybe not the third one, but I still love the first two. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Nice and caught up. Is uh, is Chris back, or is he... Is it... Oh, Boom, baby. Beautiful. Just got, just got back. Are you guys ready to... I, I, I used the loo. I had, some, I had a strawberry break, because I'm a massive faggot. <laughs> you can't and... speak to rags now. <laughs> uh... I can't... I can't talk to rags anymore. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, let's let's get to it. But as a comedy, tens across the board, baby. Comedic gold. Don't tell Harry. That was that funny. So now we've arrived. Apparently, I don't know. Oh, why was that cave. funny? I, think, I thought that was I thought that was kind of nice that that was his last words. Don't tell Harry. You know, like he does kind of care. Deep down. He doesn't want Harry to think of him that way. I don't know. Maybe yeah. he added a laugh track, which means it's funny. Okay. Well, how, how is it? Oh, <laughs> how is it? Oh, fuck it. All. <laughs> Let's just move. So now we've arrived at the Citizen Kane of Spider Man movies, or so people say. Spider Man 2.1. That's the one I have. I'm sorry. Now, while the point of this video is to bring up the crummy aspects of this movie and kind of laugh at it, so th he just said the point of this video is to bring up the crummy aspects and laugh at them. Isn't that what he just said? Or maybe? Um, let's double check. Spider-Man yeah. 2.1. That's the one I have. I'm sorry. Now, while the point of this video is to bring up the crummy aspects of this movie and kind of laugh at it, I got to admit that it's 100% undeniable that this is the best movie out of the trilogy. It's way funnier than the first one. But just to clarify, so it is that he's bringing up criticisms. And he's laughing at them. That's what he's. That's what he said, right? Yeah. Right. So but that's confirmation. It, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, but the stuff he's bringing up is not a criticism. Unless that was a joke too. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> this is a jokeception. It has some good emotional moments, and it's pretty exciting to watch. But it still has dumb shit. So let's start off with another Peter Parker narration. Who am I? I'm Spider-Man, given a job to do. Blech. Now, I would run through this movie scene by scene like I did for the last movie, but this movie's kind of... Uh, do you guys think that he went through it scene by scene in the last movie? No, because it was only... it was less than 13 minutes. Not only that, but he barely mentioned a hell of a lot of stuff. There's probably some criticisms I'd say he's worth... Um, he, he's gone over, but he's missed... I don't know. Fine, yeah, go through it scene by scene if that's what you call this. Kind of hard right, to do that hurry for. Up. <laughs> and I'd also be here for a really long time. I'm trying to go to bed. This movie follows a little so. bit of a formula, but not the same one as the last movie. In this movie, everything revolves around Peter Parker being shit on. And I know shitting on him is kind of half of the whole thing about being Spider-Man, but that's exactly my point. It should be half of the story. Rewatching this movie is really frustrating because everybody is an asshole. Mary Jane is an asshole. Aunt May is rude as fuck. 
Harry is the biggest piece of shit ever. Yeah, Harry's the only one I'd say that I actually have a minor issue with, but the rest of yeah. them, there's... Uh, so this this is a big of a bit of a fundamental criticism, I suppose, of his his so process here. The chat said I miss Wolf denying the Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake! Wolf uh, shall return. Absolutely, you just gotta. Uh, I mean, give it yeah, until sorry, next I'm sorry, year. Sorry, I'm not edgy enough, enough, guys. Gotta gotta crank it up, Chris. Oh, we'll, you got some we'll competition for Edge. We'll take care of that. Um, yeah, I was just gonna say so. The problem is he just skipped over it, like, oh, they're being a dick, they're being a dick. It's like, okay, so context-wise, um, you've got, he tells Aunt May that, uh, he had a hand in the death of Uncle Ben, and, um, she's got, like, severe money problems. Like, she's going through some stuff, she's not just one-dimensional in this film. And then you got Mary Jane, who's, is this the one where she's getting gradually more upset? Because uh, Spider-Man Life takes precedent. No, wait. What's what's? Because that's the that's the one in the third film. The second that's the film. Third one. The second yeah. one. She's dealing with the fact that she's struggling to become an actress, right? And she keeps. Um, yeah. And uh, Peter's not sort of doing enough, uh, you know, from her point of view to to be a friend. Like he's supposed to be her best friend, but he keeps missing her show. And oh yeah, yeah, and like, that's and that ties like in that. with the film of Spider-Man keeps getting in the way of his life. Is the point? Yeah. And yeah, like, so I don't even know you. What's happening? She doesn't You're know he's Spider Man. She just thinks he's a friend, average dude, and he keeps failing her as a friend, which it upset me. Yeah, this is, this is kind of what I'm getting at. And the thing with Harry for me was he felt very one dimensional. He only ever talks about uh, how he just wants to kill Spider Man. Spider Man's the worst Spider Man. And I just yeah. wish that we got a little bit more, um, I don't know, a little bit more balance. Yeah. But obviously, in the scene where he slaps Peter, he is drunk, so. Um, yeah. yeah, and some of the other characters, like they, if they are being arseholes towards him, they have reasons. Like the the pizza store owner lost money, and Peter, you know, because he didn't make the delivery, so he wasn't being an asshole. He fired him for for not doing. And his again, job. it was because of Spider Man. In the opening, yeah, he says something like he's late because he did. Did he say there was a disturbance? He says like something if, that implies he was doing something Spider Man related. I think. Yeah. I mean, if there were a few characters who were being really, really nice to him at the same time, it would be very jarring. Because the whole point is it's meant to be tearing him down. And I mean, his relationship is repaired with uh, with Aunt May and MJ by the end of Spider-Man 2. Um, he's confident. He's he's victorious. He does save the day. Like, to me, what I'm saying is, like, as much as he goes through some rough stuff, he does come out on top and everything resolves. By the end, yeah. Yeah. But, um, sure, let's let's keep going. This movie is just unrelentingly mean. The first thing Harry says to Peter in this movie is, Hey, your friend Spider-Man killed my dad, and I fucking hate you. Yeah, that's kind of and important, start... though. Yeah, that's kind of important, though. It's not just important, but it's like, it's not that clunky. I don't know, I guess that's yeah. a joke again, but he is... Also, it's not literally the first thing he says. Isn't it? If I remember correctly, again, I, I kind of want to watch the scene, but, um, he's like... Uh, you know, the job gets brought up that he's been fired, and he says, like, I've still got the other job, and then he's like, oh yeah, taking photos of your buddy. Like, yeah, which is obviously a point of contention. It would be out of character for Harry to say anything but that. If he said something like, yeah, it's really great that you take photos of Spider-Man, it would be like, why Why is he saying it like that? <laughs> like, why? Yeah, it's, it, it's a natural uh, what should I say, progression? A yeah. segue? Whatever. Like, it feels natural. He doesn't just randomly bring it up. And it is very important that he brings it up at all. And there's the thing, he's holding the grudge very strongly, because if you remember, just before his dad died is when they connect the most. 
Yeah, that that's not being an asshole at all. Like his dad got murdered yeah, in his yeah. eyes. Fair yeah. enough, I guess. Yeah. Talking about other stuff. And then he's like, no, but seriously, I really hate Spider-Man, and I hate you, and this is why Uncle Ben died. Every chance yeah. Harry gets... I mean, I'm just going to write that off as a joke. I have no idea what he's trying to say with that. Yeah, I'll write it off as a joke. He talks I about how Spider-Man killed his dad. Even when Spider-Man saves his life in the beginning of the movie, he doesn't even skip a beat. He's just like, this doesn't change anything. God damn. He killed his dad. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's <laughs> filled dad. with vengeance. He killed his he dad. Like he's. his dad. I don't know. And this is the thing. It's, I actually blame Peter more for this because he just doesn't take the time to break it down for him. But I guess it's difficult being that he's Spider-Man as opposed to Peter Parker. That would be the... And, and obviously he's busy at many of these moments. And plus, and plus, his voice sounds like Peter Parker. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah. hey. That's true, yeah. Peter, what are you doing? In oh, my God. I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> I didn't kill your dad. I didn't kill your dad. <laughs> okay. Damn, dude, you are really petty. It also doesn't help that James Franco's acting is kind of shitty in this movie. I'm ruined. I have nothing left except Spider-Man. <laughs> and then we have Aunt May, who nags the sh- Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'm not one that's going to defend uh, James Franco's acting in these movies or, or attack it. I think it was fine, personally. I don't know about you guys. I think I mean, overall it was fine. That's a, that example. Yeah, that would be a good example of his. Mm -hmm. um, he could have done better. They could have, they could have reshot that. Yeah, I think. He, sorry, except Spider-Man. Oh, wait, wait, do you want to say something? Yeah, I was just saying. I, I think sometimes he does have his very weak moments. Um, and yeah, they should have done reshoots. But overall, I do think he's he's good with what he's given. Yeah, I, th I think yeah. again. I just say yeah, it's fine. But again, he's he's brought it up as like a thing, and I'm like, okay. I agree. Yeah, you brought it up, so <laughs> yeah. it was important enough to bring it. And then we have Aunt May, who nags the shit out of Peter Parker in every scene that he's in. She abuses random people. Whoa. She thought that was, she Whoa. Thought that was Peter. Okay, so she this... That was, me and Rags are going to be able to recall this because we actually laughed our asses off at this bit. So the context yeah. is, they want a loan, and Aunt May is saying, look, I'm. you can trust me, I'm bringing in money, I'm teaching piano again. And Peter, that's a lie to try and get the loan. And Peter looks yes. at her and goes, you are? And she wants to kick Peter to be like, shut up. But she kicks this guy instead. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because the guy's yeah, like, ow. Funny. And Peter's just looking confused. Like, what's going on? <laughs> so it's a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, he, he showed a clip of that earlier scene where she insists on giving him money because she knows that he needs it. Which like, is a great not, scene, by the way. That's not nagging. Yeah. That's like, not nagging. I actually kind of want to rewind to that. Um, Look, listen, the, that scene is great because a richer person could give more, but they could never give as much. Yeah, and she wants to take care of him regardless of her own circumstances. That's yeah. That's the point of the. That's that's the point of her character. Um, yeah, I might be in. I might be in some dire financial straits at the moment, but this is your birthday. Yes, yeah, it, important to it comes across as like there should be there should never be a time where a parent can't give the the kids a birthday present. That's what it comes across as to me. I mean, I think and she gets really upset strong, because she doesn't like elements of this film. That's the thing. It's re like I I would actually say it's one of the best moments in the film where Aunt May breaks down because she's got so little money that giving twenty dollars to the person that she's supposed to look after is is considered like a bad move, and she doesn't want it to be that way. She wants that to be so. Yeah, I, I don't. I would never consider that nagging. It's just a great scene. Parker in every scene that he's in, she abuses random people. 
Ow! And in the most egregious instance of mischaracterization, she makes Peter feel more guilty for Uncle Ben's death. At a crucial point in the movie, Peter is like, hey, Aunt May, it's been eating me up inside. I basically caused Uncle Ben's death. I didn't know how to tell you, and I'm so sorry. All I want is forgiveness. And she's basically like, wow, you're a piece of shit. Okay, one, she doesn't say that. She just walks no, away. No, doesn't say that at all. She doesn't say uh, that at all. Two, if you told me you killed my wife and you didn't tell me for two years, I'm not sure how I would take that, no matter what your that relationship take... is to me. Yeah, that would take some processing. I actually think it was really well done, because she doesn't do the stereotype thing and just go, it's okay, Peter, we love you. She just walks away, because it's it's beyond shocking. And if you remember yeah, in the third so film... She says that, uh, she, can you believe uh, I would have been married to Uncle Ben for 50 years today or something like that? Um, she was very much invested in that man. He, he yes. meant a lot to her. So going to have I, to disagree with that take. And I think it's even more powerful because she's constantly giving him support and she is constantly being the nice one. But something this has made her walk away a little bit. Yeah. It's the shock of the situation. It's not her being an asshole and she comes back from it she says you know it's important that they stick together and the they're the ones that are around us it's it's okay it's just she needed time and it's again doesn't she, correct me if i'm wrong but doesn't she say that it was brave of you to tell me yes yeah she does this is what i mean the spider-man 2 is strong like it's not just oh it's a neat film it's like i i i was happy to admit it's like there's a lot of good writing in here like i was impressed um but yeah, no, if you sell it this way, if it, as she says he's an asshole, it's like, I don't remember that, but okay. It's just a joke, guys. Bye. And then she just leaves. She leaves him there. Exactly. He comes back and he she tries is to... fucking distraught. <laughs> she's in shock. And she's, con she's conflicted and she's distraught and she doesn't know what to think. So she walks away. Yes. Yeah, she, she walks away rather than say something hurtful. She doesn't know what to say. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you do remember, he literally says, it's because of me that Uncle Ben is dead. I let the robber go. It's like, whoa. That's, oh, a huge, that's something huge to take in. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how to react to this other than just, Ugh. no. <laughs> leaves. She leaves him there. Even when Peter comes back and he tries to talk about it again, you know, to get some closure, she's basically like, well, you fucked up, but whatever. That is this, that's not, not what the scene what? Like. No, well, it is Aunt it is Aunt May in the films at least. I think. Because yeah, she she's generally the nurturing, the kind one, the one who will always forgive anything. And she's come back from that shock and said, You know what? It's okay, it's water under the bridge. You made a mistake, but it's best to move on. Plus, isn't that isn't that like one of the best things you can say in that situation? Yeah, and besides, she's saying that as she's packing up because she wants to move on. Literally move house, on. Yeah. The house is like, she sees Ben as the house that she's had for so long. She wants to, she needs to move on, and that's what she's trying to do. And part of that moving on is forgiving Peter. This yeah, just yeah I, don't, I don't disagree with anything you just said. Yeah, I think that's yeah. exactly what the film's going for. Not a this strong is, take. <laughs> no, not very strong. But whatever. This is not Aunt May, and it makes me really mad. But even though Aunt oh, May has the worst him. scene, and she's one of the worst characters in the movie... Can we just pause for a second? Fuck off. Um, <laughs> what does he mean by this isn't Aunt May? Does he mean it's not Aunt Comic May book? in the comics, or just in line with the rest of the films? I'm a... Um, I don't know. 
I do not know. I'm going to assume comic books. He I doesn't explain know. at all. Maybe it's maybe he means the one from the first film. But I think she's completely consistent. This she's is the more thing. Yeah. It she's would have more, bothered yeah. me if she just went, "It's okay, Peter." Because she's perfectly he's been consistent dead with the first film. Uh, she's just more complex in this one. She just shows more sides to her character. Like she doesn't. I. That's what I mean. Like, I would argue she's less one-dimensional. Anything. Less one-dimensional. She's, she's got. She's got multiple dimensions. She has layers. She actually has a character. And I thought someone. Someone said in chat. I thought he hated Aunt May in the first film. Well, I guess he hates both. Well, again, I think he's referring to the comic. Honestly, I think he's referring to the comic. Okay. Uh, someone well, I mean, I'm a massive Spider-Man buff, and I can tell you, Rosemary Harris is still the most accurate Aunt May ever. I mean, considering how heavily the, I, I don't know about second and third film, but definitely the first one, how heavily they were based on the comics, <laughs> I'd be very, very shocked if they, you know, the Aunt May there was not representative. Boros in chat said she's an onion. <laughs> she's going to lay it. But even though the Aunt May has the like worst <laughs> scene, and she's one of the worst characters in the movie, she still isn't the number one worst character. Wait, she's one of the no, worst characters in the movie. Apparently, that's what he says, I guess. But man, I thought she was maybe the I mean, strongest. You know how I take that? Part. I'm like, man, if she's one of the worst, this film's doing pretty good. Oh, <laughs> it's boy. got some great yeah. characters, apparently. Yeah. Oh, but who does he think the real worst one? Let's is? find out. To... Let's find out. I can't wait. Find out. It's gonna be Mary Jane, isn't it? To... Uh, yeah, yes. there we yes, go. Yes, it is. It's gonna be Mary Jane. Let me go back a bit. Number <laughs> Sorry. one worst character. No, that award goes to Mary Jane Watson, the most petty and manipulative person in the entire series. She spends but, the whole movie. Fu I would agree with Peter's it. Not there for her. I was gonna say I'd agree with it in the third one, but I'm fine with her in this first and second. Yeah. Third one, she's a bit yeah, of a. Actually, the end of the second one, I really didn't like that she ditches the guy at the altar. I thought that was really. Yeah. Um, that was, that was a bit move. much. Yeah. yeah. But um. But, uh, she's the thing is Peter hasn't explained what's going on, so she has no. Re she she has no explanation for why he's not being there for yeah. her at all, why he's acting so weird. And so I think any person would be like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, because yeah, the, because the point is, she's almost Peter's being there for she's, she's almost being led on by Peter in a way, because he's like, we're not being together, but he, I clearly am in love with you. But no. But I do want... Yeah, well, we should hang out. But no. It's, yeah, but oh, by the way, I am Spider-Man too. She's like, what? It's a complete clusterfuck. Um... And, you know, she has that scene where, um, I think it's the beginning of this film, actually, where it's obviously following the end of the first film, where she's like, we should date, and he's like, no. And then she's like, we should date again, I think, at the beginning of this film, and he's like, no. And then she's like, by the way, there's someone else. And it's like, oh, as in, as in, like, the, running out of time, our moment is about to close, so, like, be sure, I suppose, is how I would have taken it. And And then he spends the rest of the film trying to catch up with her, if you remember, until... He decides she she comes back to him. She's like, okay, fine, let's do it. Then he's like, no, actually, I was wrong. Because you remember, he, he, it's like um, they play opposites throughout the whole film. He he doesn't want to be with her, she does, and then she doesn't want to be with him, and he actually does. He drops the whole Spider Man thing and wants to become like a person. And then the second she actually comes back, she's like, okay, fine. And then he's like, uh, no, actually, no. <laughs> this, is, this is what I mean by like, I I understand when, when does he, her. When does he say? When does he say no? Right, uh, near the end of the second film, you mean? Uh, you talk about like the second time. It's it's when they're having um a conversation uh, before Doctor Octopus throws a car at them. 
She's oh, like, right. She's like, let's yeah. be together again. And then he's like, she she said my mind was playing tricks on me. We should be together. And then he goes, oh well, my mind was playing tricks on me too. And then she's like, what the fuck? Uh, she gets played around with a little bit in this film, and I feel like because she has no idea what's going on with Spider-Man versus Doctor Octopus, she's just sitting here with this guy who's playing around with her. Like, I don't see why she wouldn't be the way she is. Hmm. What do you think? I mean, a lot of people are saying that she is still the worst character in the film. What do you? Th what films? What do you think? Um, Harry, maybe. I think Harry's worse. Yeah, I think he's so one-dimensional. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would agree but with the that. The thing is, I can still understand them both. Like, the most growth Harry gets is in the third film, and it's, it's you know, it's rushed because they have so little time. Because they have to get their three villains in. Harry is best friend, steal your girlfriend man in the first one. He doesn't really do much beyond that. And then he's I hate Spider-Man man in the second one. That's literally all mm -hmm. he does. Yeah, someone just said that MJ has daddy issues, so it makes sense how she acts. Like, that's, and I think she has trust and abandonment issues as well. That's true. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's yeah. a big part of what goes on with her. She, if you remember, oh, what was the bit? Uh, Rags, it's something like she tells Peter that. Um, I think this is in the third film. It's either the third or the second. No, it's got to be the third film. She says, uh, the, "Reading these reviews, it's like they were written by my dad." And he just goes, "Oh, gotta go!" And he just jumps out the window. <laughs> Spider Man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, dude. That's not a time where you leave. But yeah, you know, it's a complicated relationship. We can't be... Um, I'll go back a bit. Make sure we yeah. don't cut anything out. This movie, he's like, hey, listen, I'm sorry, we can't be together. You know, I gotta do my own thing. It's sad, but hey, he's being straight with her. And in their first scene in this movie, she tries to make the moves on him. And he's like, hey, whoa, hold up. Yeah, no, I'm still I'm still trying to be friends here. I don't I don't want to date you. If I it's remember, like I, I don't want to I don't want to pull up the dialogue, but I'm pretty sure he gives implications that he's not 100% against the idea. He's, he says, she says something like, it was great seeing you again. He says something like, oh yeah, it was. And then she's like, it was? Like, she basically she's like, what does that mean? What 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 is what you just said? What what, what was that? And he's like, because <laughs> this is why he's, he's fucking with her a little bit, because he's not 100% sure. Look how cute I am. I baked you a fucking cake. And he's like, oh, okay. Oh boy, yeah. Oh boy, yeah. And she's like, admit you love me. Admit you love me, Peter. And he's like, no, I don't I don't want to. So she takes it easy. You know, she backs off a little bit. She doesn't freak out or anything, except she does this shit. And then a second later, she turns around and she's like, oh, well, you know what? I have a boyfriend anyway, so fuck you. And she's- No, 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 no. She says, uh, I have, uh, I'm seeing someone. She says, I'm seeing someone. And then he says, like a boyfriend? And then she goes, Ugh. like, she doesn't say yes. She says something like, um... She says, I like him. She's like evasive, isn't she? She's, I think she says, like, I like him. Because I remember the, the dialogue being weird. I'm actually going to pull up the script. I'm not trying to do this just to prove him wrong. I'm literally curious. Yeah, I, um, yeah it sorry, did seem a little uncommittal from her. But I think like their little emotional back and forth is part of the whole thing they have going. I think she... I mean, I think it's clear from uh, Peter's delivery that he does like her. Uh, but obviously he won't explain why he can't be with her. Um, and I think she's just trying to get him to stop being, like, in her eyes, stop being an idiot and just admit it. Like, stop fucking around. Like, give her an actual reason. He's um, like an awkward nerd or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, he she, is, isn't he? I'm just checking out now. So he says, oh boy, yeah. And then she says, oh boy, yeah, what? And he goes, nothing. And then she says, do you want to say something? And he goes, I was wondering... He pauses for ages, and then he goes, if you're still in the village. 
And she goes, you're such a mystery. And obviously he didn't actually want to answer that question. He just covered. And then she yeah. says, happy birthday. And she walks away and she says, I'm seeing someone now. And he goes, like a boyfriend? And she goes, well, like I like him. And he goes, what? And she goes, nothing. And he goes, oh, well, you know, companionship is good. And she goes, maybe more than that. And he goes, more? And she goes, I don't know. The point is that Peter doesn't know whether or not he's actually sure about giving up on her or not, if that makes sense. I think she's trying to leave the door open for him, basically. Yeah. Um, that's the whole film, is the both of them are telling each other that they don't know whether or not they actually do 100% want to be together, and they decide by the end. It's not definitive from Peter's side at all. He really I don't think is... it's. I don't think it's manipulative. No, I don't think so either. I think this is two people who really are not sure about what they're going to do with their lives. And that's kind of a part of the film. It's about identity. Yeah. Duality. Choosing one life over another one. It's... It's all there. Stop portraying it like it's tis me. <laughs> I think maybe that's. Seriously? I mean, sorry. I think that's kind of why she likes Spider Man, isn't it? Because he sort of comes in and sweeps sweeps her off her feet and like saves her. And I think yeah. because of her issues, she's looking for some guy to come in and be like, you know, I'm with you now. Hmm. Um, maybe. maybe the reassurance. I don't know. I don't know. That that's what strikes me about it. But yeah, I think she's just leaving the door in for him and saying, you know, if you want it, you know, you you'd better get on it quick yeah and i think the being like oh she's just so whiny she's just a dick in the film i should be like i don't she's being human see where yeah she's being human makes it easy you know she backs off a little bit she doesn't freak out or anything except she does this shit and then a second later she turns around and she's like oh well you know what i have a boyfriend anyway so fuck you and she seriously says it just to fuck with him no she says it because no. she's trying to say that the window's closing i've got someone i like so you better be clear right now because otherwise i'm going to pursue this other guy like, that's not fucking with him. That's giving him the chance. That's, that's more blatant than a lot of people will be with each other. It's like Yeah, definitely. It's very adult to be like, I'm going to pursue this relationship if we don't have anything. But uh, whatever, frame it this way and it makes it look really bad. <laughs> it's just a joke. It's just a joke. Yeah, I wonder if anybody feels like this section is a joke. This has been very much more critical than the um, his typical sort of approach, isn't it? Yeah, but it's wrong. But then you learn that she's only fucking this other guy because she's mad at Peter Parker. She agrees to marry him right after she yells at Peter Parker. It's just because she's mad at him. Punch um, me, I bleed. I'm not sure about that. And, no, and he does. He's yeah. a very dashing astronaut. And he yeah, asks he her in front of like a massive theory. crowd. And he actually does something about it. Yeah, and, and he didn't really have much of a chance. I mean, I'm not trying to say that she didn't want to marry him. I'm saying that... Under the circumstances, it would be pretty awkward if she said no, because it's like a giant crowd. He did it like it's a giant gesture. But, um, yeah, I don't know. There was I don't think there's a scene where she says she only married him because she hates Peter or something. I don't I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't remember it either. Like, I... So then in the weirdest scene in the movie, she has this fucking experiment with her fiancé where she makes him kiss her like Spider-Man kissed her in the first movie. What if your girlfriend went up to you and was like, hey, can you kiss me like this one guy? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Well, she doesn't, no. well, she doesn't say that, does she? And oh man, this you know is what? getting tiring. I think it was hot. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so genuinely, I'll, I'll just go with the overly remembering the film criticism. I remember the second one better than the three at this point, but um, she does it because when she kisses Peter in the first film, if you remember, she looks at him like, wait, what the fuck? 
Like, well, remember because she, like, she's remembering the kiss from Spider-Man. So what she's doing in this scene is figuring out if it's because it's Peter or if because everybody feels that way when you kiss them. Well, bear in mind at this point, she doesn't know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. So she's just remembering what it felt like to kiss Spider-Man. So remembering about recapturing that feeling of, you know, kissing a hero. I'm pretty sure, genuinely, I'm pretty sure she's doing it as like a test to see if Peter does kiss the same way as Spider-Man or if everybody kisses when you're upside down like that, like that. Hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what the point of the scene is. I don't think it's her actually being like, please kiss me like my ex did. I don't think that that's that but but but, um i mean the fact is as well is it so bad like she does not get what she wants from astronaut man that is i mean as much as it's a bit cruel to astronaut man she just doesn't uh have passion for him i guess is what i would say yeah yeah poor astronaut man i used to kiss me this one guy that i just kissed in it so i don't think she told him that i don't think she said hey i want to kiss you like my ex i think she just did no she did (laughs) She just and that's it. assuming that she didn't just kiss the guy on the couch in that way because that's kind of where she was. I mean, because mm. she's not kissing him like Spider-Man. She's clearly on the side of him. It's just different. I think, well, I, th- I think she, she's deliberately placed herself there. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's weird, though. Anyway, one time, I just want to, you know, see what it feels like. What the that's fuck? No! But that's not the only frustrating plot device. See, though, he just Octopus. called it a frustrating plot device. Like, that's a serious criticism. A p- that's a plot device? The uh, the kiss? Is it? Uh, I'd have to refresh myself on what plot device means. <sighs> a plot device or plot mechanism is any technique in a narrative used to move the plot forward. I don't think it moves the plot forward that she kisses him. No, it doesn't at all. Yeah, if they didn't have that scene at Unless all, he's, then... Is he referring to Mary Jane as a plot device? I think... I don't know, man. Possibly. Whatever. We'll, we'll just keep going, because I, I don't know. It's just a joke. Yeah. You know, see what it feels like. What the fuck? No! But that's not the only frustrating plot device. Dr. Octopus is also a big dumbass. Firstly, he has this extremely dangerous demonstration in his fucking apartment with no protective gear given to anybody in the no room. No protective gear? He has fucking four massive arms <laughs> that he well, injected he into did, the Well, he is, did say for them, not for himself. He said for them. Oh, okay. The, okay. The, isn't right. he overconfident, though? Is yes. The, the yeah. film yeah. takes a lot of points to say that he thinks that he's in complete control. Scientific hubris. And even at the end, he acknowledges that what Peter said was right and that he made a mistake. Yeah, he does. Because uh, Peter's like, are you sure you've mapped everything out? And then he's like, I've done it from like the mathematical level. No mistakes whatsoever. And then later on, he actually says, there were no mistakes. We'll do it again. You know, like he's he's losing his shit. Again, I, I'm not saying this is some kind of like great piece of writing, but both him and the Green Goblin, they've got the insanity gene. Uh, which is well established. They they both got conflicting minds. Um, Doctor Octopus, as as the inhibitor chip is broken, he thinks he can just do it again. I, I'm not saying this is a counter to his criticism. I'm just saying there's stuff in the film that answers this. Uh, he thinks that he's got it so under control, and it does. Uh, if you guys remember, it is under control for the first like two minutes. Yeah, or yeah. Something. He thinks he's calculated perfectly. Like he's not being a dumbass. He's yeah. he's wrong, but that doesn't make him stupid. Yeah, because the guy from Lost is like, we have a stable yeah. energy signature, or whatever. And everything's working out, and then it slowly goes boom. Uh-oh. Other than goggles, for himself. And then when he turns... Well, he apparently is really close to it. I guess that's how it works. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, isn't it supposed to be a contained... It's supposed to be a contained energy field, and therefore safe for everyone else, right? 
Yeah. Isn't that the point? And it was yeah. safe up until everything went wrong. <laughs> That's the point. Well, his entire supervillain plot is, well, I gotta finish my science experiment. Might as well. His science experiment is going to save the universe or the, the yeah, world. Yeah, that's his motivation. I'm sorry, you can't get away with this one. It's like his whole motivation is saving the world. <laughs> so, his, I mean, and even if it wasn't saving the world and if it was just for purely uh, selfish reasons, like people's work is a huge motivation for why they do the things that they do. And before anyone says, he's killing people and robbing banks to save the world, really, it's like, yes, he does value. Yeah, he even says... He says, um, we need money. The arms say we should steal it. He says, crime? I'm, I'm above that. And then he says, wait, the real crime would be not to finish this project. Exactly. So there you go. Uh, also, he's being he's being overtaken by the AI in the arms. The, yes. The purpose of the arms was to conduct the experiment. Yeah, the so arms of course are very they, utilitarian compared to him. So of course they're going to drive him to want to finish it. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, all very good reasons why he has that motivation. There's a lot of attention to detail in the writing for this film. Like, they really do yeah. want to get a lot of these things across. Mm. Little Cactus in the chat said, remember, guys, he's not into science that much. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Octopus did nothing wrong. I get that you're supposed to be crazy now because of the AI of the metal arms, you know, fucking with his mind. But why the fuck do they want to finish the fusion reactor? Because it's their purpose. What, what? Because that's what they were It's their entire for. purpose. And, I mean, yeah. are you asking us what the motivation of the claws is when they're literally just tools with AI that allows them to uh, basically be reactive, to, to, to be able to um, respond to, like, you know, like, they have the sensors there. Their whole thing is making this project work. That's, that's like the whole they reason they exist. That's, their, that's yeah. their whole purpose. That's the goal that they were created for, and they know it. And he's got a similar intentions, it's just that they have no morality, because they're literally just tentacles. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, yeah, it's, yeah. it's all about the purpose. This is weak. Yeah. What do they care about sustainable energy for? I, I don't get it. He's one of the best characters in the Spider-Man universe with really complex goals and motivations. But here he's just a fucking goofball. Butterfingers. I will say, though, that one of the best scenes in the movie is definitely the fucking horror scene that plays at the end of the first act. This is so reminiscent of Evil Dead that it makes me kind of giddy. Like, look at this. Tell me this is not from Evil Dead. For real. And to top it off, this scene is full of the other staple of this trilogy, screaming women. Well, I mentioned it briefly before, but... I don't know if you've ever been but... around gals, man, but I don't think he's... scream. I don't know if he's saying it's a bad thing. He's just pointing out. Like, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I like, man... And, um, loud. and yeah, I love that scene, the whole scene. But the thing is, I love <laughs> loads of the scenes scene. from Spider-Man too. So, yeah, it's a great scene. Yeah, um, and it's classic Sam Raimi. I mean, it's it's kind of a horror-y kind of. I mean, on its own, no, but compared to everything well, yeah. else in the film, it's yeah, like, it's a it's a horrible scene compared yeah. with everything else. But oh, it's yeah. horrible in that you could, uh, if you put this into a horror movie and you added blood splatters, it, it would have been fine. Like it would have fit right in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like you, they definitely leave things to the imagination. Sam Raimi loves screaming women. Do they scream? Even when the movie isn't being campy and it's not being serious, it's just being really awkward. You know, this video when it's not being campy and it's not being serious, it's just really awkward. I say it's really confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely agree with that. <laughs> Toby Maguire can't have a normal scene with somebody. We sure showed him. What do you mean we? Oh. So anyway, okay, what, 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 what was wrong with that? that? 
What's wrong with that? What was you understand that's Peter Parker beneath that mask, right? I, I feel bad because I love that bit where she's like, I was the one who beat him, and he's like, no, oh. well. <laughs> it's good. It's yeah, good yeah, shit. Yeah. I don't, I don't... Yeah, that was kind of a nice thing to say. But all right. Whatever. Especially, Moving on. Especially because Moving on, Peter yeah. Parker knows that in this movie, you know, Peter Parker knows she could use a little boost. So anyway, Peter Parker beats up Dr. Octopus. He tells Mary Jane he's Spider-Man, and then she leaves her fiancé on their wedding day and decides to be with Peter Parker. Yeah, but she loves him. Was he describing the plot, or was he criticizing? I don't know. <laughs> that's the big question. He says it's um, fucked up, and it is fucked up, and I think the, the film treats it like it's like a good, noble thing, but she does it in a really dickish way. She just, she jilts him. Eh, yeah. Yeah, she does. Jilting means you don't show up to the wedding. But at the same, I mean, I'm not defending her, but like at the same time, if she had stayed with Astronaut Boy, she would have been miserable. Well, and I, uh, she and Spider Man would never have got together. And that Astro dude. Well, it would have been it would have been a very different ending, wouldn't it? I would. I, I think they did it for the theatrics. I think that realistically, she would have just said, "I don't want to be with you." Before, not leaving him literally on the altar. That's some. That's some. Yeah, that's that's some dramatized dramatic, stuff. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but he, in fairness, he's only described the plot. He hasn't actually made that criticism yet. I don't see. I don't know if he will. Decides to be with Peter Parker, which is fucked up, but whatever. Well, I think he oh, is saying also... that as a criticism. Well, he's, from my interpretation, there, he's saying the fact that she's done it in general is fucked up, as opposed to the specifics. Because I think it's fine in general, but the specifics is part of what. Yeah, how she. Did I don't it. like how she did it. I feel like in the context of this video. Just the way that he's talking about it, he he is making it sound like it's a criticism. Yeah, but well, this you know, thing, I'm, and I would we agree. Can never, we can't prove that either way. I don't agree that her choosing him in the end is bad. I just agree that it's the way it's put across is a bit like what. Like, the, do you remember the scene? The guy is literally like handed a letter while he's waiting for it. He's like, "Wow." Yeah, man. He's like, "Oh." And bro, everyone's there, geez. including Harry and uh, his dad, which is just like, man, this is this was. That was mean. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I don't know. It, it, if he's criticizing the relationship overall, I'd have things to say, but I'll just assume it's about the scene. Doesn't mind that he's Spider-Man and she'll do whatever it takes to be with him and that she'll be there for him no matter what. Except in the next movie where she leaves him because he's Spider-Man. She bit off more than she could chew. Yeah, she didn't understand what she was getting into. Nope. And uh, I don't remember exactly at what point in the film she breaks up with him. Uh, but isn't it because he starts being a bit more of a dick? Well, she breaks up with him because Harry forces her to under threat of death. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, kind of, that's kind of important. On the bridge, yeah. yeah. And in fairness, he keeps fucking up beyond just being Spider-Man. If you remember, he he doesn't cheat on her, but he, he kisses another woman in front of yeah. her with their kiss. Yeah, because Which me and Rags had a huge problem head. with that. <laughs> yeah, like, like, what the hell? Damn. Well, he's let the power go to his head, hasn't he? Yeah, the that is what the oh, film's yeah, about. Same, yeah. yeah, that's what the film's about. Anyway, this movie's dumb as hell. 7 out of 10, I love it. Wow, that was what? 6 minutes? Oh, that was the best of... Oh, I would... I Wow, okay. I guess that's done. Correct me if I am wrong about this. Well, it's not really a, a fact. It's just an assumption. Do you think he was started rushing this after he did the first one? He was just like, ah, oh, fuck it. Well, yeah, <laughs> maybe. Because he's like, damn, this this is a 13-minute video, and I've only talked about the first one. Do you think it's to do with the fact that it's just so little to criticize about the second one? 
Maybe, but it's supposed to be worse than I remember. Well, the crazy thing is that he criticized yeah. a lot of the, genuinely speaking, a lot of the g great parts. Yeah, like, he was yeah. Like, Aunt, the Aunt May thing, like, ugh. Yeah, he's just making know. stuff up. <laughs> or just deliberately misinterpreting stuff. Yeah. Yeah, as Baneflame just said, what about the train scene? How do you not mention the train scene, man? <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, okay. And then he's got, what, another... Eight minutes to cover the worst of the three well, films. The, this is the well, problem. Now, are you really gonna just tell us that Spider-Man Three isn't very good? Because it's it's gonna. We know. It's yeah, good. just we know. You gonna be bringing anything new to the table? I'm curious if he maybe is gonna defend it. That that would be interesting, but maybe. But what's strange is that you would think that it's universally kind of accepted that the second one is the best of the three, mm -hmm. and that it's a really good superhero movie. And if your point is to tell us that they're worse than we remember, that would really be the big target. Yeah, definitely. That's instead the one to go for. Instead of half as long as the first one. But yeah, let's just see where this goes. I'm willing to take well, anything okay, right now. Way, if, if he focuses the rest of this time on the third film, then he will have focused on the worst one better than, more than the best one. When his point is to tell us they're worse than we remember, which would be strange. We'll see what he does. Mm. But that would be strange. Spider-Man. Okay, so everybody knows that this movie is bad. And I'm not about to talk shit about Spider-Man 2 and go ahead and say this one's good. And I almost wasn't even going to talk about it because everybody already knows the funny things in it. But I can't help it. This movie is hilarious. However, while the movie is bad, it's actually okay, pretty but, consistent. Oh, all right, all right, all right. oh, wait, I didn't catch that. What did you say? It's it's bad, oh, but it's consistent. Oh, all right, all right. Let's let's back up just a wee bit. Let's, let's back up. Just Not a about wee to bit. talk shit about Spider-Man Two and go ahead and say this one's good. And I almost wasn't even going to talk about it because everybody already knows the funny things in it. But I can't help it. This movie is hilarious. However, while the movie is bad, it's actually pretty consistent in its tone. This still. Um, so, um, what's interesting is that this is exactly what he said about the other ones. It's funny, but and those other ones were consistent in their tones. I was gonna say, yeah, they were consistent, bad, right? Those ones are good. But so now, do we know now with him saying that? Do we know now that when he was mentioning all of the silliness from the first two, that it's a bad thing? Or if it's consistent in tone, that means it's not bad, correct? Is he just saying that it's not? It's only as bad as the others in that sense. And I'm sorry, but I don't uh, think I don't be... think three is consistent. By the way, personally, I think it goes super goofy and then sometimes really serious. For example, when remember... ha when Harry sorry, dies, no. is like that's some serious they're, shit right they're... there. Yeah, they're really trying to play that up. Like it's not the film isn't entirely goofy. Well, didn't he say that he doesn't see much difference between the three films? I think he did say that, yeah. Yeah, yeah in terms of, like, the quality. Yeah, because the clip was Aunt May on the ledge, yeah. Hmm. Oh, by the way, nice pause. <laughs> yeah, good point. All right, <laughs> let me drag it back a bit. Let's continue. This movie's hilarious. However, while the movie is bad, it's actually pretty consistent in its tone. This still feels like a Spider-Man sequel, even if it is a really stupid one. How's the pie? So good. So this movie goes ahead and starts off with another... It's me, Peter Parker. God damn it. You'd think after two movies he'd probably get good at this. You'd think after two movies he'd explain the problem. Yeah. He just keeps pointing problem? out that he does it. Is it, <laughs> just, like, is, yes. it just, is it just the bad delivery? 
I'm assuming. I don't know if it's more to do with well, the fact that it's thinks. like it's ruining some form of immersion, or if it's like commentary that's unnecessary, or if it's just bad acting. I don't know. Well, it's it's a very comic book intro, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that's all we've got, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. But no, he doesn't. Now, if you ask me, the best part about this movie is the fact that the wackiness starts at the very beginning. It's not a gradual buildup like it is in the last two movies. This movie starts off as a shit show. At the 10 minute mark, we already see two antagonists. Harry starts juicing with the goblin serum. And yeah, I mean, me and Rags completely agreed with this when we were watching it. They rush the shit out of this film. They're like, oh, yeah, they did, like, yeah. Yeah. This is oh, this, this is, is this, this go, 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 go. And you know why? Because they've got to fit so much other shit into it. And I feel for Sam Raimi if this was, like, forced on him, producer-wise. Yeah. When Harry walked out of the chamber, I think I was like, well, that's that. That's that. That's done. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, well, he's, he's Green Goblin he's, now. He's a super villain now. All right. A fucking meteorite lands in Central Park with the symbiote. This movie's trying to juggle all of this shit at once, and it really doesn't work. Also, the symbiote coming from I outer agree. space is fucking stupid. I know that's how it is in the comics, but there's a lot more context in the original story. With everything that we know about this universe so far, telling me that aliens exist is kind of a stretch. So well, it's a comic book movie. I Hang mean, on, wouldn't it be the opposite? With everything that's going yeah. on, telling me aliens exist slots right in. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. yeah I can believe if you're willing it. to believe that a spider bite turned a man into a... A human spider and you got an octopus man that's <laughs> trying to create renewable energy in his apartment uh, if it is i mean somebody's saying that's not how it is in the comics but if that is how it is in the comics then how can you blame them for putting it in the movie well the thing but is i don't think it's whole i don't think it's inconsistent though matter space feels like it's something that kind of deserves a whole lot more time to sort of play up its importance instead of just one of three villains um, I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm mainly just stuck at the fact that you're just like, oh, aliens, with everything else going on. You can't have aliens too, and I'm just like, oh, that's weird. I would have thought it would fit right in. The MCU obviously is doing it. They're just like, yeah, there's aliens, by the way. Like, yeah, I mean, I do think the inclusion of uh, Venom is a little bit random. Yeah, isn't it? But well, I think if they made the whole mo movie about it, it might have worked. Instead yeah, of just so. being like, oh, fuck it. It just feels <laughs> like, yeah, oh, here's a, here's a plot device, or here's a villain. I don't know. I feel like he could develop that point. I'm not really sure where he's going with that. After all that, Harry ambushes Peter and tries to fucking murder him in the street. We are not even one-sixth through the movie at this point. Now, all things considered, I actually like this fight. It's pretty exciting. We know Peter isn't going to die because the movie just fucking started. But the main thing at risk here is the wedding ring. It adds an extra threat to the fight, and it's good for making the audience engaged. Now, right after this scene, we're thrown into the Sandman's origin story. Because yeah. like I said... This movie has no fucking breaks. However, him turning into Sandman is actually one of the best sequences in the whole movie. I agree with that, too. Yeah, it was um, pretty good. Yeah. I agree. Him picking up the locket is really great. Uh, one thing I will say, though, is that me and Rags thought it was funny when he breaks into this place and these scientists people are like, hey, there's some, um, they say silicon or they, they say some kind of thing. They say we can detect some kind of signature and then they go, oh, it's probably a bird, it'll go away. And we thought <laughs> it was hilarious <laughs> that um the there's like this just this set of police that are parked outside, like try to break in. They're just like, that's oh, probably nothing. <laughs> it may not be a, a full blown criminal um, jumped in there. But like isn't he now offering a piece of serious criticism? Well, as in positive criticism. Yeah, I, I'd say so. Yeah. So, but it's a joke. I don't know. <laughs> it's all a joke, man. I, I have no idea. Mm. The effects have aged pretty well, 
and with no dialogue and beautiful music, it's an excellent example of wordless storytelling. Yeah, the music, I wasn't, when it was Rags brought it up when we were watching it, and I did think yeah, about the music, I and I was like, I'm not 100% sure what they're portraying exactly. Um, I didn't even notice the music. Yeah, it's... it was very, it, it just didn't really fit. I don't think the movie really fit, but I, it was, it was enough to where I did, when we were watching this film, I did bring it up. I was like, the music here seems off when we were watching this part. But I mean, yeah, you know, I'm fine with it. Still, it's like it's 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 okay. It feels weird that I'm trying to explain. You know, like it's it's like yeah, Spider Man Three's got way bigger problems, so it's fine. <laughs> we can yeah, get over that. Yeah. It's kind of weird because if you look at this scene on its own, it's kind of beautiful. But then you remember it's in the same movie as this scene, and you get kind of upset. Anyway, Harry has amnesia well, now, which as everybody, I would say the worst part about that scene is that it could have been a great villain. And then they fuck it up. Well, yeah, he's he's extremely yeah. underdeveloped, like, like very one-dimensional, like criminally underdeveloped. He's like we barely even understand. He gets fucking barely any lines. It's just bad. Also, yeah, Harry getting amnesia is just stupid. Like, yeah, I, just I even when we watched it, I was like, so what was the point of that? It's just to delay him, isn't it? Because they need him to be a yeah, villain at a certain point. Villains. Yeah now which as everybody knows is probably the worst plot device in the history of storytelling is that a plot device it moves the plot it sort of stops the plot temporarily it does yeah it stops i suppose the you plot. could is that what yeah, a plot like device a counts as you said it, it yeah it said it pushes plot forward is there another word for stops plot <laughs> i don't know uh, plot bump i don't know plot bomb <laughs> plot I like plot bump. It's a plot device, you know, that keeps you going forward. But... Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's, uh, it's fine. Hmm. Like, I'm just curious about yeah. the actual yeah. Yeah, fine. film yeah. criticism language. I don't know if that's actually how you use it. He seriously hit his head and forgot. Oh yeah, I did laugh at that. The yeah. film, the boing noise. Yeah. Like it was boing. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could get hit on the head and no, and forget no, the third no. movie. So there. Oh. <laughs> The entire last two movies. That is more than ridiculous. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, also, James Franco has gone from being a bad actor to being an insane like one. You got hit in the head. <laughs> that's best I could. You know that face. Now, unsurprisingly, Mary Jane is still the worst character in this movie. I would... Wait, I thought you said... Oh, no, yeah, he did say, he did say, didn't he? I thought for a second I remembered it as Aunt May was the worst, but no. He did clarify and, uh, that Mary Jane was worse. She, she's the second worst in the last So we'll, she, we'll see how she stacks up in this one. Spider-Man gets attacked all the time. This isn't about you. This is about me. Remember how in the... In fairness, the conversation... This is the thing me and Rags brought up. She was talking about seeing her dad in the reviews. And then he's like, yeah, Spider-Man gets criticism. It's like, dude. Dude. Come back. Come back to reality. Yeah, like, I'm don't, about you me. know... Listen to her. Like, don't make it about yourself. Yeah, like, I admit she's annoying, but that was a completely fair reaction. I would probably yeah, have the same thing. I'd be like, like, chill out. I'm not talking about Spider-Man. The last movie, she's like, hey, I love you. I'll support your lifestyle. Yeah, well, the first time he has to go out and do Spider-Man stuff, she's like, ugh, I didn't know this Spider-Man shit was going to be Well, uh, it's probably been a while, oh, and it's probably not the first time, so it's kind of wearing her down that and he's not there to context, talk about Context, man. She says... I see my dad in these reviews. The dad who, like, is abusive. Like, this is really important. I can't believe like I'm defending Spider-Man 3. I, uh. I feel weird. <laughs> it's, 
in, be fair to the film. Come on, it's very easy to criticize. You don't need to. You don't need to yeah, make. There's already up. enough wrong with it. You don't need to make stuff up. Hmm. Time. The next scene is also really funny because we are now randomly introduced to all the new side characters. This random ass motherfucker shows up and he's just like, "Oh my god, that's Gwen." Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 hilarious that you got whatever accident is taking place hits hits Gwen Stacy, who happens to be Peter's uh, co-student in whatever subject he's taking, and also the girl he kisses later on, who's also dating Eddie Brock, who happens to be on the scene taking photos. Who is? Well, they're not. Sorry, go on. And she's the daughter of the chief of police, who's that guy there as well. It's a bit of a like, wow, that's a lot of everybody who's going to be important contrived. is there. <laughs> yeah, it's very contrived. But I guess they're trying to cram so much into this film. Yeah, yeah, that's this it. Is how they have to do it. The way, and he just shows up randomly. Now, all things considered, Topher Grace's performance is not actually that bad. I actually really like it. See, photography, it's not just about, no offense, uh, flagpoles, <laughs> whatever. It's about lighting. And it kind of upsets me that people blame him for why this movie sucks. I've never blamed him. I've always said he's miscast. Because I actually like yeah. him in that 70s show. Yeah, um, he, yeah he, he does. Yeah, I remember he was in the, that 70s show. It's He ain't the only thing. I'll tell you that. Like, um, yeah, it, was a, it was a team effort to make this a bad film. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there are scenes where he's he's super, like... Uh, chewing the scenery, um, like as Venom, and um, there's a couple of scenes where it's just a bit awkward. I don't know, but like I, I wouldn't say he's like, flawlessly acting it. But I just wouldn't blame him anyway. He's actually perfectly playing the jerky, hot-headed foil to Peter Parker. He's just one of the better parts of the movie oh. when he's not being Venom. Um, oh yeah, I love the bit where he's like, "Jesus, will you help me kill Peter Parker?" <laughs> That's it's definitely one of his best moments. Like, I, yeah, when we were watching it, I was like, I don't think that's how Jesus works. <laughs> Jesus is one of the people who likes that. He's he's a bit against yeah. it. Mate, because you need to read the Book of Revelations. That's yeah. that's when he had his eyes. Right, yeah, read well, uh, read the um, not the Sermon on the Mount. It's a later one he did. There's uh, it's going to be a lot of fire and brimstone, boys. <laughs> Jesus. He's bringing yeah. out a sequel to his book. I'm yeah. saying it's Bible not out, it's not out of character, <laughs> but you know, for Jesus. Yeah, for Jesus, but you know, but. Normally, maybe Jesus was like, finally, no one's asked me that in years. <laughs> I just love the idea that he's actually there and he says, kill this guy. Jesus is like, do you know anything about me? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> that, was, that was back when I was younger. I There was a phase. Religion of forgiveness, God. guys. Yeah, I, I got it all out of my system with the Jews. We're he's, good he's, now. He's just more straightforward. He just goes, no. Like, no. <laughs> I'm all right, thanks. No the symbiote he kind of sucks once he turns into venom he's just i like being bad it makes me happy <laughs> see that's what i was talking about about the acting but <laughs> sorry i can't i can't watch that and not laugh yeah it's, it's uh, that's oof. some that's some oof level stuff there ridiculous honestly if this movie was just about one villain one fucking dude it could have been fine. Harry's motivations are clearly defined yeah. all the way from the first movie, and he would have made a great villain on his own. Sandman has a very compelling story, and the way he ties back to Peter could be interesting if written well. Uh, I don't like how they did that. I don't like it either. It was uh, so good the way it was in the first and second. It was so great. It was all all there, man. And then they're like, no, we got to fuck with this one too. And as that's for that's um, compelling story, 
I, I think it could be compelling, but they rush it. They're Maybe. like, he has a daughter, yeah. daughter over there, yeah. daughter. He's doing it for the daughter. Daughter's ill, okay? Daughter, daughter, money, money for daughter, daughter. And you're yeah, like, oh, okay, like, okay. Doing terrible, horrible things to random people. He's clearly going out of his way to be violent when he doesn't need to and hurt people. His whole thing just falls. Yeah, I, I think I think I guess I agree with him. It just needs more work writing wise uh, to make mm -hmm. that to make the Sandman one work. on his own. Sandman has a very compelling story, and the way he ties back to Peter could be interesting if written well. Eddie Brock serves as a great foil to Peter, his narrative opposite. He represents something that we haven't seen in these movies yet. A person like Peter Parker, except motivated by his own selfishness instead of selflessness. I, I'm i okay with that too, I agree. I think that maybe yeah. that could have made a good movie too. Yeah. Any could've. one of these dudes would have been fine. Making a Spider-Man movie should be so fucking easy, but most of them suck. I'm so mad. Most of them suck? Most of them suck? There's only three. Well, I guess he's talking about the Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. Oh, okay. Okay. I so think... anyway, Mary... Jane gets kicked out of her play because she can't sing for shit, and she sees Peter swing by, and she actually gets mad at him. Yeah, forget being supportive of the Spider-Man lifestyle. Now, uh, yeah, since he's been jumping out on her, and then she loses what actually makes her individual, and he's still got all the fame and appreciation of the people, which is what she's just lost. I think you can like, understand uh, that. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, that's that's yeah. understandable. So that's the scene. That's the point of the scene. Yeah, you're Everyone's not gonna cheering and clapping, and she wants to be cheered for and clapped Again, for at her Again, don't want to be yeah. defending Spider-Man Three, but you're making it so easy. <laughs> <laughs> man, I we're defending Spider-Man Three, man. Now you're actually actively jealous of your own boyfriend. Yes. 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 Um, jealousy is an emotion. Humans experience it. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to add the analysis on here. Have I, have I, have I finished it off with that? <laughs> like, I don't know. And, act, and for her, acting has been established in prior movies as yep. her passion. It's what she wants to do. Yeah, it's not just out of nowhere. She has even lied to him in the past, acting as if she has been acting. When she really was this, been working on other things. Was this before or after his kiss as well, by the way? With the other girl. Um, I can't remember. Well, he hasn't covered that yet, so. Oh, I guess it's before then. Running out of time. I He's don't know. Three minutes, man. And then she even has the audacity to get mad. Oh, when there you he go. Kisses. Oh yeah, there you go. Around. She should have the audacity to get. Yeah, upset. I, I think that's a perfect He's got to be kidding. He's, he's got to be kidding. There's no way if look. Let's, if listen to it again. Let's do it again. Yeah, just yeah, rewind that. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure he's kidding. Her own boyfriend. And then she even has the audacity to get mad when he kisses a random girl that he doesn't know right in front of her peter why did you do that yep yeah, uh, i completely okay. agree <laughs> good cool. it's a it's a moment in the film where it's just like that to me seems out of character for him even if he's on an ego trip it's, okay. it's just yeah like, especially because they've established so much how much he cares for her you'd think it and he it, just it spoke to her he just spoke yeah. to her he's like hey you're here look at me yay ago. This movie's just basically Mary Jane and Peter Parker being pissy at each other again, because we haven't seen enough of that. Because we have the same general storyline in every single one of these movies. So now Spider-Man decides to be evil, and he wears his hair different, and he says bad words. You'll get your rent when you fix this door! And everybody likes this- Why did he sense a damn? Because <laughs> that's the joke. <laughs> that's the joke, okay. That he's like- Oh, I see, He chooses yeah. dab oh, as gosh, if it's- Oh, gosh darn it. What did you think he was saying? 
You'll get your rent when you fix this nigger door. <laughs> wow, he's just an instant jump. Jesus, he didn't say that. <laughs> no, that's what I think is funny though. Is the Peter is Peter's version of the most horrible thing you can say is damn. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like he yeah. said. The Good lord, word. Peter. He's like, oh drats. Part oh, of the movie. This oh. is everyone's favorite part of the movie. Everybody universally agrees that this is where the movie really shines. Now, this movie has a flow, much like the others do. However, the flow in this movie is fucking insane. They just have each villain getting kicked out of the story to make room for another villain. Harry's the bad guy at the beginning of the movie until he gets amnesia. Then Sandman comes in and he's the villain until Peter murders him. Then Harry decides not to have amnesia anymore and he's the villain again. Then, mm -hmm. Peter Parker kills Harry Osborn with a bomb, and then Venom is the main villain after that. This yeah, movie a mess. is bananas. Yeah, I agree. All while this is happening, yeah, way we have many villains. There's yeah. just, they threw so much, and the first two movies worked so well with a villain, and now it's like, oh, there's villains everywhere. There's three of them now. Also, someone said, why is he using the Cuphead soundtrack? I think the idea is that he's, it's like, everything's, yeah, it's, it's running yeah. so fast, it's so goofy. Oh, snicker knuckle. And, <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree with any of those criticisms. I'm on board. Yeah, that's a valid All criticism. This is happening. We have bad acting. She, but, no, but she's, she's acting oh. in the film. Please. Wasn't he referring to? I think he's referring Peter to Park? him. Wasn't it her Tommy McGuire's acting? Which yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit much for me that scene. Uh, I feel like he's really trying to be sad to convey sadness. Yeah. yeah. Um, but again, like it's very you know, um, does it pull you out of the scene? Like uh, it, it, for me, I was just like focusing on the fact I'm that she's great. lying. Yeah. Um... <sighs> it's over. No, please. And just absolutely hilarious scenes. Now dig on this. Oh my. The last act of this yeah. movie rushes yeah. along faster than you can see. <laughs> <That's real>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair yeah, point. It's, it's funny. It's pretty rough. Hey. Oh boy, yeah. Eddie Brock gets the symbiote, and immediately afterwards, him and Sandman just find each other wandering the streets. Then they steal a taxi, kidnap Mary Jane, and build a death trap Wait, for Wait, did they just randomly find each other? Um, there's dialogue that, that Sandman said he's been looking for him, and that Venom's been looking for him. They've both been looking for each other to, uh, Sandman thinks he's Spider-Man, that's who he wants to kill him. And he's like, oh, right. you're Venom? Okay. And then Venom is like, I've been looking for you because I want to team up. So, okay. It is strange that so, they met, but this whole, this whole series has been, like, amazing coincidences, kind of. Yeah, so it's a coincidence, but that's not, I mean, the, I it mean, has to happen. They have a throwaway piece of dialogue to explain why it's just a little bit less than a coincidence. It's still a coincidence, but I just mean, like, it's not ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But again, it like, who cares compared to the other yeah. stuff of this film, but, you know, yeah. fine. This all happens in the span of, like, a couple minutes. This movie is so sluggishly paced until the point where all this shit has to be shoved in immediately. Oh, and then Peter goes to Harry to recruit him to fight the bad guys, but Harry is now the Phantom of the Opera, and he's sad, and he hides in his castle. But then the butler comes out and says that Spider-Man didn't kill his dad. I did kind of find that kind of funny. Yeah, the, yeah. the butler just shows up. The butler's just like, I happen to know something very <laughs> well, important, the by butler the was in the last film, though. He was in the he second was, one, no, he, he wasn't was in, in the first one, though. Yeah, he was in, in Spider-Man 2. Mm. But yeah, wow. so it's a bit convenient that he left it right to the, you know... And he's, I love, by the way, he's in the green, the goblin's hideout right now. Apparently this butler really is the Alfred to his go green goblin. He's just like, yeah, 
I uh, gave it to uh, your father's secret evil laboratory to dust and move it's the like, it's, it's, it's awkward that you're a bad guy, but I mean, I'll be your Alfred, fine. Like, yeah. I'd prefer it if you were a good guy. I noticed a lot of blood on that glider when I cleaned it. I just neglected to mention it two years ago. I just assumed you'd uh, cut yourself or something. Yeah, he just, he just... Oh, someone's saying he was in the first one too. We did watch it recently, and I don't remember him being in the first one whatsoever. I don't remember him being in it. It must have been really minor. I'll check. Uh, I am curious. Really um, minor. Butler, uh, Spider-Man, Sam Raimi. That should have him pop up. Oh, maybe I was expecting too much. <laughs> There's no <laughs> results. Does anyone know his name? Oh, is it, someone's name um, Butler X Machina? <laughs> is it? I mean, it, it is. It does seem like an X Machina, but it is set up, I guess. It's not we, totally we all know why it's nowhere. happening, is to get him into the fight, isn't it? But yeah. Yeah. It's so a... it's like, what, how are we going to get him into the fight? Well, the butler shows up. Again, it's a coincidence rather than, um, rather than a... It's I mean, it's certainly possible. I just, my issue yeah. is like, why the hell did you take so long to tell him about this, dude? Yeah, <laughs> like, the, the butler just walks in to the secret Green Goblin evil supervillain lair. Because this is apparently not a shock at all to him. And he's known the whole time. And you think you would have saved Harry a lot of grief here if... Oh, there we go. The he's way, called. Father... He's called Houseman. Apparently, he is in. Yeah, he sees he's in Spider-Man One. I did not know he's that. Played by Bill Paxton's dad, apparently. Oh, wow. So, according oh. to someone in the chat. Bill yeah, Paxton's yeah, he's got pictures with him. I didn't know that. Huh. huh. But um, yeah, he's apparently Houseman in Spider-Man One. I guess he just doesn't have any lines in Spider-Man One. That might be the case. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's just a bit stupid. Yeah. Is is just a bit like my only issue is why the hell did you take so long to tell him you dick? <laughs> this would have been useful information two years I'm ago. Glad you survived that fucking grenade. Yeah. <laughs> like I was, was like, we yeah, the grenades do that... tend to get less powerful as the films go. They're on, selectively they? powerful. Imagine it was the vaporized they... grenade. That would have been. <laughs> I know, right? It's like we've gone from they vaporize you into a, into skeleton dust to <laughs> you slightly and burn your face. Hey, man, he was a super soldier. It makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. And that Spider-Man is innocent. I loved your father. Why? As I have loved you, Harry. What? I'm sorry, who are you? So yeah. I have to agree. <laughs> who the hell are I you? I totally agree. He's like, he's I love like, you. He's in like one scene in the second film. Very briefly, I think. He says like a line. Yeah, he's uh, like... One line, I'm leaving for the night or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's it. He's like, no I have, I have loved you both. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Who are you? <laughs> it's a funny moment. The climax of this movie you when you were younger. revolves around Peter saving Mary Jane. Does that sound familiar? Nope. Because it's been the climax in every single one yeah, of these movies. It works, you see what yeah, I mean when I say it works. Well, what I will say is that uh, a lot of people criticize Spider-Man Homecoming because it doesn't put enough people who Peter loves in danger. I believe it's very much a comic thing that she consistently gets in danger. Someone's going to have to clarify that, but... um. That is the person, his love interest. The Green Goblin found out. Doctor Octopus found out, and of course, these guys steal her for that specific reason. Like it's easy for the audience to understand and to relate to. Like it's easy to understand Spider-Man's motivations if he has to save someone he loves, and the audience can relate to it. So, it's you know, it's it's better than just some random stranger. Yeah, and and again, like they're doing it on purpose. They're trying to bait him out. Yeah. So. so... I mean, you could argue, yes, they've done it one too many times, but who else are they supposed to 
do it. I mean, they with. did Aunt May in the second one, didn't they? They did, yes. So they can't do her again. She's old. She, she's not got the, the hips for it. Like you gotta let you gotta let Mary Jane get captured again. Say these movies are all the same. I don't even care. It's so funny. America. Four out of ten. Really bad, but I like it anyway. I'm confused. He's, oh. Didn't he say six, seven, and four, but yet they're all pretty much as good as each other? Was that something he said, or am I just imagining that? He did. Yeah, he just said it, didn't kinda. he? Six, seven, and four. Uh, just rewind it like ten seconds. I'm pretty I'm so sure he just said. He just he said they're all the same. I think. Oh, uh, yeah, what? Like just funny. now? Should I draw it back let a bit? Or? I think he did. I think he did bit. just say it. Yeah. I don't even care. It's so Slightly funny. before then. Four out of ten. Really oh. bad, but I like. And that Spider-Man is innocent. I loved your father. You know, you kind of look like. Him. <laughs> I loved you, Harry. <laughs> I'm hey, sorry, Bruce. who are you? So the climax of this movie revolves around Star Peter saving Mary Jane. <laughs> Does that sound familiar? Because it's been the climax in every single one of these Oh, I guess movies. he's saying that this is the climax in every film. I don't think he's saying that... But I could just want to say it's it's again. I think, the, I think the butler went at a climax in this one. <laughs> <laughs> leave that poor man alone. <laughs> he needs to leave Harry alone. Let know. him have his moment. <laughs> I've been cleaning you see your what I mean balls when I say for these years. Movies are all the same? I don't even care. There we go. It's he so said, funny. "You see what I mean when I say these movies are all the same." Uh, what do, what does that mean, though? Do we know what that means? Uh, I so I, I mean, he's saying that because the endings are, you know, the same. They use this, that same device. Hmm. He's using that to make a more general point. That they're all kind of the same. I mean, this is the thing. Yeah, I guess so. For me, Spider-Man two and three are just leagues apart in terms of their quality. I would come in here and dust off your father's. <laughs> Stop it, rags. <laughs> 10 really bad but i like it anyway i don't feel so good good meme if you ask me all oh, three yeah, of these meme. movies but honestly I'm, do i'm surprised that he didn't go into how terrible sandman was i don't know so he, there's a lot he didn't cover well, this is the problem yeah, he's yeah. he had half the video for one film and then half a video for two films and this is what happens he doesn't have enough time you know how people say like i go on for too long i would say the reverse for this he's not gone on long enough yeah, there's a lot no. more he could have said or elaborated on. I'd much rather you went until you said everything you feel you need to say. For your point, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I would rather have it elaborated too much than not enough. Four out of ten, really bad, but I like it anyway. Why did my so tears not turn me into mud? I if don't understand. If you ask understand. me, <laughs> that's actually a good point. Because <laughs> <laughs> I made a sound, I guess. I don't Sandy know. tears, that makes sense. The glass. <laughs> Honestly, do make a pr pretty decent trilogy. People say Spider-Man 3 is the worst one, but if you watch all of them back to back, it really doesn't feel that much different from we the other We literally did <laughs> There you go. We did there you that. Go. We did that. Oh my god, uh, we did that. They we, are so um, different from each other. First one's solid, second one's great, third one's terrible. That's how I and felt we about it. we watched the second and third <laughs> yeah. back to back. And man, the third one was shit. <laughs> so, uh, Jay said, Baller will not rest until all YouTube videos are several hours long. It's a quest. This is true. <laughs> Flooding YouTube with content. <laughs> Nobody will have any time to watch any like, one what is creator. It, six, what is it? 600 hours uploaded every minute. Half oh. of that's yours. Yes. <laughs> that's the that's the, the future we all that's need. That's the goal. So yeah, my opinion hasn't really changed. I prefer the new movies, but at the same time, I can still enjoy these movies for what they are. Because even when they're bad... They aren't as bad as The Amazing Spider-Man 2, even though I've never seen it. And I'm never going to see it. You guys are never going to get me. I guess he wasn't referring to 
No, he does, he's done a video on The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. Well, if that was... He just said he hasn't this seen is, it. I'm assuming he's going to go on to see it from here. No, I think this is a joke. Oh, okay. Go watch that I, movie. Because it's not going to happen in a million years. Maybe, maybe some other time. Bye, guys. Yeah, it was a joke because he then he then does do a video on the Amazing Spider-Man one and two. All right, then we did it. Yeah, we did um, it in less than six hours. So, uh, got a whole bunch of facts like details wrong to sell yep. scenes to be worse than they were. That's probably the biggest criticism I have. Uh, completely unfocused. I have no idea what the hell he was really going for in this video, other than yeah, was it just entertainment? Was he like, I just wanted to just have a bit of fun? And it's like, okay. Uh, editing was pretty good, I think. The, 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 most things were relevant, and he had a couple of jokes that I think were good. And then... Yeah, a couple of appropriate memes thrown in. Oh yeah, it's not... It, yeah, there's some good stuff in here. Yeah, that is fine. It's just fine. I just think that the whole point of the... It, the title is worse than you remember, but they made the first and second look better than I remember, and it makes me appreciate them even more. And then he praises the third one for reasons, and he puts them on the same level. Like, if you watch them all three consecutively, and we watch the first one, and then I think the next day we watch the second and third back-to-back. -back. So we were really... I mean, like, we watched them basically consecutively. Yeah, we gave it, a, gave it the best shot. Yeah, and, yeah, oh, yeah, well. and the third one really stood out as being crap. <laughs> there's, a reason, there's a reason so many people hate it. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's a lot wrong with it. There's loads of ways you can take it down. There's loads of different ways you can yeah. sort of uh, break down the the because yeah. there's issues that spread through the film. One of the one of the biggest things people always reference is the three villains, and it's not just that there's three villains. It's the fact that they get so spread thin, and uh, you, 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 there's nothing to connect with, and you, you realize all the fixes being involved. As he as he pointed out very correctly, they they knock the villains out because they're getting in the way. They they can't. We don't know what to do with them. Put them in the fridge, you know. Put 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 yeah. Harry in Amnesia Land. Put Sandman in the waters. Like I don't know what to do. Yeah, I feel um, like I mean, there's there's I feel there's a lot of clickbait here. Well, I mean, um, I'll go out and I, say like I think it's a bad video overall. I think it's a bad yeah, video. Yeah, it's not a good video. It's we got a lot here that just I don't even know what the hell he's trying to say with a lot of it. But I, there's some things to appreciate, I suppose. It's kind of like the Spider-Man three of YouTube videos, <laughs> like this. <laughs> um, uh, some good bits, but mostly terrible. Yeah. Someone did say that he does clarify something about the video in here, so let's see if we can find it. Front of you. End. But then I remembered that there's a Spider-Man movie that I haven't seen. And of course, I've heard terrible things about it. Every film critic on YouTube has already talked about this movie. But I kind of just got here, and I didn't get to talk about it, so I want my turn. I am of course talking about Amazing Spider-Man 2. However, there is one movie that came out before that. A movie that I have seen once when it came out. So before we start, I have a quick thing to address about my last video because it comes into play when reviewing these movies. Hmm. Lots of people seem to mistake me teasing the campiness of the Sam Raimi trilogy as a bad thing. I said many times that I like how campy these movies are. I wholeheartedly believe that the corniness was intentional on Sam Raimi's part. My point was that the campiness is more of a product of the time, and this level of comic book silliness stands out by today's standards. But overall, but, I like- Um... But that makes them good! I'm confused how you s I don't understand now. Yeah, right, yeah. so he's saying they're not good by today's- not as good by today's standards, that's like, what he's saying. Well, I think they're better because of today's standards. But who watched- I don't understand, when we go and see old films, we don't immediately go like... 
Um, it's like, what? Mickey Rooney, you can't do that. You're old. You're dead. <laughs> you know, like, it's weird. I, I would actually argue it's less... I wouldn't say that it's like, oh, we can't... Uh, today's standards, this doesn't work. It's like... I yeah, think you like can release a campy film. was way better than it is now. There are still campy films that come out. It's literally just about tone. You just have to be consistent and portray it to your audience. As long as you get that done, you can release camp at any time. And yeah, people man. people may or may not enjoy it, but as long as you you nail the actual intentions, then you're fine. This is why I'm confused. I'm just like, yeah, you I recognize think... that it's camp, but you're saying it's bad for for now to, for this to be watched. I don't know. Well, it's weird. Like sometimes he's saying it's good because it's camp, but sometimes he seems to be saying it's bad because it's camp. My well, yeah, my take on this is like it's that. consistently campy, but that doesn't work for now. Which to me is like I, I don't understand. There's plenty of things that are campy that work now. Um, like you watch old campy stuff. Uh, isn't the whole yeah, point of being camp stuff. part of the fact that it doesn't um, work? Like a, a, a big part of camp yeah. is that it, it's it's camp because of the fact you're watching it out of time. Well, it's it's self-awareness. It knows what it is. It's yeah. almost like it's it's almost like it's playing off of satire in a way. And yeah, I'm just curious here because like I'm looking for some kind of definition. You got a camp movie is the unintentional hilarity of an earnest story gone wildly or awry. For others, best camp movies are those in which the camp is intentionally baked in from the beginning. So, this is kind of I think where I'm coming from. Um, <clears throat> it's deliberate, as he's just admitted. It's tonally consistent. So there's nothing wrong, but he's saying like by today's standards, like no, those standards are still around today. You can still make something campy today as long as you're very consistent and clear about it. As long as it's good. But then you can get films that are campy as a result of being pushed from the time they were created to now, which I don't think that's one of these. This film was very much doing this by design, as he's just agreed with. So, yeah, mostly confused. I'm just, I'm, just, yeah. I'm not, I, I'm not convinced that it's right to judge these films based on today's standards considering that superhero movies have evolved since this was released and because this was released and this was in very much intentional and it's not um it's not like someone i intentionally made the entire screen blurry it's like you wouldn't go oh well, that's good then because i'm saying like this totally consistent he's going for very very comic book uh child friendly aspects of of you know the the, the lines that you you don't it's the same logic as like you don't go. Why did say? Why did Team Rocket say we're blasting off again when they fly into the sky? That doesn't make sense. Looks like Team Rocket's blasting off again. It's like uh, wow. if this stuff was present in the Dark Knight, that's that's where I'd be like, yeah, that's a that's a fair point. It's very tonally inconsistent. I'd be confused, but this is this whole film is just that's what it does. Um. And I still think it works today. Me and Rags watched it recently, and I said, I still stand by that if Spider-Man 2 came out recently, I think it still works. Very much so. Oh, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it in years and years. And watching it again, was it yesterday that we finished it? I think it was the day before yesterday. All right. Watching it <clears throat> a couple days ago, I was like, man, this is good. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I think I think definitely 2 still holds up. And uh, 3, like you said earlier, um, 3... You can't really say it holds up because it was bad back then. Yeah, that's why it's so odd that he focused yeah. so little time on the best movie and the worst movie. And he did a lot of... Uh, I mean, I say this hesitantly, I'd have to make sure, but I feel like he did a lot of just explaining the plot of the first one, and that's what padded out a lot of it. Um, or misexplaining it. Yeah, that too. And there's a lot... I still... I, I just harken back to the whole, like, uh, I could nitpick... 
I could do this, and then he nitpicks, and you're like, okay. Well, he does. <laughs> and this is the got it accurate as well, but uh, I'll just make sure we, we absorb this segment, see if there's anything else. These movies are. I wholeheartedly believe that the corniness was intentional on Sam Raimi's part. My point was that the campiness is more of a product of the time, and this level of comic book silliness stands out by today's standards. I don't but think overall, so. I like the campiness. So. And well, uh, okay, out. okay, okay. It's he says he's saying he says that he's saying that it stands out. The title of the video is literally worse than you can eat, worse than you remember. Yeah. So, if that is his criticism, then he's using it to say that the films are, yeah, worse than we remember. And I was about to say, in fairness. Whether or not it stands out is totally subjective. I realize that. It's just like, yeah, you know, when you watch it, if it fucking, if it jumps out at you, fair enough. But um, like I said, as long as they're consistent and it's intentional, what's the problem? And as you just said, worse than you can, sorry, yeah, I'm getting confused with this title as well. Worse, worse than, than you remember, remember, I think it is, yeah. <sighs> he, is, he, is, he is using it to say that they are worse. So how can he then turn around and say, oh, it's, you know, they're not bad because I can't be. It just seems to contradict what he said. Very, very confusing. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm very confused. And um, the video like got quite, quite a... It's 89,000 likes up to 46,000 down. So it's like a lot of people are very unhappy. Um, yeah, I can see why. And I'm assuming it's because the message came across as... Uh, these movies are much worse than you you remember. <laughs> like that's, and I, I think they got that from the title. I I I would uh, assume that's yeah. So that's pretty much the complete take of that. Um, I'm still of the opinion that uh, Spider Man Two is very very good. So good. And Spider Man Three is pretty bad. And Spider Man One is 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 strong, but it's got it's got flaws. Sure. I hope everybody watching goes and rewatches the second Spider Man film because it is legitimately good. Yes. Legitimately. Go do it. <laughs> Um, go um, uh, I guess check the super chats. I was gonna say if you guys want to go to the toilet or anything. Um, are you happy to tackle another video? Because I've got one prepared. Yeah, what sure. I am gonna have to bail after a little while, but yeah, I'm I'm happy to go on. How long do you reckon you got? Just so I know. Uh, hour and a bit, maybe. Hour and a bit. I'll take it. Uh, we've got, we've we've got one we've been asked asked to cover for a while. It's um. One about plot holes. I'll have to get the, the the link, but it was the theory was that a lot of people thought that Patrick Willem stole uh, parts of his ideas from this video. It's only got two thousand views. I'm not sure if that's the case. I haven't seen it, but um, it's another video saying the plot holes don't really matter, as far as I know. So that'll be oh, well, oh that'll joy, be and I, it's perfect because we've all CJ's got a video where he, we went after Patrick Willems like we did. See, it's like it's, it's poetry. It's like it rhymes. It's fight. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll Great read some of these together. out. Okay. Uh, but, okay. But, uh, Back soon. Um, where was I? Only hipsters would hate Raimi's trilogy. Raimi's Spider-Man made me love... Oh, yeah. Uh, how's the TFA critique coming? Enjoying the EFAB? Uh, all the updates are very explicit on Patreon, but, I mean, the quick version would be I'm nearly done with part one, which is two hours and nearly 40 minutes. It's like a movie. It's fully edited, and I'm trying to figure out exactly what I'm going to be doing next. I'll be asking questions on Twitter and Patreon for what people really want to do and see but i understand there's been a drought on my channel and i apologize for that obviously um i'm just working on something that's probably going to be the best thing i make for a long time it's spent a lot of uh, time editing this one so it's got to be good you know and um so it's coming and uh we'll we'll figure more about that out uh, as time goes on there's a special place in hell for those who hate Raimi's aunt may i mean it just seems a little bit mean it's like well 
I thought she did. Some, she has some really great acting moments, and she's just the rock for Peter to always come back to, the family member. Seems a bit weird. Norman's death is funny specifically because his head drops immediately. It's a bit silly, honestly. I still like it. I, I, I guess I could see it both ways, because I am taken a little bit with the fact that he says the line that implies he really is kind of shame, uh, ashamed of what he'd become. He doesn't want his son to find out, you know? Um, what's your opinion of Spider-Man 3? Just curious. I thought it was pretty terrible. I think Rags is the same on that, and I I, I think Chris is the same on that as well. It's bad. Spider-Man, Kill it! Spider-Man 3's theme is about revenge, redemption, and inner conflict. Um, I think, okay. th- yeah, there's, there's a lot of themes going on in that film, I would argue. There's, there's like a lot of stuff about morality. And it's the theme of ruining a trilogy. <laughs> Spider-Man 3 had too many villains like the Dark Knight and Infinity War. Infinity War didn't have... It was only got the one villain. I mean, it's got, like, sub-villains, I suppose you could call them. Mm. Also, Dark Knight had multiple villains? Oh, I guess it had Two-Face, but, I mean, it's pretty focused on the Joker. Why didn't you mention Ebert's opinion on Spider-Man 2? Because that would have gotten in the way. This is the worst nitpicking fake analysis ever. It's, we're, we're pretty much on a similar page. Um, Mary Jane has daddy issues, it makes sense. Yep. Uh, gag reel shows Raimi giving directions to the actor who did JJ. Clearly JJJ is a character by Raimi, not made up by an actor who uh, played Clap to Raimi. I'm sure it's a product of uh, not just the actor and, and the writing as well, because it's, it's very well put together. The best part of Spider-Man 3 was Bruce Campbell. Absolutely. The, the French thing is ridiculous. That's probably offensive now, thinking about it. <laughs> I give a shit what the frogs <laughs> Watch his TLJ video, he doesn't take a side. I mean, we have been asked to watch that one. I I still haven't seen it. Um, Mary Jane Watson is just being human. I'm Patrick Willems and I approve this Oh yeah, this would he not take a side in the Holocaust? Is that what The Last Jedi is to you, Rags? You hyperbolic <laughs> person, dog. How dare Six you? Six million down votes. <laughs> Muller, I may be alone in this, but your Predator review is my favorite video of yours. Must have watched it 32 times by now. Glad you enjoyed it. That film was ridiculously awful. Um, pizza time. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man 1, with great power comes great responsibility. Spider-Man 2, you have to give your dreams up for the greater good. Spider-Man 3, forgiveness, redemption, and inner conflict. Spider-Man Homecoming, I don't feel so good, Daddy Stack. <laughs> it's an interesting way to summarize it. Uh, as a fan of Raimi, they're all the same, but good. One, two, three. I I just think the two is way better than three, and the... There's so much to talk about for um, breaking down why in terms of structure. Uh, why aliens are even considered strange in fiction? We know less than 1% of our galaxy, let alone universe. There's plenty of space for any writer. Won't catch me disagreeing. I guess he's saying that it's a bit much to throw on with the rest of the stuff in the film. Yeah, also aliens. Uh, the dance scene makes perfect sense. If I'm that confident, I'll do it. At the point, uh, Black Venom suit, Peter not giving a fuck at all. I mean, I'm not, I don't think anyone says it doesn't make sense. It's more just hilarious. It's so silly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Raimi Spider-Man competed with Star Wars. Oh yeah, it would have come out at a similar time, wouldn't it? 2002 was Star Wars oh, Episode shit, right. 2, I actually think. Because 99 was Phantom Menace, 2002 was... Yeah. What were their release dates? Oh, I don't know. But, um, similar years, let's just say. <laughs> Next Dark Knight trilogy is worse than you remember. I could see him making that. That could happen. I'd watch 300 hours of Muller doing his accents. <laughs> Green Goblin I'd from... Green... I remember. Green Goblin from S- Spider-Man Q? Spider-Man... Uh, when high intelligent people go mad, they talk like Green Goblin from Spider-Man 1. I mean, I didn't have a problem with it. I just thought it was Willem Dafoe losing his mind, which is what it is, so... Uh, Remy balanced perfectly comedy and drama between fiction and realism, just like the OT of the Star Wars. Only hipster can see part of it. Uh, one and two are better than Homecoming and comic accurate. Again, I wouldn't know. I haven't read the comics, unfortunately. 
Uh, new fab for work tomorrow morning. How the fuck did you get chief from my last my name lost if what? Hang on. How the fuck did you get chief from my name lost efap and Google does not like the no no word. Oh, Saint Chef? Did I really read that as chief? That I may have been, you know. I, I no, he said chief. Chief. Okay. <laughs> I had an idea. I had an idea. Wars fans should have an uh, online summit in order to elect an alternative canon out of the Lucas movies and se uh, select quality EU stories. Thoughts? Uh, canon only means what it means to you in terms of like, there's the official canon, there's canon in your mind, there's canon of what's been decanonized. It's very, very complicated, but for me, it's just whoever owns the IP and makes more stuff in it. I suppose that's the continued story. Um,. But thank you all very much for the generous donations. Are you folks ready for that other video if I can find it? Um, give me a yeah, moment. We still know what it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued now. Yeah, I'll have to go on my YouTube history because I'm pretty sure I pulled it up. But it's going to be... Out of the freezer. I mean, Patrick Willems did a pretty good one. So I'm sure this this one's going to be a great follow-up, right? You guys, you guys just don't seem very optimistic about it. I don't know. Yeah, it's called Why Plot Holes Don't Matter. <laughs> uh, okay, right. Which is, you know, a part of what Patrick says, but it's not quite what he titled it. He said, shut up about plot holes, which that went well, didn't it? Uh, Monty Python, Holy Grail, too campy, 0 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. I That's kind of that. what I'm getting at. When we don't, nobody watches Monty Python, Holy Grail, says, I can't really get into this because it's too campy. Well, they can say it, but it wouldn't be anything beyond subjective that they, they pulled oh, out. Yeah. My plot holes don't matter. So you guys, you guys, you guys all good to go? Your plot holes don't matter. Um, yeah. We've never, I don't think we've covered someone this small in terms of a YouTuber, so do we need to say that uh, we don't in, we don't endorse kicking down their door and, yeah, and blowing don't, their head nah, off? No, don't, don't hate on the dude. Don't be don't, mean. It doesn't matter what he mean. says. Don't be mean. Well, I don't know about that. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> if he well, says I, like... I will say, I will say, don't be mean. I will go. say that... I will make my judgment. I I will say that I I give as I uh, get. <laughs> and I'm gonna say, let's just watch the movie and be happy, okay? They're nice and happy. Lord of the Rings. My God. After a grand total of seven rewrites, eleven months of thinking, and a great many hours spent slamming my head into the keyboard hoping words so will miraculously coalesce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm actually sure if the TFA videos have been 11 months. It's been since since the, T the TFA rage. That's where you could count it from. So it's, it's coming up to half a year, I think, or more than that. Yeah, but, but, um, this is 17 minutes. Well, that, it's going to be a fucking good 17 minutes then, isn't it? 11 months and 7 yeah. rewrites. Let's do it. Us from the clumps of gibberish that my forehead just bashed into existence, I bring you the final script in video form for what is definitely <clears throat> the hardest thing I've ever tried to explain. Ladies and gentlemen, are you religious? Because I'd no. like to introduce you to my religion. It's called Plot Holes Do Not Matter, and it is very aptly titled. Oh man, I'm just like, what argument are you gonna have? This is not gonna work. <laughs> this is, yeah, like we already well, we've tackled this argument before. We know it's shit. It's, it's a religion. So, it's, it doesn't need arguments. It's kind of sad to hear that he's like, "This is my religion." I spent seven rewrites and eleven months on what we know is gonna be a shitty I fucking mean, it, point. If he's actually setting up this is gonna be faith-based, it'd be like, oh. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's let's see. Wait a second. You 
have spent seven rewrites in eleven months, and you put a space between the apostrophe and the T and don't. Rags is such a nitpicker. He's just like doesn't listen to arguments. He just says mean things about people. My God. Yeah, that is weird. That might just that actually might just be the lettering differences, but it does look like a space. No. Why plot holes, Don? Tomato. <laughs> Why plot holes done? Tomater. Tomater. Why plot holes Tomater. I hate to be that guy who leads off with an anecdote, but this video was impossible to structure, so sue me. When I was oh. in ninth grade, after we had finished <laughs> reading The Most that. Dangerous Game, the short story by Richard Connell, we were discussing the slightly ambiguous ending of the story and how the use of the term on guard at the end implies that the characters fought with swords. Where did mm -hmm. they get the swords? It's, I wondered isn't aloud. Isn't it on guard as an E-N? I believe it is on guard, yeah. yeah it's just minor thing. A R D E, I think. Which yeah, it is G A R D E. You're right. Yeah, I think so. It well, does. Yeah. I guess it does translate to that in English. Yeah. Is, would that be true? I'm guessing it's true. Video sucks already. Wow. <laughs> Such. <a> anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> characters fought with swords. Where did they get the swords? I wondered aloud. And then immediately, my teacher turned to me and said, that's what you're worried about? You're fine with the character who became so good at hunting animals that he decided to hole up in a chateau on an island and hunt human beings instead, but you're hung up on where they got the swords. It made me stop and think, because well, it was basically a direct- maybe you got a shitty teacher. Maybe there was a reason for why they had this- because I read the book too, but- oh. or the story too, but it was a long time ago and I don't remember it. The thing so, is, depending on the context, that could be a very valid question. Yeah, yeah and that it, could be a valid But it also question. could be valid to say why you're concerned with a smaller plot hole compared to a huge plot hole, if that's the case, I have no idea. Maybe. Comparison of what some might consider a plot hole to the reason we should be fine with plot holes in the first place. I, like so many others who read and enjoyed The Most Dangerous Game, was perfectly willing to accept the absurdity of what was occurring because of a little thing called suspension of disbelief. Stories are often no, concerned with... No, but I could believe that. I could believe... You guys know the, you know, you guys know the story. Of the I've never heard of this game, story. Right? I'm uh, well, unaware. The Most Dangerous Game is basically about this old creepy guy who lives on an island and he lures ships to crash into the island so that he can hunt them down because humans are the most dangerous game and they must escape from him as he gets his thrills by hunting them down in the on the island so he could have brought a sword to the island or he could have got one from one of the ships <laughs> yeah, so there's correct. so there's plenty so, of good explanations so yeah yeah i think I, it, I don't remember for example um harry has daggers in his room in spider-man i'd just be like i didn't need to know where okay so from. i can believe that so you know are we going to say that he shouldn't be concerned with those questions because there is an answer. Like, is that his point? But well, sometimes that is a legitimate question. I, th I think his point is just that he asked at the time and that got him thinking about it. Yeah, I think he's going right, to come to a conclusion about how it, none of it matters, maybe. Read and okay. enjoyed the most dangerous game, was perfectly willing to accept the absurdity of what was occurring because of a little thing called suspension of disbelief. Stories are often concerned with showing us the spectacular, or showing us mundanity in a highly entertaining way. In order to be engaging, stories tend to tackle the impossible, the improbable, and the other extremes of reality. And we want to enjoy stories, so suspending our disbelief of these extremes is kind of the price of entry. That's just how- Why would we need to- oh, there's a lot there. Um... Yeah, I I would say that <clears throat> there's nothing in like Star Wars that I couldn't. Well, he like, said like extremes. Believe... Extreme yeah. things happen in real life. Like, I'm confused a little bit there. I'm gonna there's let it go. Limit. 
There's a limit to suspension of belief, though, but he's probably going to elaborate on that. I'm assuming this is all going towards some other point, so we'll just wait for yeah. that one, I think. It works. Stories operate with givens. They'll give us information, such as, in this world, dueling with laser swords is a viable way to go about fighting. Or, there are giant naked monsters that eat people, and soldiers kill them with grappling hooks and swords. Even simple stuff like, the main character is eccentric and weird in this particular way. If you're not willing to buy into that, then the story cannot operate. But if you're familiar with the concept of suspension of disbelief, then you're probably familiar with the idea that it can be broken. Something within the narrative will trigger a reaction Why in your mind. Why did you play that, that will... clip? I mean, I, that was from Code that's, Geass that's... as well, which is kind of... Yeah, he, play, he played the, the cathedral scene from Cowboy Bebop. I don't know, it crazy. feels like these are just clips from fiction, is kind of what he's going I need to watch here. both of those animes. You do. I can't comment. Even though I haven't seen Cowboy Bebop. So why, uh, why is it relevant that he's playing those clips? I don't clips? know. Well, the, no the Code Geass we... clip is him using his Geass on someone, which basically, when he uses a Geass on someone, they, they'll do anything that he says. Um, and he says, like, suspension of disbelief is broken, so there's probably something there that you can connect, but it's a bit weird. Alright, okay. I have no idea why he would... Obviously, the Matrix this... clip works, because it's coming out of the Matrix. You, you come out of the suspension of disbelief. Yeah, you know, I, I can yeah. see something there. Okay, where is I he? Guess. Let's see where he's going with this. <laughs> suspension of disbelief, then you're probably familiar with the idea that it can be broken. Something within the narrative will trigger a reaction in your mind that will take you out of the story and make you unwilling to dive back in. But mm -hmm. what does this? What breaks suspension of disbelief? Ask most people and they'll hit you with that classic logical argument. If the story doesn't make logical sense, or in other words, if there's plot holes, then it breaks suspension of disbelief and ruins the experience. Inconsistency is what I say. Yeah. And this applies to literally everything. So that's yeah. accuracy, world building, characters, like just, just everything. Yeah, even, even when things appear to be inconsistent in the real world, we know that something's wrong and we stop and have to reanalyze just and what it's it not, is that we've seen. It's not like I'm saying, there needs to be 10. Once there's 10, I'm out. It's literally, no, it, it can be whatever because it's just me. And for you is guys, it, it'll be different. For everyone else, it'll be yeah. different. Is it just inconsistency, though? Or is it that there isn't a, like a, a logical or causal chain between events? Well, there's um, a difference between like a plot hole and like a contrivance. Well, contrivance is unlikely, isn't it? Yeah, it's well, a plot hole is impossible. Or is a plot hole is meant to be impossible? Uh, yes. Yeah, well... Basically. It, basically. So, are um, you, what will be an example of a time where it would be pulling you out of the film, but it's not about consistency, out of curiosity? Because that's what I, I... What I'm trying to say is I wouldn't call it being logical. I would call it being consistent. Because it can't be illogical, yes. but consistent. Oh, yeah, yeah. Alright, oh, <laughs> like, yeah, let's see where he's going with this. But this doesn't really add up, because there are popular, highly regarded, critically acclaimed stories out there that are so riddled with logical errors and things that don't make sense that it would be almost funny if it mattered. Some of these plot holes are- They do matter to some people. It depends. Yeah, they, they yeah that's yeah. their opinion. It just depends. <laughs> I hate to say the yeah, word context, but I'm probably gonna say that like throughout this whole thing. But if somebody doesn't feel like a plot hole ruins it for them, then they will have a higher, you know, they'll think more high of the film. And that, this is why discussion's good. So when people say, like like Patrick Willems, where he referenced how people say that it's, um, it's a plot contrivance, that it's so easy to knock out the Death Star, it's like, that it's accepted, it's like, well, hang on. There's things to discuss there. Like, it doesn't, it's not definitive. And the idea that it's like, if we all accepted that that was a plot contrivance, then therefore you can't enjoy Star Wars, right? If you if you have a problem with logical inconsistencies with other films, it's like, well, it's about how big and how many. 
as well. Yeah. It's a complicated it's to try and lock it down to one statement, it's pretty difficult considering there's so much difference in all these different pieces of media. I'm also, surprised this guy hasn't had a copyright claim from all the Lord of the Rings music. And I agree with some of the people in the chat. It's like, this Lord of the Rings music is a bit distracting sometimes. It's just like sort of blah. He, he might blah. Have a copyright strike, but the film's still up. He just doesn't make revenue from it. A content ID, maybe, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's claimed. Yeah. But which means we might get that on this just... episode, which will be fun, but hey. Oh. <laughs> which, which <you laughs> as long as it's still can, up, we'll be fine. And, which you can fight and win, but. You know. True, true. They're kind of famous. Lord of the Rings. Why don't they just use the Eagles? They could. Because the Nazgul. Uh, I was going to say, Wolf and many, many others have provided a lot of counter-arguments for that. You've got to explore. You can't just say it's definitive. Um, but well, yeah, the Eagles the, don't like to get involved generally, do they? I can't they remember involved, if this... They get involved for a little bit in The Hobbit, but then they go, no, this is as far as we're going to take you. From yeah, like, I, it's you not know, definitively stated, but they, they do try and imply because they only arrive once... Uh, because they they do attack the Nazgul, uh, they like have a little bit of a, a war in the skies just before Sauron's destroyed, and then once Sauron is destroyed, they come and pick up these two. Which the implication being they would get ripped apart if they were to come in before then. Yeah, maybe. But I this just don't, uh, this I, is everyone's go-to plot hole as well. Yeah, this is like one of the most. Yeah, I I don't consider that an actual plot hole. Uh, for me, it's uh, it's murky. I don't think it's definitive. I'm, I'm, I need I would need more dialogue just to just to shove it away. But I don't think it's a definitive contradiction because there's stuff to infer. It's a bit complicated. Mm. But um, yeah, I wouldn't reference this for like a definitive plot hole. There, there'd be, there's better ones. Just use the eagles. There's no explanation as to why they could. For example, have you guys seen Looper? I have. So the I haven't. the whole oh looper yes yeah yeah the premise um, being these loopers exist because you can't kill people in the future you have to send them back in time to be killed to subvert whatever system they have in the future and then the entire conflict of the film begins because someone's killed in the future if you remember the the wife is just casually murdered and it's like wait yep. guys that's supposed to be like impossible in the future was okay whatever apparently you could just do that well, isn't but it that if Sorry, uh, I don't. I haven't actually seen the film, but isn't it that people think that it's impossible? Well, it's just said and that that's so, why the Looper system exists. Is because you can't kill people; you have to send them back in time to kill them. Which, to be so, honest, that raises some questions anyway. Yeah. Because yeah. the yeah, how does that work? Sounds trippy. Use the eagles. Why does everyone just forget about the One Ring when a Silder dies? Why did the Maybe trolls? They didn't, they they just, didn't forget about whoa, it. They just couldn't find it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think anyone knew about it really. And then it, it it says at the beginning of the fellowship, it passed into legend and then myth. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it was it was buried under some some of the murky. Thousands water. of years passed. And he would have floated on in that river for a while. So if you you go, oh, it's going to be where his body is. It's like there's a lot a lot of searching to do, and that's if you're yeah, aware of it, which I don't think they were. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So yeah, a bit of a bit of a strange one. Talk in the Hobbit, but not in the original trilogy. How is? Wait, 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 wait. Let's go back a so. second. Why did the trolls talk in The Hobbit, but not in the original trilogy? Well, that doesn't mean they can't talk in the original. They just didn't talk. Who didn't talk? He's saying that it's weird that the trolls talk in The Hobbit, but they don't talk in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. But the thing is... The only ones we see, though, in the Lord of the Rings trilogy are the ones that have been brutalized. Yeah, and they're and under control, the, uh, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Sauron's got and they them don't under speak in the books, either. They speak in The Hobbit, but they don't speak in Lord of the Rings books. And we could Pretty talk sure. about how The Hobbit is uh, more of a kid's story than Lord of the Rings is. I don't know if that th that fact is yeah, in, but the other, then there's the other fact of, is that a Hobbit problem or is that a Lord of the Rings problem? 
and I don't even think it's a problem. No, I don't it's think not it's a problem, problem either, because the, they were under they were under Sauron's control while those those guys were just wandering around they're getting just food. Animals, basically, yeah. they're not the same as the trolls that live in the mountains. Also, that's another thing, isn't it? Like you get cave trolls, mountain trolls, whatever trolls. Yeah, you know, yeah. They're all different forest trolls. Exactly, all... not all trolls are the same. <laughs> Hashtag not all not trolls. trolls. <laughs> Hashtag not all trolls. Spider. Despite troll all these glare, troll lives matter. Sorry, let's go back a bit. Well, I'm originally Sorry. planning on getting into Mordor before he changed his mind and decided to send Frodo to the spider. Despite all Sneaking these around. Sorry, I, I'm missing the point there. Why does everyone just forget about the One Ring when a Sildur dies? Why did the trolls talk in The Hobbit but not in the original trilogy? How was Gollum originally planning on getting into Mordor before he changed his mind and decided to send Frodo to the spider? Dis well, I guess the point would have been that they would sneak through Shelob. Well, did did they tell him that they were trying to get into Mordor? Uh, or just get to Mordor. Well, his because uh, he takes them. He takes them to the Black Gate, and then they try and get in, and he's like, "Guys, what the fuck are you doing? We're going around." Well, he's he, secret he, path. Yeah, I, I can't but, remember. But the thing exactly is, he's impl he's implying it... here that the only way to Kirithongol and eventually Mordor was to go through Shelob's lair. But Gollum took them through there after deciding he wanted to kill them. It wasn't necessarily that there was no other way that you could have literally climbed over Shelob's lair or gone by the side. We don't know, because Gollum's goal is to kill them at that point. He's implying that you had to go through Shelob's lair, and if even if so, Gollum knows how to get through there safely, because he does, and Frodo nearly there. does. Right. So, yeah, I don't think that's that's a weird one. But seven hey. rewrites. Despite all these glaring logical errors, Lord of the Rings is They're still not. upheld as a- They're not glaring logical They're errors. Not. You said you shouldn't have started out by saying seven rewrite. And not only no. that, uh, even if these were legitimate glaring logical errors, uh, there are plenty of people who would say they would have gotten pulled out thanks to that. There probably are people who said they got pulled out of Lord of the Rings because of these things, if they yeah, understood them this way. Yeah, and there are people who think that something is a plot hole, even if it isn't, then it can still take away from the film. And it's weird, because this is the same logic yeah. that Patrick Willems did use. He said that um, there's that plot hole in Alien with the acid, but yet Alien is considered a classic film. But it's like, okay, one, not it's a plot that's, hole. Yeah, Two, plot even hole. if that were a plot hole, that doesn't destroy the entire film. The presence yeah. of a singular plot hole does not now mean you are the same as a film with a hundred plot holes. It's not the same. No. A must-watch masterpiece of cinema, and with good reason. Lord of the Rings is great, and the alternate opinion is extremely rare. But if suspension of disbelief in the story is so easily and commonly broken, how are these it movies isn't. enjoyable at all? That's, Wait, that's hold complicated. On, hold on. It's down to There's a huge difference between being able to like enjoy something and pointing out its flaws, and also the fact that it has flaws doesn't mean that it's not enjoyable. That's yeah, uh, I think there is a difference. I mean, sus suspension of disbelief is very subjective. You can point out every single thing wrong with The Last Jedi, and there are plenty of who people is... who won't be affected by it, and that's fine, because that's how it is works. Is there anybody who's legitimately saying that they think The Lord of the Rings is shit, and they don't enjoy it because <laughs> of the Eagles thing? There's got to be someone. There's probably be... someone on the internet, but not many. Maybe. Yeah. That's... Maybe, but not many. <laughs> if, it's, if it's possible, it's happened. I can't, that's one of the laws. I can't remember whose laws Laws of the internet, yeah reason lord of the rings is great and the alternate opinion is extremely rare but if suspension of disbelief in the story is so easily and commonly broken how are these movies enjoyable at all you would think that if you're not buying into the story it would be pretty difficult for you to have fun watching it but maybe lord of the rings is some kind of exception so let's shift gears for a second and look oh, at a story oh, that well no it's, it's all about um, how you weigh it up 
like because a couple of flaws in a film again doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad film and you can't get into it and it's just it's a shit film like it's all about the particular film and how many plot holes there are and how bad they are and like yeah like maybe lord of the rings is ex exception i was surprised he didn't throw on like a reason is he just saying that that's something that he's okay with that it's his exception i think i think we'd all we'd all agree on that though well i mean i would just say that the good in lord of the rings far outweighs any bad far outweighs there the are bad, flaws yeah. in the films but they are bloody amazing c considering all of the great uh, filmmaking elements of it mm. so yeah mm. i guess we'll move on yeah. considered to be absolute garbage in part because of its plot holes uh -oh. what is i don't know what this is that's gonna be a problem <laughs> In the many years since its release, professional internet intellectuals have torn Sword Art Online Sword to pieces Online. from pretty much every angle, including one of their apparent So have any three of us seen Sword Art Online? No, no. I've heard it's I shit. I watched three episodes about, or like six episodes, about seven years ago, so. I've, I've just heard that it's not good. I've heard that it's terrible. We're gonna I've have to, this is a world first refap. <laughs> We're gonna have to see what chat says in response to his points <laughs> about the plot. <laughs> We'll have to see how it goes. This should be fun. People Favorite are saying kill them. this, and oh no. <laughs> kill this? And oh no. Just kill it with fire. Game, please no. And people are saying, Sword Art Online, really? <laughs> people, someone said the first episode was neat. His opinions are invalid. <laughs> Race for impact, they're saying. It's the fact that he's talking about Lord of the Rings and then Sword Art Online in the yeah. same video. Yeah. All right, let's let's have a let's go. Let's see what he has to say. Wait, hold, hold up, hold up, hold up. Appaben does it. Appaben says that Sword Art Online is the Call of Duty of anime. So that's the. That's oh, what I'm gonna go I right. will. I will. I will take Appaben's opinion. Wait, if Appaben has seen it, we could have him Appaben. jump in just oh, to help us. So it's like the normie, yeah, lowest Appaben. common denominator anime. Appaben uh, could save me, us here if he's seen it. Let me get him in. Oh, he's right there. He's right there. Boom. <laughs> you didn't even ask if he's okay with it. <laughs> Fuck you, Appaben. Get your ass in here and tell us about the animes. <laughs> he's probably not even on Discord. <laughs> Fuck you. I don't care if you're on Discord. Get in Discord. You can hear me on the stream. You're listening to like, the Imagine stream. like he's in work on his phone. He's just, he's just like, If you're at mic. work, then quit your job. <laughs> it Poor says up. he's online in Discord. You can't run away from me. Looks Hello, like by the way. Is he there? He's not here. No, he's not there. Oh. You will you will come into the call as soon as you can to explain to us the, <laughs> the animes. The animus. We don't understand that, but we need your help. Uh, the mangies and the animes. I'm not weird enough for this. Yeah, no, neither am I. Uh, uh, neither is Rags. Even all four there of it us. Is. Oh. Hello? Jeez. <laughs> Jeez, guys, you're calling in at a very bad time. <laughs> Blame Rags, I didn't do this I to you. Didn't, I didn't make you, That I invited you. <laughs> so, wh why why the hell? You, you The guy was just talking about um, plot holes of Lord of the Rings and then sort out online. <laughs> just popped in. That's really weird. <laughs> well, I'm sure he's going to say that... Uh, I have no yeah, idea. We, we need to know what sort out online is. Are you able to jump in, or are you so, busy? Well, uh, I'm, a, I'm a little busy, because... Uh, I have, okay. I have a stream 30 minutes from now. I'll probably rate it later on. Uh, anyway, Sword Art Online is the Call of Duty of anime, essentially. It's the mainstream popular anime that a lot of people have been talking. And a lot of people just... It's average, basically. It's just mediocre. 
and I don't know. I need to hear what this guy is saying. Well, I was going to say, if you got, do you have 20 minutes you could spare? Because it's probably going to be a couple minutes of sure. him talking about this. Sure. We'll, sure. Uh, we'll get you in. All right. Click the, yeah, click the link there and the Discord room. I love everybody. Nobody's saying it's good. <laughs> no, no one. No one is saying it's good, especially the first season. This is going to be the, 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 it does. It does get better, but slightly. It's kind of like the switch. It's in kind of like how Call of Duty, professional internet uh, the newer Call of Duty, somehow slightly gets better. But from not much. There we go. Someone, someone saying that he made this video to defend his crappy anime. Oh, he has <laughs> an anime. I think so, <laughs> guys. The real reason he made this video was to defend his crappy anime. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, but, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We all we'll good. See. Everybody ready? We'll see. Yes. Yep. Yep. All right. Okay. Favorites attacking the non-existent logic of the plot and pointing out every uh, little hole. Oh wait, let's let's go back just a bit. Make sure we've caught. Yes. Let's go go back to the boat. yeah. Content ID claim. Yeah, no, another In one, right? Years since its release, professional internet intellectuals have torn Sword Art Online to pieces from pretty much every angle, including one of their apparent favorites, attacking the non-existent logic of the plot and pointing out every little hole they can find. Don't get me wrong, I'm not about to defend SAO's bland characterization, awkward pacing, and rampant obsession with sexualizing and then sexually harassing its many females, but I am going to argue oh, that no. maybe the plot holes aren't the reason this <laughs> show you. is regarded Hurt as you. such a dumpster. Okay, wait a second, I need to pause for a bit. Why is it's not playing in my end? That's really weird. Virtue, where are you? Uh, is it playing at 3:53 now? Okay, okay, here, okay, Virtue? okay. Explain now. What I, what I got okay. from him just then was that the, he's he's about to explain what the real problems with SAO are versus the plot holes because the plot holes aren't the real problem. Oh God. <laughs> Sorted online to pieces from pretty much every angle, including one of their apparent favorites, attacking the non-existent logic. We're hearing the video through your echo. Echo, yeah. Okay, okay. Sorry. Oh, echo on my video. All right, wait a second. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Intellectuals have torn Sorted Online to pieces from pretty much every angle, including one of their apparent favorites, attacking the non-existent logic of the plot and pointing out every little hole they can find. Don't get me wrong. Uh, no. The main criticism for Sword Art Online is the characters are not that great. The story is really weak. The first half it kind of builds up. The second half was just a total mess. And, well, I don't know. Like Here's the thing about Sword Art Online. There's a lot more issues. If people are pointing out plot holes after plot holes after plot holes, those are very minor plot holes. Uh, but the overall issue with Sword Art Online is the fact that the plot overall is just really not that great and the characters are not likable. So, I, I don't know what this guy's talking about. Isn't that, but isn't that his point? Isn't that what he's trying to say? He's trying to say that those are the reasons why it's so bad and not the plot holes. I mean, hmm. uh, are you saying it's a combo, Apple? I, I don't know, because I think he's trying, I, he's over-exaggerating the problems the, what people are pointing out. I think he's trying to uh, make make that the plot hole problem is a lot bigger than uh, what people are pointing out. Anyway, um, I think I'm just pausing in the Wrong, I'm not about to defend going. SAO's bland characterization, awkward pacing, and rampant obsession with sexualizing and then sexually harassing its many females, but I am. Uh, uh. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know. I haven't seen it, so I'm just like, is, uh, is, is, is that. Uh, <laughs> sounds, sounds amazing. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Sword Art Online sexually harassing its females 
it's very mild in in the terms in the anime realms what sword on online did to the female characters are very mild it's usually sexual humor it's usually jokes yet this guy's bothered i guess but i can't recall a time where i am like oh oh my god this character does this sexually harassing thing and this is completely unacceptable it's not goblin slayer where the goblin just freaking rape everybody i, I knew that was gonna come in as a reference <laughs> but, <laughs> but but sword Art online is pretty tame in terms of sexually harassing the women i mean damn this guy <sighs> going to argue that maybe the plot holes aren't the reason this show is regarded as such a dumpster fire. One of the more popular complaints is that it doesn't make any sense for Kirito to be able to save Yui, his adopted AI daughter, as an in-game object when given access to the game's code, and that it also doesn't make any sense that he wouldn't just log everyone out of the game if he had access to it. However, when SAO Bridge came along and did the exact same thing, nobody batted an eye. You know why? Because SAO Bridge is an absolutely phenomenal show. It goes beyond- <laughs> Wait! Oh, well, that makes wait. it better. I got nothing. Wait. I have no idea. Wait! I have wait! 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 I, I wait a second! Wait! Wait a second! A bridge. If you guys don't know, a bridge are parodies. Yeah, parodies, aren't they? Hmm. They're parodies. Um, how can I? <laughs> it's it's basically a, a the, the <laughs> look bridge. At chat. Guys look at chat. Look at chat right now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's okay, confused. Okay, if, if you guys are not uh, familiar with Abridge, it's basically like the honest trailer of animes. Like an anime mm -hmm. bridge, they're basically uh, from plot one, they're just doing a very honest trailer sort of mockery of the anime's plot and just yeah. summing it up in like nine nine or ten minutes. It's an right. abridged version. How can, how can this guy seriously think that... I mean, don't, don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of times, the abridged version is a lot, million times better. But it's usually because it's the humor, not because of the plot. <laughs> so basically, so basically, his point is that when it was done in a parody, nobody cared because it was a parody, which is yeah. the point. So what's yeah, that's what I'm grasping here. What, I don't understand what his point is. Is like, the parody yeah. like taken seriously, dramatically, or is it just funny? I. I don't know what I don't know what this kid's point is. I think he's I think he's trying to say that the parody's plot is better, which is um I, yeah, because weird. it makes fun of the original and pokes the holes in the original. I mean <laughs> I just I don't Seven get it. rewrites though. Oh poor app is losing oh. his mind. This guy said he had seven rewrites in eleven months. Uh yeah, what? maybe wait, that wait, was a wait, wait, joke. Wait. Oh, the, no. video, the, video the video started out as he said that after seven rewrites and 11 months of work and a bunch of technical issues, he got this made. Yeah. I think is what he said. Uh, and anyway, I, I, I kind of missed like the first four minutes of the video. Uh, what does he say that why plot holes don't matter? Have we gone into that point yet? Uh, well, Not. one of the points he made was that they're in Lord of the Rings and people like Lord of the Rings, so. Except for uh, the examples that he discussed were really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not even a good point, anyway. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it because I, I recently watched Lord of the Rings, and it's, it's freaking amazing. But if people complain about the plot holes, I mean, sure, there are there, you can find it, but it's not, it's not gonna destroy my enjoyment to the film. I mean, anyway, 
I, I think we should just carry on with this. Yeah, I think we need to hit what Harry SAO. Instead, really just using SAO as a basis to create its own much better story. And while it does poke fun at and solve a couple of SAO's plot holes, such as having the players <laughs> be aware of that. Wait! <laughs> I'd say that's important. Did you just suggest that the abridged version solved the plot? It's not official! Oh my god! It's not the official work! How can he solve the plot hole? What the hell? Uh, fan fiction has historically <laughs> solved plot holes. Yeah. <laughs> what? So, abridged basically is like fan made or community made? Yeah. It's like saying Honest Trailer fixed the plot hole of The Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, continue. SAO, instead, really just using SAO as a basis to create its own much better story. And while it does poke fun at and solve a couple of SAO's potholes, such as having the players be aware of the fact that the game they're playing is as irreparably broken as Jeff says it is, it leaves this one untouched. And nobody cared. SAO. I'm sure someone cared. Yeah, because it says SAO abridged parody <laughs> in the title. People know it's a parody going in. Yeah, so they don't yeah. care. Yeah. yeah. This is such a strange I mean, ex example because you need so much more information. And the fact that he's just admitted, by the way, that several plot holes have been removed or fixed, implying that the overall quality has gone up, by you know, assuming. So, of course, people would have less of a problem if, if yeah. things have been repaired. No, what, what I find absolutely baffling is that he actually put the abridged version of the anime, which is the parody version that mocks the plot holes, that mocks its inconsistencies, alongside the original anime like, as a comparison, and actually saying the abridged version fixes the plot hole. I'm... <laughs> it's not supposed to fix plot hole. It's supposed to like parody the entire anime. Uh, but apparently the abridged version also has the plot hole. Um, uh, first off, who the hell criticizes plot holes in abridged versions in anime? It's like going to honest. It's it's again. It's like going to honest trailer and like pointing out the logical inconsistencies in the honest trailer. Like, wait, what's the point? It's the it's a. I think it's a huge straw man that the guy's trying to pull here. That this what what you were doing what we're picking up the plot holes in abridged version is somehow the same to say picking up the plot holes in the Last Jedi. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're definitely different contexts. Yeah. Yeah. Bridge is super popular and widely acclaimed. But maybe this is simply the result of people assuming that the failings of SAO Abridged must have come as a result of the inflexibility that of too. using the original SAO as source material. So let's look at one last example, one that I feel is the most telling. In Digibro's massive video, Psychopaths vs. Psychopaths 2, What Happened, uh, okay, okay, stop. For the record, Psychopaths <laughs> One is better. Psychopaths Two is not. Why does this guy and... use anime? That he likes anime. Why would he... I guess. I guess. Yeah, he likes anime. But why would he use anime as a, as an example? Because from what I've seen, in terms of the plot whole source of discussion, it's always going to be related to Western stuff. That's why I don't talk about anime. In like my video about Potful, because if I do talk about anime, people are gonna be like confused and everything like that. Like, whoa, yeah, that's a, a huge leap. And I, I you <laughs> would think he would choose. I'm not saying it's not like mainstream, but you, you think he would choose something a little more, I guess. Like, I guess mainstream kind of is the word more popular or well known or something to really create a stronger have... baseline. Because a lot of people are just be like, I haven't okay, seen wait, this. 
Wait, wait a second. Somebody in the chat said, Abba Ben is out of the water when talking about the abridged version of things. Abridged series can have their own inconsistencies that can be incorrect. I'm not saying that they can't. Honest, there are a lot of honest trailers that uh, have flawed logic as well. Abridged versions also have their flawed logic as well. But pointing out the logic of an abridged series is about as pointless as, say, picking apart the logical inconsistencies of a a Mel Brooks film. Or, or airplane, for example. Like, uh. you, you don't. You, you just don't. You don't do that. I mean, it, does have, it has parody in the title. Yeah. And yeah, there's a lot of context to this. It's just going to fall, especially after Lord of the Rings. Like, as comparisons go, a bit confusing. Yeah, as you guys all know, Lord of the Rings will sort out online and psychopath. Anyway, prefaces a section of the video where he dives into the many logical holes and errors in the second season of Psychopaths with a brief discussion about suspension of disbelief. It's here that he essentially states that while there may have been plot holes in the first season of Psychopaths, he failed to notice or be bothered by any because he because Psychopaths okay. one was pretty good. Yeah, Psychopaths so two was just, just overall not great. So that just means it didn't bother him. Yeah, which isn't a counter argument. Uh, to the to their existence, and it also the problem is we don't have enough information. I don't know how bad they are in Psychopaths One or how many there are there compared to the second season, assuming it's seasons. Um, yeah, I think you guys <sighs> should watch the video for for airing this on stream. Like, Glad that I jumped in. <laughs> it's like we should totally just watch all these animes to understand this video. It's like mm, uh, it's not worth we it. Three, yeah, I, we watch Spider Man Three, I, but we gotta draw. <laughs> we gotta draw a line somewhere. Out <laughs> <laughs> of all the animes here that he's. Hedity showing Psychopaths 1 is the only one that I recommend, and even that one I haven't finished. But anyway. ...invested in and engaged by the storytelling. However, the second season of Psychopaths shattered his suspension of disbelief because he wasn't engaged by the storytelling. Okay. Maybe it wouldn't have happened if I'd been more interested in the story or characters, or if the presentation had lived up to that of the first season. Wait, that, Whatever, those aren't that sounds like Digibro. I think... Is that even... I, I don't know. I don't but know. I mean, I have a feeling where I know where he's going now, series... which is that he's okay. pointed out that this guy has said... Plot holes only matter to me if, if, you know, it wouldn't have mattered as much if the story and characters were better. And so is he going to conclude then that it's just, it's just about how much you like the characters and the story? Plot holes don't actually matter. They're only used when people aren't invested in the story and the character. I have a feeling that's going to be the conclusion here. We'll have to see. It's failed to engage me with its storyline. I found myself thinking more about its many logical fallacies than I did about its main narrative. In other words, even if the first season had plot holes and logical errors, he would be willing to overlook them because it told an exceptional story with exceptional presentation that kept him wholeheartedly invested. Is a story exceptional despite... if it has plot holes in it? Yeah, that's How does the thing. that work? Like, even best case scenario, it's good despite it. I mean, yeah, yeah plot, I'm not saying... I'm not saying one plot hole just, just makes a story bad automatically. I'm saying, like, if it's got some... I'm trying to think of just an example, but uh, <laughs> my brain is like, use The Last Jedi. It's like, I gotta use something else. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> j just, just you know, t typical hero-villain story, and the villain has the, the girl, let's just say, and the, and the hero is like, I have no idea where they are. And then some guy just throws him a phone, and it's like, I threw a tracker on him. And he's like, who are you? And he's like, just, it doesn't matter. And he runs away. And then, you know, the ending can happen. And it's a really good ending, but it's just like, what the hell? Like, that's how he found him. It's just well, some, some guy through a phone. Well, one, when Peter Parker wakes up after being bitten, he sh he breaks the lamp with his uh, spider web. It shatters, and Aunt May comes up to check on him because of the noise. And in the scene when he closes the door, the lamp is still there 
unbroken films ruined by your door <laughs> so like so that is a ruined. like that so that, that doesn't ruin obviously doesn't ruin the film it's just one of those yeah that's a and that's yeah. you know we, i think we just highlighted the difference between insignificant and significant ones it really depends on the context that's how much this can damage a film or its storyline anyway who cares if the lamp is still there? <laughs> Unless he ends up using the lamp to save his life later on in the film. We're like, did he destroy yes. that lamp? Like, okay. But since the second season told a lackluster story with lackluster presentation that did not garner investment from him at all, the plot holes are suddenly glaring and a huge problem. Uh, Do you see what I'm getting at? No, 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 no. Let, 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 me, let, me, let, me, let me explain the context. Now, uh, from what I've heard from people's opinions in Psychopaths, the main issue with psychopaths 2 is that the story deviates itself from the original uh sci-fi sorts of atmosphere into a more sci-fi to fantasy sorts of uh route and that's why a lot of people like not they're not really on board with the change uh basically if if uh are you guys familiar with true detective it's kind of like going to the first season to the second season is that also an anime uh <laughs> True Detective? No, it's not. It's a TV no, series. No, no, that's not. That's okay. not an anime. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, you don't know. Uh, how about no. how about Stranger Stranger Things from the first season to the second season? Uh, <laughs> like from the first my season anime. was really good. Everybody loved it, and then the second season is. Uh, it's almost like a it's, genre it's kind shift. Of, uh, I call uh, sex season yeah. garbage controversially, but I mean, I'll I'll let so, the chat like get it, mad at me for that one, baby. Like I don't know. Adding in supernatural stuff to what used to be this very grounded sort of you know, yes. attempt to like if people in like Ghost in the Shell started using magic. Yeah. That's an anime I know of, so there. Pattern seems clear to me. We, as a collective audience, only really seem to care about plot holes and logical inconsistencies when the story is bad. But they don't seem to have an but effect on the generally accepted quality. But, 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 but the, the thing is, there's a difference. There's a, there's, a, there's a big difference between when people uh, actually care about the plot holes and whether or not they do matter, like whether they are flaws. Yeah, like the reason people yes. overlook flaws in stuff like The, the Rings is because it's, otherwise it's amazing. So of course people aren't really going to care that much about the the little things. Yeah, Doesn't mean they're not necessarily flaws. It's a yeah. little out of order too. We don't only focus on plot holes on the on the bad things. Things are bad because of the plot holes oftentimes. Like, like if you I'm, just don't you just don't like food because it tastes bad. You know, it's one of those things. Like, like if we're criticizing something, obviously the plot holes are going to be brought up. You know, yeah, you know what? I agree with Patrick. I don't like the focus the plot holes get, but not for the same reason. Uh, I hate the people who are defending crappy films are like, stop focusing plot holes. It's like, we don't. We do lots of things. Plot holes is just one of them. Yes. Mm -hmm. I want this guy to move on from anime. Yeah, Jesus. Even <laughs> I'm Rings, cringing now. Star Wars, E.T., The Matrix, Harry Potter, The Dark Knight. All these stories are famously excellent, and they all have plot holes. Some of them are big, super noticeable like... plot holes. So how have these... So he's just recognized that there's a difference between the big and small then. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not going to elaborate okay, okay, okay. on that, no, I don't I, think. I want to hear what he's saying here. They have if their logic isn't necessarily sound. Well, it's because those minor logical details are surface level and irrelevant to how a story functions. Think about it. Compared to the characterization... It might be. It might also it not might be. be. Yeah, like the title of this should be Why Plot Holes Don't Matter Unless They Do. <laughs> Yeah, because the thing is about if we're talking about plot holes, it's very specific to specific films. There are some films that are that have a lot of plot holes, 
uh, but are actually pretty good overall. People really enjoy it. Uh, the ma even really good films that a lot of people universally love, they do have plot holes. But if we're, there are a lot of films also that have plot holes that are incredibly glaring. So I... So let, let's put this way. Also, they, Patrick sorry, Willems said this in his video, which is one of the reasons it was so shit. Because his video was stop caring about plot holes where he said plot holes don't matter and at the same time he says except sometimes they do. And he says that plot holes are surface level criticism but that's not necessarily true. Yeah, it's not true at all. That It's plot. Plot isn't really surface yeah, level. Turns out there's nuance to uh, plot holes. It's not just plot holes and you've got them all. That's All of them are in there. That little definition is just yes, all plot holes. That's what they are. They're just this one thing, and they either they matter or they don't. There's no in-between. Thematic poignancy, propulsive plot structure, and even all the other non-story related stuff. <laughs> like, like why, why Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood or <laughs> Full Metal Alchemist is in there? That's weird. And Black Panther. Think about it. Compared to characterization, thematic poignancy, propulsive plot structure, and even all thematic the other non-story... All of these things can be affected by plot holes. Yes. Yeah. It's possible. I <laughs> yeah, and even if they're not... It doesn't mean that plot holes aren't a problem in themselves. Yeah, you're tackling the things that plot holes... Even if you were tackling the things that plot holes do not affect, that doesn't mean you've tackled everything to do with the film or story writing. Uh, so, somebody asked a very good very good point in the uh, Very good question in the chat. Um, would you point out the plot holes in the room? <laughs> There's no point. Well, that entire film is a plot hole, so... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, you would, you would point out the plot holes in the room because it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Why it's... not? I mean, you could if you wanted, but you didn't have to. But nobody is seriously saying that The Room is a good film. Yeah. The, yeah like, it's, it's, like, it's so bad that it's good, but it's going to be one guy, film. like Bob, somewhere. He's just like, no, I thought well, it was no, good. Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau. Talking about how The Room is worse than you remember, or something like that. <laughs> 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 the Room is worse than you remember. So. Story-related stuff like performance, directing, editing, sound design, and music. Yeah, these are all things that make up a film, including plot yes. holes. Or plot, I should say. Yeah, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad, sometimes they're important, sometimes they're tiny. Plot logic seems especially small in terms of the effect it will have on the audience during the first viewing. And it's the effect on the uh, audience that matters. How the hell can you fucking measure that? The effect that? on the audience uh, is completely subjective. How do yeah, you measure it, that? It has, a, it has an effect on individuals. So... You can ask people. That's why a lot of people don't have problems with the Lord of the Rings, even if they think that the eagle thing is a plot hole. Because to them, and that's meaningless as well. Say, oh, it's about the journey. It's like, it's oh, it's it, 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 we're basing this entirely on how audiences react to it emotionally. It's like, so that's not really grounded in anything that. Yeah. So different people will say completely different things, and there's no truth to them out. Kind of, kind of pointless. In order to do that, to have an effect on the audience as intended, the story must function. Whether or not it makes logical sense has nothing to do with that. How the? Well, yeah, in, yeah, what, in what universe uh, does something function if it's what? illogical? This is is this is exactly what Patrick Willems said as well. Yeah, if it if it functions but it's illogical, we have question. One we have a function two. issue. Yes, we have an issue. It, it doesn't work, and that incongruity, those things not matching up. And it seems it, to me that he's saying that. functionality is based on whether someone likes it. Whether someone was taken in or taken out by it. Mm. Which to me is just nonsense. It's like, well, yeah, everything's yeah. functional then, because there's someone on the planet who liked it somewhere. Uh, what does the he mean by the matter has, 
the fact of the matter has nothing to do with if it's noticed or not. Yeah, what does he mean by functional? Does it just mean that there is a scene and then there's another scene and things happen? I think so. Because, yeah, I mean, that is... Well, it's not. I'd say that's not functional, but it is stuff that happens. But that's not a plot. It's a very bad plot. Damn. Function. No one enjoys a story because of the A to B logic of the plot. They enjoy them. What do you? Yes, there are people who enjoy the fact that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people appreciate. Yeah, people definitely appreciate. It's called it. cause and effect. It's a very important part to storytelling. People like and it I when think, things match up. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, it's one of those things where if it's not happening. It takes them out of it, and they and they can't enjoy it. Whereas when it's happening, they don't notice it. Maybe it's like someone punches a guy. We expect that guy to react. If he just starts eating a packet of crisps, we're like, um, okay, that didn't make much sense. And then he's like, you don't watch them to make sense. You just like uh, <laughs> your brain's just fried at that point. Mm. You don't know what to say because of the emotion that stories instill in them. And that's the key word, emotion. Stories are emotional experiences. Their objective is to get you to feel, to translate empathy. To f yeah, so if it makes... Uh... Uh, wait, wait, wait a second. I do want to know what film is he defending in terms of the plot holes uh, sort of talk. Because usually when people were talking about, uh, hey, plot holes don't really matter. They're usually like Patrick Williams, for example, he defends A Quiet Place and The Last Jedi. So what film is this guy trying to defend? Or is he just trying to... He might mention an example film. later. Yeah, it's so far all we've film. got is maybe SAO, but and that's about it. this is August of this year. <laughs> maybe SAO. So, um, I, I, I guess, I guess you're right. I guess he just made this entire video to complain about how SAO got a lot of flack. But yeah, you know he said like <laughs> it's, it's the job to make you feel? It's like by that logic, no film has ever failed. Because there's someone out yeah. there who felt something. Even if you feel boredom, it, it succeeded because <laughs> it made you feel. And that's the key word, emotion. Stories are emotional. Oh, by the way, experience. by the way, I, I'm just going to uh, pause it right here because from what I've seen, um, there are no more talks about anime. Yes. <laughs> because if there are, please, please, if there are, please do call me because I'm about to prepare for my stream. All right, so. you have a, have a good time. Thank uh, you, anime nice expert, for uh, helping us through that. <laughs> Thanks for helping hey, at us. Least, at least you do have one now just in case you encounter these really interesting random encounter but <laughs> anyway on speed dial anyway talk to you guys later uh, see you man see bye their objective is to get you to feel to translate empathy to foster investment in a situation that is not your own to bring yeah, you to plot holes get in the way of that the yep. thing is it's not an either or yeah, exactly, they, yeah. They, they can exist together. Ideally, they exist. They should well, it, exist. That was a big yeah. part of a lot of people's arguments is the logic fights emotional inv investment. Like, to make things logical will screw up the emotional value, and it's just like, what will do you from? I don't know. Yeah. That's not true. It's just not true. <laughs> in fact, in illogic illogical plots make make it make them less believable and therefore harder to invest in. It's very... Because I'm trying to get this across in my new videos that come out, but it's like, when a, when a film is like... Here's this scenario. There's this guy, and he can do this, and you're like, okay, okay, and then and then ten minutes later you go, he can't do this, by the way, and you go, oh, I, I thought you said he, I thought you said he could, he can't now. Oh, okay, and then ten minutes later he can do this now, and you're like, what, what's going on, movie? What are you trying to? I'm confused. I'm not following. And that's what we usually mean by illogical is that it's inconsistent with itself. It's telling you to care about these rules, and you go, oh, okay, cool, and then it goes, oh, don't care about the rules anymore, and you're like, oh. I was invested in the stakes, but now you've just told me that they don't mean anything. So okay, um, but no, Space Wizards. Nothing ever makes any sense. Therefore, you should enjoy every film or something like that. 
new places. Some of them upbeat and fantastical. Some oh, of them frighteningly dark and so. Oh no, more anime. <laughs> Someone said made a good comment in the chat. Um, uh, to oh shit. Oh, uh, Tobias Holmes says you have to believe what happens, otherwise you'll not care. Yeah, that's pretty easy. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's pretty straightforward. It's, and a, this guy seems to, to have accepted that, but he's said that plot holes don't really come into that when 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 considering how much you believe it. It's about how the quality of the story or something, which is ironic because it's like, which can be determined by plot holes. <laughs> yeah, which is nonsense. And if he is saying it's all subjective, then some people do subjectively care about plot holes. Yeah, so, so in this case they matter. The internal yeah. logic of this person's argument is falling apart is kind of what we're getting at. Seven rewrites. Okay, we're not even halfway through, guys. <laughs> ...situation that is not your own. To bring you to new places, some of them upbeat and... I can believe Harry Potter because there there aren't... It, because I'm not aware of enough plot... It, maybe there are. Is the thing, maybe there are. Yeah, that's the, I, I've always accepted that. Them, there are films yeah. that I'm really invested in, then someone can be like, didn't you think about this, 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 this? And I go, oh... No, I didn't, and that affects how I feel. And so then, Fantastic. the plot holes matter. Hmm. Some of them frighteningly dark and sobering. They're cathartic because they allow you to feel emotion in an environment that is safe, where fear of consequences can be abandoned for the sake of exploring concepts deeper and deeper and deeper. They'd yeah, and you know, exploring the, these concepts gets difficult if the film, like, I have to use The Last Jedi here, it's like, F failure being a good teacher is like, oh, you get to think about that for a second, and then you consider what's happening to these characters in the film, and you're like, that's not really learning from failure. That's yeah, kind of... problems with problems with the plot and internal consistency stuff prevent you from getting invested like that. Or can yeah. prevent you. Obviously. Or can prevent you, sorry, yeah. Some can. people out there fantasy, don't care. Fantasy stories are stories that take place in, like, we're showing Full Metal Alchemist here. They have rules. Like, the like alchemy in Full Metal Alchemist has rules, and they're constantly talked about throughout the series yes, it allows it us to get invested because we understand the stakes then yes absolutely is like it adds it, it it can only help and it helps and helps and helps the more consistent a story is with itself the more invested that we can be it draws the impact it'll have worlds with characters you can understand and empathize with not just for the sake of entertainment but also for the sake of making you think of giving you something to walk away with a new perspective on the world or on yourself <clears throat> a new understanding that you could never have gained from a simple explanation yeah these are all things you can get from movies but plot holes not mattering to them isn't really a thing he's he does that thing where he has these random clips that don't have anything to just random a, lot, clips. a lot of them like, have like uh what you could call watermarks as well like weird ones. I'm not sure where he's getting yeah. these clips from, but they're like. I mean, it takes work to fetch all of these clips and put them in and get them on the timeline. And I mean, like, that's why I'm so glad I just. Like an like he's just playing emotional the, moments. Like and stuff. some of the clips are relevant and some of them aren't. Yeah. yeah the self-reflection one was obviously a yeah, yeah. Good yeah, choice. Yeah, some of them. Yeah, but. Some like the Dunkirk. The one, only like, way they can get you to that place is through execution of dramatic function, through getting you invested. Execution of dramatic function. Execution of dramatic function. What? What does? What does that mean? <laughs> I am going to guess that the execution of dramatic function is the film do the film's ability to convey to the audience what um feeling or emotion is in the director's head or is trying to be conveyed how do you have like drama without stakes how do you have stakes without rules and by, by that i mean uh, someone you like is fighting someone you hate to the death 
Why does that matter? Well, b because they can die. How do you know they can die? Because they're human, and humans are mortal. These are rules that make the stakes. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. Or well, there have to be facts that are established. Um, it can't just come from nowhere. Which is why plot logic is very important to a lot of people. Exactly. ...and engaged. That is the environment where a writer's ideas can ring true, pierce the barrier of incomprehension and... It's like, it's like, why do you think, like, people who are really into D&D &D and Pathfinder and stuff, how those can be really tense? Because everyone knows the rules. Exactly. Like, uh, a couple of weeks ago, my, uh, we're playing, I played D&D &D and we're playing, like, the, uh, Minds of Fandova. And we, uh, we fought a, a green dragon and almost all died. Because it's a very stupid decision. <laughs> and you can't, you know, no one's going to tell me that wasn't a really tense situation because we were all so heavily invested in it. But it made sense. You know, there were rules that were followed. Um, you know, without that, it would just be a bit of fun. I mean, it was fun anyway, but it was more than that. Mm. Yeah, I was kind of rambling. Sorry. No, it <laughs> no, makes, makes sense. sense. You get what I mean. I was invested in your story because you established the rules. <laughs> it all made sense to me. There's no, no plot well, like, for example, if someone just said, "I imagine that we all get home safely," uh, and then the game ended, it's like, no. Yeah, it's boring. There's no stakes. <laughs> yeah, it's boring reach the viewer. These are emotional experiences, and it is that emotion that counts. Logic is the opposite of emotion. I hate to be pedantic, but the opposite of logic is not logic. But they, those things are not necessarily opposites at all. No. Not at all. I don't, I, I hate this stupid myth now. It's a myth now because it's two people who are saying it. Logic is the opposite of emotion, therefore you could have one or the other. It's just like... Yeah, just womp, because two womp, things womp. can be at odds does not mean that they are opposites. <clears throat> mm. uh, they like, can, yeah. Logical Sorry. decisions uh, can often basically be the result of removing any sense of emotion, or you can make... Uh, you have two emotional decisions and you go with a logical one, or logically you take an emotional decision. There's so many different contexts to use the word logic. It's... Um, the example I've got in my video coming up is I'm assuming you guys have both seen Predator. Which one? The new one. The old one. The first one. Yeah, yeah the first one, yeah. <clears throat> Remember when um, Mac goes a bit nuts and he starts to go after the Predator personally uh, on his own? After the, there's like a fight scene, then he's just like, I got you, motherfucker. I got you. And he starts running after him. Um, and oh, yeah. I would call that an so. illogical decision because he's running off without his team, but it's a completely strong piece of logical writing. He wants revenge because he killed Blaine. Yeah. See what I mean? It's like, you yeah, just I just used logic twice, and they mean two different things, and one of them is tied to emotion, the other one is tied to consistent writing. It's, it's, I hate getting bottled down to, you're either emotional or you're logical. End of story. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, you I mean, can. And like, though, I, like, you can really hate Sauron, right, because he's, he's evil, already... and it's logical you just to Sar Do you mean Sauron? Sauron, yeah. Man, that American Sauron. accent ruins that name, doesn't it? <laughs> Sauron's <laughs> Ross. Sauron. Sauron. <laughs> hey, man, you, you guys going to take out that Sauron guy? Sauron? <laughs> but yes, hey, no, Sauron. continue. Sorry, I didn't mean to uh, hey, hey, cut there. I have Sauron. Hi, Saren. Sorin. Zorin. I'm so sorry. <laughs> totally gone off topic. Thanks to that. Now. That was way too sexual, Mola. 
um, or not sexual enough. Really, it's really down to interpretation. It's, it's subjective, I would say. It's too late for this shit, man. Apparently, I just said it wrong. <laughs> Whatever. He's bad. He died. Soros. <laughs> George Sauron. <laughs> Whichever one's more evil, I don't. I don't know. Sauron. Okay, let's the keep going. <laughs> emotional experiences, and it is that emotion that counts. Logic is the op. I'll be the. I'll be the judge of what counts opposite of emotion. And though basic logic is obviously critical to living our everyday life, it's usually oh. kind of unexciting and cold. <laughs> if you've ever oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't it's matter critical if it's critical to everyday life, but it's boring. It's like what even point are you making there? It's like I'm sorry your life is boring, but that it's that's it doesn't matter if it's boring or not. If you think that logic is boring, that does not matter when it comes to emotion. I just emotional, are you I saying do. emotional movies can't you saying there are no emotional movies that can't be logically consistent and boring is ex machina not emotional because logic it doesn't have to is, be cold no of yeah, course logic wow. logic it's is associated without, with it though yeah, like for it's example outside of that like for example you know spider-man goes to rescue mary jane because he loves her and it's a logical decision I mean, logic. I, well, it's logical logic that he would make cold, that decision considering his logic. emotional investment. Yes, it, and it's it's more accurate to say that logic doesn't care. It's neither hot nor cold. It's apathetic in anything. It just yeah. Is. Uh, in the Dark Knight, where it's like, do we kill a uh, hundred civilians or a hundred criminals? You go logically, the criminals have done more bad to society than the, and that's that's almost philosophical. But the, yeah. you get what the point is. Again, I just it's just an uh, echo of the fact that logic is being demonized when it's, it comes in so many forms. Same for emotion. It's, it's yes, when very people say you're acting illogically, that's not praise. They're not saying keep it up, champ. I just, I can't believe he said like, oh, we use logic. Yeah, it's critical to our lives, but I mean, it's still boring. It's like, are you, well, what, I, you know how I we like, we set up houses so that we have them contained and uh, air doesn't just flow through it from the outside so they stay warm. We do that with like, particular materials in particular ways i could just picture him being like yeah but it's boring though well i would i i i'm hoping he elaborates um on what he means by everyday logic versus the logic that ruins films yeah because that's another i hope he's going to do that difference and yeah, though basic lo difference, yeah. logic is obviously critical to living our everyday life it's usually kind of unexciting and cold oh, if you've care. ever had to try to comfort a crying friend or family member or you're a crier yourself you probably know that sometimes logic just isn't what's in thank you sometimes logic doesn't work sometimes it does Yes, but even then it depends on what you're attempting to do. Exactly. If your goal, yeah. here's the thing, but, here's the thing. If your goal is to console your friend, it can be logical to not use some other kind of logic. Yeah, and, it can and, be logical yeah. to if, if, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so like, like making, if yeah, making the situation worse is the illogical thing to do. Yeah, yes, you, if your goal That's is why this is so interesting. You got yes. a, a friend's parents died. You go up to them and you think to yourself, Okay, I could say, um, I'm here for you. I could say, hey, my dad died, so I know how it feels. You could say, get over it. You could say, you have all these options. You're like, which one does the best? So logically speaking, I want to choose the one that has the best outcome. Yeah, say, fuck mm. And then you go, you say, um, I'm here for you. Anything you need, you know, just talk to me. And then someone goes, see, that's not a, mo a logical thing to say. It's like, that's absolutely a logical thing to say. Yes, because the logical thing to, let me just, let me just double check logic definition because you don't tie definition there's some rapper guy that pops up um <laughs> reasoning conducted or assessed according to strict principles of validity so logic's a, a line of reasoning yeah and so the reasoning is i want to make this person feel better 
Well, it reasoning would be why you would why. Uh, but if if you if the, it's oh yeah, that's the goal logic with the goal. Yeah, yeah. So if the goal is to make somebody <clears throat> change emotionally, then you wouldn't use quote unquote cold logic. But the fact that he think, just okay, brought so this logically, in logically, what would cheer this person up? He was it's like, just a very simplified view of logic and emotion. He he was like, logic is cold. You know, when you come to a friend, sometimes using logic doesn't work, and it's like. Well, yeah, but you've just you brought this in as a counter, but you just admitted that it it does sometimes work. So it's not a counter at all. It's actually a a valid choice. Like it's, I don't really get this argument anyway. He's just like, here, take this scenario in which logic is sometimes valid. It's like, oh, well, thanks for proving. Family that. member or your acquirer yourself, you probably know that sometimes logic just isn't what's important. It counts more than certain people realize. But considering that these stories are not actually real, they're but I can believe it. Yeah, he because has. We he know has... Because we have established that he can crawl on walls. He's yeah. Got, he's got the spider sticky fingeredness. Yes. That we falls know within it a rule. isn't real, but that's okay. That, because yeah, because that's not, not illogical, a... what he's doing yeah, there. Yeah, if, if a random person just jumped onto the ceiling <laughs> yeah. and stuck to his hands, that would be a problem. But we know that that's Spider-Man and that's what he can do for reasons that have been established and accepted. Exactly. Like, let me just ask you this, chat. Is it logical that Spider-Man can climb walls? <laughs> no. Yes. Well, you, yeah, what? It no. is. It is. No. Internal logic is just as unimportant in the face of intense emotion as it would be to a loved one who's bawling their eyes out for a reason that maybe doesn't make much sense. As for that whole thing about logic being unexciting, there are places such as with mysteries where the logic of something is important to the experience. So it does matter then? Yeah, it does matter, yes. If you prove it matters in one instance, then it, it matters. Does matter. What he should really be saying is why I don't care about some plot holes. <laughs> that's, not, that's not an enticing video, is it? <laughs> yeah, there's no clickbait there. Oh, and it, I don't know, It was that not detected? I was kidding about Spider-Man climbing, of course that makes sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, because logic is reasoning conducted or assessed according to strict principles of validity. We have established that it is valid for him to I do was, that. I was role-playing as a man yes. wearing um, a hoodie a with a scarf, I think. <laughs> Sunglasses. Also, this is on this part, I, I'm sorry I'm a stickler for this because I use the same thing for my videos. But on on the, the crook of his arm there, on, on the right-hand side, whenever he makes this face, he, he needs to delete that and make that transparent because it covers up the background. Oh, I think I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, the white spot there. When he mm. changes the next picture, that will be gone and you could see the forest behind the, through his arm and his side. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even in those cases, you aren't enjoying the logic, you're enjoying the feeling of intelligence, intrigue, and cerebral engagement that the story provides by going over plot logic. Not to mention, because certain be stories bad. are more thinky than others, maintaining the sense more that everything... So sometimes it does matter. What is the point of this video? <laughs> yes, that's the thing. You have you have admitted that sometimes they matter. It's context, Your which is what we've been saying from the beginning. Your don't matter. You have fucked up. <laughs> Very badly makes sense can be important to creating a consistent time. Oh, and, and that's what Patrick did too. He, yeah, he said like, that it matters matter, when he says it matters. Do. Yeah, well, so he didn't, did the same did, mistake. When did he say it mattered though? He said it mattered when uh, he said that the, there's a major plot contrivance. He's talking about Martha, you know, being the mum of both of them, the same name. Oh yeah. He said there's a major about... plot contrivance to push character growth. His argument is that they only matter in relation to character, but he originally says in the video that they don't matter whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. because it's basically impossible to say and get away with 
as far as I know, that they do not matter. And I have to say, I'm not saying Patrick copied this video, but they do line up in a lot of ways. It might just be that this is how people typically argue against plot holes, I guess. Yeah, See, it's like whenever, because they both try to make the same point and they both fuck up in the same way. But it's, my the, it's the same point. But my take from his video is that he was, t like, when he was saying that those things mattered, it's because they were contrivances rather than plot holes. He was saying that plot holes don't matter because it's what the con it's the contrivances no, that make it bad. Oh, the, on the Patrick one, he did he yeah. did mention at a time that there was a difference between the two, but he did well, also mention that, that there are plot holes. And but we recognize a contrivance. Sometimes they do matter. A contrivance is less egregious than a plot hole, by definition. Yeah. yeah so but Patrick he's... saying that a contrivance can work, but a plot hole. Uh, cannot is confusing because you should be more forgiving of a plot contrivance than a plot hole. A plot hole is it would be like me saying like, you can't slap me in the face, but you can punch me. You'd be like, well, no, it's it's what? a bad argument, yeah, but that is what he was saying. But it doesn't make sense. <laughs> She's wrong. This is anyway. what I feel Digi's real problem with the completely and blatantly nonsensical plotline of Psychopath Season 2 is. In the first season, Psychopath established its world and tone as serious ones, deep diving into complex psychology and philosophy and keeping the surface level, easy to notice logic mostly intact. Then, in Season 2, they completely toss logic to the wind for the sake of doing whatever fun action set piece or totally horrifying moment they feel- You don't need to do that for any set pieces. You can always maintain logic if you just write hard enough. Even yes, if you in want, fact, set pieces can have more drama and tension because we have established stakes and we know rules. If you mm. want Sharknados, you don't. You can have a fictional world and you can say uh, there's such an extreme tornado that it's pulling sharks out of the water and it's flinging them at the. And and as the audience, we have to go. All right, <laughs> this is a world yes, where there's that extreme of a tornado. Yeah, absolutely. As long you as you stay consistent, that. that you go, there's an equally powerful tornado that's not pulling any sharks up because we need it to not do it for this scene. It'd be like, oh, well, that's inconsistent. Yeah. Very, eternally, internal consistency, that's the sort of comes down to. It doesn't, it doesn't matter that there's a guy who can telekinetically move things and has a laser sword. That's fine, as long as it's established that that's a thing. You're well, like, even if the... Talk about that for a moment while I pee. Okay. Sharknadoes, <laughs> I just, yeah, I do think it's a bit pointless to criticise Sharknado for plot holes because... I mean, that film's going to have a shit ton of problems, but all I'm saying is I took the most ridiculous thing, because uh, his argument oh, yeah, is yeah, like... I, they know, want, I get what you're doing. They want to do ridiculous stuff in Psychopath Season 2. It's like, that doesn't mean they have to have inconsistent writing. They could still do it. I mean, I haven't seen it, so you could say, like, how could you know? I'm like, I'm pretty sure you can contextualise any choice you wanted to make except ones that counter things you came before. Yeah. Which, I mean, at that point, you may as well just write a different story if you want to tell that story. That's that's it's... a big problem with a lot of uh, continued franchises. Is they're like, I want to tell my story in this universe. Oh, it counters it? Nah, I don't care. Whatever. Mm. Are you thinking of one particular series? Oh, you know, Star Trek, um, Space Wars. Uh, they're, they're two big ones that they did it to. Oh, um, what, was it? Uh, what was it called? Space Soldiers? Oh yeah, Starship. What was that, what was that, book? No, what was that book called? No, what was that book called? Joseph Anderson. Interstellar Marines. <laughs> Interstellar <laughs> Marines. And then Interstellar Soldiers as well. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, Sharknado is a big joke. I was just saying that as an example of you can even you could have written Sharknado well if you really wanted to. It's just yes. going to take effort. It has to be this time of year. Only these kinds of sharks are affected. The wind has to be at this speed, and it has to cross the waters while the sharks migrate at a certain time. You and you can argue um something to do with like 
you know the 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 continental shelf has shifted or some some big thing has happened that we haven't the seen fissure in the earth has driven the sharks closer to the surface than ever before yeah that, that kind of shit happens in movies all the time they have the mumbo jumbo that you they hope you don't think about Sometimes it's better than others. <laughs> the writing and direction of Psychopath 2 have been great, but kept all the same logic problems, it still wouldn't be very good, because the obvious unintended dumbness would disconnect the viewer from a world that once felt grounded and realistic. You'll notice that now we're moving away from the plot hole discussion and into one about the consistency of tone and the true breaker of suspension mm -hmm. of disbelief, verisimilitude. Verisimilitude is basically the idea that a story does not need to adhere to our sense of reality, because when we experience a story, we immerse ourselves in it become invested and suspend our disbelief. So when we enter a story's world, it's more important for that world to adhere to its own internal sense of reality. That's what we've been arguing the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, does he know that, so when he, no. when he brought up the eagles, did he think people were saying there's no eagles in real life that are that big? Or was he saying the eagles should have rescued them before if they were going to rescue them now or delivered them before? He's I already... He's already Sorry, tackled a plot hole that is about internal consistency, so he should know that that's what people are talking about already. I, I kind of want to see where he's going with this. Yeah, sure. Rather than actual reality. Even if there's something occurring in a story that would be highly implausible in real life, it doesn't matter because we're not in real life. We're mm -hmm. in the story's reality. When that story's reality breaks, however, such as with the blatant stupidity of Psychopath Season 2 clashing with the serious tone of the first season, our suspension of disbelief goes out the window. It's not just about clashing tone, that's about plot yeah. holes too. It's about everything. Yeah. Why is he moved from talking yeah, about tone and Tone's just another one of the many things he mentioned that are important. My, my brain is dying, guys. <laughs> I don't blame you. A musical no. is a fantasy, essentially. Where do you think the music comes from? How does everybody know how to dance? It's a fantasy, in, a, in essence. It's just in, a this, in this world, everybody does that yeah, shit. No, I don't works. think... Yeah, but when, when people criticize plot holes, they're not necessarily doing it because they break the rules of our world. It's their rules. It's the world's rules. <laughs> Someone just said seven yeah. rewrites. <laughs> seven rewrites. Exact same stupid irrational plot logic that ruins Psychopaths works perfectly in Spielberg's Ready Player One. That movie is no about right. as dumb as so, I am. Question. No, Ready Player no. One's really bad. Where? Yeah, but he said no. it was bad. Well, he, he said it works because the, it's like displayed as bad, like that it's, that it's owning it intonally. Right, which well, is no, about like a just video no. Game world that you go into. Yeah, world. and tonally, it's like adventure, happy, bit of a mystery, and then a bit of a romance. There's there's a lot of, it's your standard Spielberg film in terms of it does everything, uh, that you want to see, outside of like horror. No, it actually does. It does have. This is what I mean. Yeah, it has literally like every genre in it, and and the tone is just to experience it as one big adventure sort of thing. Um, but loads of it makes no fucking sense at all, and. I guess he's saying that that doesn't matter in films that are toned like yeah. Ready Player One. Yeah, can we just rewatch that clip? Because he is he is saying it's stupid, but I want to see how he's the defending it. The stupidity of Psychopath Season 2 clashing with the serious tone of the first season, our suspension of disbelief goes out the window. Notice how the exact same stupid, irrational plot logic that ruins Psychopaths works perfectly in Spielberg's Ready Player One. That movie is about as dumb as I am, and is absolutely dripping with plot holes and things that don't make sense things that you notice as you're watching, but it actually works to its advantage because like that's the reality that Ready Player One constructs. It's oh, I guess I guess I made his point before he said it, <laughs> but he did say oh, that. this world? Yeah, I can believe that makes sense because it's an established video game world. Yeah, well, no, they break their own rules and they have a, like, they for instance, Rags, um, 
they've been looking for years for the secret to winning a race. There's just this race that's run every time. This is this is like where my head started to fall out of the film. So it's your yeah. standard thing. Everyone turns up and they go, three, two, one, go, and you race. And the big problem is no one's getting past King Kong. He, he's like at the end and he just beats the shit out of anybody who comes to him. So the, the puzzle is like, how do you get past King Kong? And our character, after getting in on searching for the, the clue to all of this, he looks like a past flashback video thing. And like yeah. the maker is talking about some random stuff, and then the maker just goes, sometimes to go forward, you have to go backwards. And then he goes, huh. So, and so, start, so, so let me guess. He reverses. The race starts and he goes backwards. He reverses and it gets him past King Kong, and he gets the first secret that people have been looking for for years. Can you oh. tell me how it is that no one tried reversing their car? Like, It'd be three seconds before somebody... Exactly. Like, oh, it's going to be the first fucking race some troll. Just go, woo! <laughs> yeah, but I guess... Well, okay, I haven't seen the movie, so this or is Or they just... would just turn around. They like As like you're getting into your car and stuff, you're looking all around you. So you'd just be like, oh, back there. And obviously, you could be like, that's one thing. I'd be like, yeah, there's a lot of things. That's just the first one I remember. It's very early in the movie. Um, but yes, this is a video game world, so there's going to be stuff that can be done that I'll accept, like people blow up into coins. A, I don't know if that's a plot hole, though. No, that's it's uh, that would be a contrivance. Stupidity. It's the yeah, idea it's... that it's contrived that nobody would ever have tried that. Yeah, it's so only a plot hole if it breaks its own logic. Yeah, and like but... I said, that's just one of many things that you just make you go, oh, God, come on. Is he saying that um, Ready Player One does break its own logic, though? Or is he not saying that? I think, yeah, I think he is saying that, but it works in Ready Player One because of its uh, delivery, I guess. I'm not 100% sure. As you're watching, but it actually works to its advantage because that's the reality that Ready Player One constructs. It's supposed to be a fun, fast-paced, quirky adventure story in a world where anything is possible, so the no, obvious dumbness... not anything is possible. Not that's anything the point. is possible. You know, it still needs to obey its own rules, yes. you know, as ridiculous as they are. This actually becomes a part of the amusing mood. Me laughing at dumb stuff like the main villain having multiple personalities because of what is essentially a series of organ transplants is a problem because it breaks my immersion into what was once a semi-realistic world. But when I laugh at the fact that the vast player base- Fun fact. You're making a video. And you are talking. The background music does not need to have lyrics. Does it? It has vocals. Certainly, I think they're they're enunciating. Wait, are something. you are you saying he should have chosen a song that was just instrumental? I well, he ideally he should had none. But <laughs> if you're gonna choose music in the background, don't have other voices in the back trying to sing about something. Yeah, it's distracting. Yeah, it's, I just, agree. it's just distracting. My immersion into what was once a semi-realistic world. But when I laugh yeah. at the fact that the vast player base of the Oasis is playing with VR headsets outside on the sidewalk, which is so retarded. Um, <laughs> I don't I'll understand. Just go here. I don't understand like, how just... that works whatsoever. <laughs> I guess this around is my spot. fighting the air and somehow not hitting each other, it actually draws me into the movie's world even more, strengthening the sense of reality that the film constructs. But yes, yeah, so he showed them walking, and it's like, what if they walked into a wall? <laughs> yeah, what yeah. if they walked into traffic and stuff? Apparently, like... this makes it work better for him. I don't. Surely, you just have a controller in your hand, and just do it that way. Like, <laughs> it's VR. I need to I watch aim, this film. Look, I got a lot of guns. I can aim way better with a mouse on a video game <laughs> than I can with a real gun. Because shooting real guns is, you got like, it's really harder than video games. <laughs> like, Even though yeah, there's no recoil with a mouse, Ugh, unless you you haven't got a modified mouse that gives you well, recoil. Recoil, it's just what a casual it's like game. A real pros, yeah. Yeah. 
it's it's hard. Guns are hard. Okay, is what I'm trying to say. Obvious surface level <laughs> plot holes that you can notice while you're watching can be a small part of the verisimilitude. Plot holes still aren't important. Does he feel great about saying verisimilitude? Like, uh, if you if he said that all it means is tonal consistency, then feels unnecessary, but okay, fine. I'll let you go, I'll let you go. Because the vast majority of them are either not noticeable while you're watching, or are such a complicated that's twisting not actually, of the story's That's lot. not actually the definition of verisimilitude. What is the definition? The appearance of being true or real. Oh, well, I guess he's using it in a specific... He's, he's contextualizing it as... <sighs> How come that's not applicable to plot holes, exactly? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. Y'all use your big-ass word, your verisimilitude. It seems that what he's saying is that it's verisimilitude oh. that makes... that matters or doesn't matter, and plot holes don't affect verisimilitude. So they don't matter? Or like the ones that don't affect verisimilitude uh, don't matter? And the response is, that's use... like your opinion, bro. <laughs> I wish he could use more, more anodyne language. The problem is, he just said... I like it, right? People, the, the people just... He just said people don't notice them. Which is very subjective. Yeah, he's not really got a lot of definitive. He's just bringing in like people. They're in this, and people don't care typically. They're in. It's like so people do care. Select sometimes. Yeah. And it's like logic mm -hmm. doesn't matter because you don't use it to comfort a friend every time. It's like so you yes, you, you do, do do it sometimes. <laughs> like you know what I mean. Majority of them are either not noticeable while you're watching, or are such a complicated twisting of the story's logic that suspension of disbelief should allow you to just shrug it off. Should? People always like to. That's well, not maybe how it, it works. Suspension yeah, belief is so subjective. I mean, the, the I mean, Tommy Wiseau thought that the room should be a masterpiece. Do you know what else can pull you out? Is watching a film with an actor who's committed something horrible that could ruin your suspension of disbelief because you're just like, I can't see anyone but the guy who did yeah, the Kevin thing. Kevin Spacey. Kevin you Spacey. Think I can watch yeah. a Kevin Spacey film the same way now. I can't watch American Beauty again. It would be like me being like, fucking verisimilitude doesn't matter, or whatever point he's making doesn't matter. What matters in actuality is what the actors have done. And then I just say, you know how this movie is a thing? I can't watch it now because Kevin Spacey said, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's what I said is true, but it's not the only example. And that's what I could say for this video. What you're saying is kind of true, but it's not, well, apart from the fact that you said plot holes don't affect it. It's all so subjective. They complain after they've walked out of the movie theater how the big bad's grandmaster scheme didn't actually make any sense. But the thing is, if you didn't realize it, it didn't. while you were watching, it probably doesn't matter. That's terrible that's logic. subjective. It's also that's, terrible logic. It doesn't matter unless you notice it. What? It's, it, that's so dependent it on whoever noticed it. Yeah. Yeah. That's Civil a terrible War is argument. Yeah, Civil War is the best, man. Because that viewing experience without realizing it still exists, and the fact that the logic doesn't make sense shouldn't be able to erase or change that experience. The shouldn't be able to. Shouldn't? That's yeah, an interesting again, choice of words. That's a value yeah. judgment. Yeah. So, yeah, but it almost like he accepts that it can, but he's saying it shouldn't, and it's like so you. Exactly. Well, if he's saying so, they do matter. So they do matter. <laughs> yeah, if it did it a hundred percent of the time, then there would be no failure. So should this be called why plot holes should. shouldn't matter? IMO. Mm. Yeah, uh, or why plot holes don't bother me, or shouldn't bother anyone. Yeah, or and then that would still make it for an awful video. And, I, and he's yeah. also, I think he's also partly wrong about that. Because oh, Elvik, I, I have pointed that out about the guy's avatar with a transparency in the yeah, arm. Yeah, he did. I have, I have pointed that out, actually. I thought it was originally on one image, but like half of them have them and half of them don't. So Yeah, I had that problem myself um, with some of my past avatars. 
Yeah, but you're awful. Yeah, this guy is thing. like a scholar. That's true. I am awful. He spent eleven <laughs> months worth his content. Yeah, eleven, 11 months. months on this video. I'm starting to not believe that even slightly. That's longer than I've actually been making videos. <laughs> and you've made like no so joke. many great breakdowns of. It's like yeah, it's just ignore that. Plan in the dark night doesn't make a lick of sense, but people still love it because it made for a more fun movie and the lack of. You say it like. It's Why doesn't just... it make sense? And and what what is? God damn, that's just too much uh, anti logic for my brain. It's like. And also, he's a complete psychopath. <laughs> so it's going to make sense for him and his yeah. his logic. Yeah, if the argument yeah, like is... Thanos, the... man. I'm running out of steam. <laughs> like, I just feel like we have to keep explaining how logic works like, and why yeah. it affects well, people's... Yeah, we could, we could steamroll ahead and try to be less loquacious. Sense isn't so noticeable as to break the movie's extremely realistic tone. That's the thing. It... So his point is, it doesn't matter if it's illogical as long as it maintains the tone. I... Or it doesn't matter if people don't notice it. Yes, it's it so subjective. To that person. It doesn't matter to that person if they don't notice it. And to me, tone tone is like, it's a separate vehicle entirely. Like when you're judging whether or not the plot works, you don't also consider how do they portray this plot in the tone. It's like, no, we're just talking about consistency here and, and A to B to C to D. We'll talk about tone another time as a separate conversation. He's like, no, tone is the one that matters. Hmm. If you have to actively disengage yourself from the story and think about its logic to find or be bothered by a plot hole... Yeah, what about people who do it automatically? If you never had a problem yeah. with a movie and then figured out what it was? Yeah, you know that you remember things, right? And then not every experience... Most of the experience you have with a movie might not be the first viewing. If you don't catch it, what if you hear somebody else talking about it? What if you are sitting there at night and you think about that movie you watched and you're like, uh-oh, act, whoa. That's actually a problem. I'm not a fan of this whole, like, you're looking for these things. Let's be honest. You're looking for... It's like, no, they bother me. When... Yeah, like, we're... I'm sorry we're not just... We can't just swatch our brains off. Did I say swatch? <laughs> I, I, swatch. I was... So here's the story. I think you already have. So, no. So I was... My brain, right, was like, say switched off. Like, no, say swapped off. And so I said swatched. So I, I could I have figured. internal consistency. Yep. You're illogical, Rags. You've proven this point. Look, um, if I yeah, said it and you understood me, it's a word, so fuck you. But yeah, uh, just just a quick example of the whole, I don't look for them, my brain just picks them up, is when Finn is like, it's impossible for them to use hyperdrive. And then ten minutes later he's like, I know where the hyperdrive system is, I can take it down with you. It's like, but I thought you said you... <sighs> and, the, and your brain is betraying you by keeping memory of what the film's already told you about. Swatch, now it was a swatch Saren's brain off. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter, because at that point you have actively disengaged yourself from the story. Like someone sitting down for a movie and- You keep- he's saying it like one comes from the other every, every time. Like, like, you disconnect yourself and then you look for plot holes, as opposed to plot holes present themselves and disconnect you from the story. Yeah, 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 stuff in the film looking, disconnects yeah, us. There's nothing wrong with looking for them, and I don't, I, I shouldn't have to turn off my brain to enjoy a film because I use my brain to enjoy the film. Mm. And genuinely, I, do my uh, agreed. My brain. I don't look for plot holes on my first viewing of any movie. I, I just, I just take it in. I'm just like, go yeah. movie. Like, well, sometimes I don't, I don't care. I just watch the film. I don't notice anything. But what if, what about people who do watch these films and they do? Just genuinely want to poke fun at things and find things. Yeah, are you and that's necessarily their wrong with that? Yeah, yeah that's pull, for that. 
the Patrick Willems thing and yeah, say that's that there, you're, so watching what you're watching movies, movies wrong. Uh. <laughs> if you don't, uh. if you don't notice them, that's okay. If you like to notice him, notice them, that's okay too. Okay. Oh Still wait, five minutes, guys. Is um. Oh wow. Uh, so the tweet you put out, uh, Chris. Somebody added uh, Cosmonaut in it. Yeah, I was going to mention that at the end. And, yeah, and he's just said, thank you, but I'd really rather not. It's like, what, you don't want to listen to five <laughs> okay. hours of nitpicks? Yeah, probably the smart call. I thought we were very fair with this video. I uh, think we were very fair, too. I he's think we're fair, on, yeah. He's welcome on any time. I just, his, his video wasn't good. His video wasn't. Yeah, he doesn't have to watch our response. He's always welcome to respond to it if he does and to come on here. No hard Absolutely. feelings, Mr. Cosmonaut. Um, I get the feeling that he's just completely moved on and disengaged from it and wants to do other things, I guess. Yeah, no hard feelings. Yeah, well, that's fine. Maybe there are. That's fine, man. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. And trying not to enjoy it out of spite or whatever. But hang on just a second. Keep in mind that I am saying all of this from an analytical, oh. critical perspective. <laughs> Wait. What? That, what? So that he's being serious. I'm just go, trying to... I'm going to no, go back to that still and see... Okay, here we go. Analysis and criticism. <laughs> he says, outside perspective presumes not knowing exactly how something was written, not writing advice, geared towards understanding stories, not making them. And then we have the writing and development side, <laughs> which says, inside perspective discusses how something was or would be written, writing advice geared toward the process of constructing something from the ground up. What? Can someone translate this? Chris, do it. Okay, so the anal... Okay, so I nope. guess uh -huh. what he's... So these are the two sides of a story. There's the person who is analyzing... Analyzing <laughs> is the word <laughs> that I'm looking for. Caught myself there on that one. <laughs> Alright. This is what you watch the live streams for, folks. So the people who analyze and criticize are on one side, and the little tick marks down there mm -hmm. are like how they look at it. And then there's the writers and developers of the media, and they have inside perspective because they're the ones who are the ones making it. That's so, what he's going for. Well, that's not, no, that's not to say there, sh there can't be any crossover, or there isn't correct. any crossover. That, correct. Like a good um, analyst tries to understand what the writers and developers were trying to do. So those... This seems so like a very I'm, strange line to draw. I'm not actually sure of what he's trying yeah, to achieve with this. When I write things, why would you go through the trouble of writing all that out, talk over it, and not give us enough time to read it? Or not even talk about it, really. Yeah, he just points to it. I'm coming at it from the analysis and criticizing side, and I'm like, if you, you wrote all this stuff down, what is it? Like, don't just skip over it. Don't make me pause and stop and go back. Anyway, let's see where he's going with this. All of this from an analytical, critical perspective. None of this is to say that if you're a writer, you shouldn't even try to adhere to basic logic, because if you don't, you're probably going to end up with a lot of blatant plot holes that punch holes in your verisimilitude. Uh... Oh, video's done. Video's over. Video's over. That's Come it. Come on, just, man. You just shot your video. This... What? You just... Why would you say that? In this video? Why would you do that?
The video's done. It's I'll, over. He's Pack made the up. point. Can you, just, can, you, can you just play yeah. that again? Uh, yeah. yep. I've got to see that again. It's over. <laughs> On just a second, keep in mind that I am saying all of this from an analytical, critical perspective. None of this is to say that if you're a writer, you shouldn't even try to adhere to basic That's logic, because if you over, don't, you're it? probably going to end up with a lot of blatant plot holes that punch holes in your verisimilitude. Besides... Yeah. So, um, I'm not sure how to respond to that in any way other than, what was the point of this video? So, yeah. <laughs> you're, he's, so he's admitting that writers can write plot holes that break immersion. And he's actually suggesting, hey, you may as well write logically, though. <laughs> Rags said this before, I can't remember what the context was, but Rags was just like, hey, why not be consistent? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, just, you know... Just be consistent, may as well. Should. Oh, man. How do you recover from that? If you're utilizing elements from reality, such as with historical fiction, or just trying to represent real-world things in your fiction, like police forces, for example, it is your duty to do your research and represent whatever oh, it is. Oh, that's when you're supposed to do it. Oh, you have a duty. Duty. Is you're representing duty. as accurately as possible, so as to avoid spreading misinformation. In that, I don't disagree with him on that. However, um... That's not the only instance in which that's important. And it's, I guess he's saying this. that's a real world result. But that's so weird to say right. after just saying that it's important to just do it anyway to avoid blatant plot holes. So here's the thing. This is interesting. So Apocalypto, I really liked. I really liked um, Apocalypto. I don't know anything about South American culture because fuck it, I don't care. So <laughs> if they have inaccuracies about ancient Mesoamerican, Incan, Aztec culture, whatever it was, I'm not going to mm. know. So it might be a plot hole in a Wait, sense. Or well, an, no, an yeah. inconsistency with real life would be more accurate. Do you believe I the would... film, though? Do you think that what they portray in the film is what happened back then? No. Well, it's that's fiction. He's saying it's a problem if you said yes. But uh, this is actually interesting because me, me and Chris actually had a Yeah, good, we were talking about Braveheart we had a long exact subject. Con a con conversation on this, and I guess... What I said was that um, if it's clear, well, typically, I don't think there is a film that's 100% accurate because by logic of it being a movie, movies tend to yeah. absolutely break reality because they have to to make a movie. But a documentary, they have the responsibility because as far as you're aware, they are 100% accurate because mm -hmm, that's the whole yeah. point of making a documentary while with, with a movie you're telling a story. So I've never taken Braveheart, Patriot, or Apocalypto. I like all three of those films. I've never thought of them as accurate. I've always been like, yeah, these are just sort of taking stuff and then playing with it. But the there are people who do. They're not. Yeah, there are people that do. And the problem is that they're not just inaccurate. They're deliberately misleading. Um, and they make moral points about real-life people and real-life countries that people will then... Some people will then take and apply to the present, which, you know, is something that... <sighs> I do think filmmakers need to bear in mind. It's important. My, it's it's a complicated subject. It. it is important. It's but complicated, yeah. In relation to this video, he's saying this is a time where it matters and it has real-world consequences, and I, I'm not even disagreeing. I just don't yeah, see... Yeah, but that's nothing to do with plot holes. And it's not... It's not got relevance not now because time, he's no. just said that they do matter sometimes, so I'm just like, what... Okay, let me listen to that again. Besides, if you're utilizing elements from reality, such as with historical fiction, or just trying to represent real world... Didn't you say historical fiction? I think he means, like, a piece of fiction that's based off of a yeah, historical but event. Yeah. By definition, historical fiction wouldn't have to adhere to fact. Well, there, there are limits. It doesn't. It's more, like, 
authentic, the authentic nature of it. Like, but if that's the genre, like absurdist or like, alt history, they don't actually have to do it. They haven't got a responsibility to do anything if they're especially. No, they, they don't have bit. a responsibility or like a duty. Um, but a lot of the times, it can make the quality better in a lot of people's eyes. Yeah, like, um, I think. Well, Sorry, we bring in Inglorious Bastards is obviously a good example of like say they want to have the scene where they blow Hitler away with machine guns you can't do that and remain consistent with what happened in history you know what I mean well, yeah, so they're I, deliberately I think, breaking from history for that yeah but I think basically everyone knows what really happened to Hitler and stuff though whereas not that many people actually know about the Aztecs and the Maya I'm just talking about the concept so, from the from the base the the idea yeah, that you yeah. don't like if you're doing old history or historical inaccuracy you're welcome to go crazy if you want to do it for the movie but uh we did bring this up in our conversation as well what if someone out there watches inglorious bastards and said i can't believe that's how hitler died that's crazy have yeah. they have yeah, they yeah, now dealt the same might... damage as somebody who said the scottish never raped and pillaged anybody in the wars against the english yeah i don't it's it, contextual it context, obviously it? yeah, yeah it's case by case don't thing. get don't don't look to you know hollywood for your um i mean yeah i would never lessons. recommend learning history no, of course not. No. from movies they're a good Absolutely jumping off not. point you can be like i'm gonna go search for what really happened now but uh to get you interested yeah, was, maybe but i wouldn't go further but basically, than that. But basically none of this has anything to do with plot holes i don't understand <laughs> what he's i don't understand why he's trying to argue here i don't either things in your fiction, like police forces for example, it is your duty to do your research and represent whatever it is you're representing as accurate. You could have a consistent plot and bad research, so yeah, what does this have to do with... Yeah. Yeah, now he's just talking about inaccuracy. Which That's is... A very different subject. Yeah, yeah. ...accurately as possible, so as to avoid spreading misinformation. In that regard, real-life accuracy and plot holes can be important, and in a perfect world you'd be... How, please? How? Like, I wanna... That's the thing, I would wanna know how. Well, how what does he mean by real life plot hole? I'm, in yeah, I'm confused. To historical can, accuracy. Yeah, like how can the real life inaccuracies be a problem? Like especially for Apocalypto, he brings it up, but I don't want to watch a whole other video to learn about a little segment of his video. What I, I guess his point is that it contradicts the reality of the situation so much that it can force people out of the experience. Like, is he saying that's a plot hole when the fiction? Is inconsistent with the reality or that the fiction is inconsistent with itself and it's also misrepresenting reality yeah i don't i don't think it's a plot hole because it's internally consistent that's it's yeah, a different yeah. it's a different issue <laughs> i love how his little casual comments are just throwing us for a complete loop we're just like we, we gotta break this all down essay yeah, it's like, why say that <laughs> you know? exactly, yeah. a super compelling plot with characters that feel like real people and deep thematic exploration with no plot holes or real life inaccuracies at all but uh here's the thing yeah. writing is hard no shit no oh. shit <laughs> okay so writing is hard in the sense that well hey he's gonna make a point right I would say this: writing is as complicated as you want to make it. Like mm. really, really hard. So hard, in fact, that in all my years of trying, I still haven't quite figured out how to do it yet. Yeah, I know because after seven rewrites, this video is a joke. <laughs> we leave the poor man alone. We know that you know that writing is hard. We get yeah, it. And neither have a lot believe of people you. think they have. <laughs> In order for a story to feel coherent, you have to get a lot of seemingly disparate elements to all come together and line up perfectly. Like, trying to get a- No, not perfectly. 
Oh, he's he's basically. skimming over such perfectly, yeah. He's skimming yeah. over such broad topics. Like yeah. now he's just said like there are so many things that are in writing that can conflict with each other, and it's like, so let's talk but about. If, no, we're not talking if, about that. Okay. If the elements of the story are so disparate that it's difficult to pull them together, that's a problem with the story. Maybe you should get good then. <laughs> get good writing. scrub. Like I mean seriously, because what this is is you're saying writing is hard. Let's lower our standards. It does sound like it's, that's where he's yeah, going, let, but we'll let's, see. Yeah, let's hear what he has to say. Get a choir to harmonize, except the choir is made up of demons running around constantly shape-shifting, and some of Hashtag which you need to Nazi kill if you want children. to get a good sound. When you write, there's going to be a lot of times when sacrifices must be made to preserve the narrative. And when it comes down to it... I hate that that's logic. Called, that's called bad writing. Hey, when people are just like, you yeah. just have to give up, you got nothing. It's like, what do you mean? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah I, I hate that said it right after I said it. Lower your standards, just accept the fact that there's going to be a broken element of your story just instead to, of not having it be there, instead of fixing it, instead of working around of it. Instead just to of give you an example, if they go, episode 9, we're bringing Vader back, and then someone goes, you can't do that, he's dead. And it's like, we're not going to let some annoying inconsistency get in the way of us trying to actually like, create art here. They'd be like, um... <laughs> Maybe you should be good then, And then they'd be like, and they go, <laughs> suggest a way to get Vader back without getting in the way of that. And I'd be like, why are we getting Vader back? Stop. Just stop. <laughs> Two people back to back in the chat were like, Doom is too good for this vid, and what was Doom doing there? <laughs> I don't know, the children's choir were made up of demons that can shapeshift. It They're makes not sense. the youth. It's not first off, they didn't choose to be there. Their parents told them to be there. Okay. That's so, your opinion. Yes, it is. <laughs> a choice between erasing a plot hole or creating a tighter, more compelling story, the correct choice should be obvious. You can make fun of Reki Kawahara all day for not, not an either or. It's not yes. an either or. Yeah. But I'm sure none of you would care if SAO was actually a masterpiece. Just the same. What? None of what you would care you if it was a masterpiece? About? That's the whole reason Maybe they the chat. Maybe the chat can confirm that. Guys, would you care if SAO was extremely well written? Would you care? Like, nah, I don't even. I don't care about sword art online but i would care in the sense that i want it to be good because then other people would enjoy it <laughs> it's just like you know, we established like, like you're gonna play spider-man it's like yeah, no, it's but not I like hope we... it's great so that it's you not like we it. want stuff to be bad just yeah. the, the idea that it's like he's just established that flaws in writing will pull people out like, and then he says like but no one would care if it was flawless it's like, like yeah they would <laughs> like i think we'd all love for the last jedi to be good I would love for The Last Jedi to be good, but we live in the timeline where it's garbage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I'm just gonna. And this is this isn't necessarily bottled water. This isn't a necessarily definitive question, but the recut said, "How can something be coherent without logic?" And that is, how do you answer that question? Is it possible for something to be coherent without logic? No. Let me check. What does coherent actually mean? What well, means it? Um... It's consistent with itself. It's logical it? and consistent. That's apparently what it means. It has the word <laughs> yeah, so... logic in its definition. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, oh, forming, forming logic, a unified just... whole is another definition. I think um, without some kind of logical rules binding stuff together, it's just things happening that are similar to each other, but coincidental. It's, you know, there's no consistency. Or um... Why does he carry his swords on his back? He can't pull those out. Shh, Geralt can do it. That's your opinion. <laughs> That's all I got, right? I'm sorry. No, the game's, the game's established it. It's yeah, true. they just phase through. That's how he opens it. It's a video game, right? Yeah. It doesn't even make sense. Okay. 
same way as all of us are perfectly capable of enjoying SAO Abridged despite its plot holes. Because at the end of the day, that kind of stuff has nothing to do with how a story functions. The bare bones amount of logic you need to tell a computer. Use that functions word again, I don't think he knows what it means. Like Yeah, and also bare bones logic. <laughs> this guy takes the fun out of function. Hey, that's that good. kind of stuff has nothing to do with how a story functions. The bare bones amount of logic you need to tell a compelling story is simply enough so that the audience can follow the story. How much make... is that? How much tell is me. enough, dude? How long, how long yeah. is a piece of string? Yes. I mean, tell me, what is the bare bones amount of logic? That gravity exists, or that, like, the laws of nature And that's when you, I mean, when I... you get to the point where it's like, this video is just him being like, it only matters as much as it matters to me, okay? Mm-hmm. It's got nothing to do with principles of logic or anything. Just this, shut up. Uh, I was hoping he'd elaborate on it, but so far short, he's said absolutely a, nothing. Short Afro Man, someone made a sheath for that. Shadowversity? Yeah, he did. We've spoken. He's a good guy. I watch his video. Make connections and be engaged. Everything else is extra. So yeah. why is everyone so obsessed with this? Doesn't make any sense. Oh God, is he gonna is he gonna do the Patrick Williams obsessed. thing and, and come up with a conspiracy that one website started the obsession with this? Do you remember that? So, yeah, uh, I hate I hate the obsession. People are obsessed. It's yeah, like, we notice it. It doesn't keep us awake at night. We're like, yeah, this is a thing. This is an element of the film. Yeah, I, mean, could, I could I could turn it around and say, oh yeah, well the things that you care about, how come you're obsessed with those? Yeah, why are you obsessed with defending Sword Art Online? That's, that's the thing. Obsessed is a loaded word. Yeah, it's oh, got yeah. baggage to it, and it's not necessary for this usage. And it's not... you shouldn't use it. Or the characters could have just done that. Whenever people present these obvious logical solutions, I always have to ask, would you have enjoyed the story this, better that way? This it's not about whether or not we enjoy it more. Sometimes, yeah. That's, yeah, and that's the thing. Sometimes you will enjoy it. This is what I mean by it's not it's not based on that. It's just it's as valid as it is on its own. It's about being it's okay, so I go, this is a logical inconsistency. This is how what happened with just right. I say this is a logical inconsistency, and he goes, It doesn't bother me, and I go, That's fine. But it is a logical inconsistency. And he goes, Yeah, but it doesn't bother me. And I'm like, That's fine. I'm you agree that it's a logical inconsistency? And it's like, Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's like, oh my god. I didn't ask you how much it matters to you. Like, that's not what I'm asking you. Answer the question. Where are the other drugs going? Erase some of these plot holes and the entire Concerning story disappears. Or just oh yeah, just to clarify, the, the reason I don't ask how much it matters is because it literally changes from every single person on this fucking planet. That's that's why what we mean by subjective. You, We have no way to just say this matters to the people this much. Other than yeah. fucking averages, which is useless. Everyone's like Lord of the Rings SpongeBob crossover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I think it is a good idea that you're pausing it every few seconds because otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, all the claims, all the oh, claims. Oh, because of the Lord of the Rings music, yeah. Because Lord of the Rings music, yeah. Ends right at the beginning. Why didn't they just use the Eagles? Well, because then Lord of the Rings would just be. Stop trying to defend it. We did a better job than you already. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've sorted this one out, you don't need to do it. The 11 hours of Frodo complaining about a ring while him and the Fellowship ride some giant eagles. We don't experience <laughs> stories because we want to see people do the most logical thing and make them- Oh, Patrick Willems, I can hear your voice through this poor boy. <laughs> people aren't logical. When people has are illogical, they're not human. It has to be believable. We have to be able to get invested in it. I mean, yes. I know that is also a bit subjective. Yes, but people but... aren't logical, dude. Well, that's- Partly true and partly not. <laughs> no, it's definitive. You've never made a logical decision in your life. Never. No, not at all. Never. 
You know me Why pressing this play button to make the video play? That's just a lucky coincidence. I don't actually have yeah, any logical decision making there. So, as, fuck I it. Said, as I said before, when people say you're acting illogically, they notice it and it's bad. It stands out. Right choice every time. We experience them because we want to see characters mess up and make mistakes. Account for those mistakes. Battle As if that's not a logical thing that can happen. Yeah, you can make mistakes and still be logical yes. and consistent and believable. Yeah, logical doesn't mean perfect. Like I said, man, it's using the this same is, word two different ways. This is the same point that Patrick made. Yeah. Yeah. Their circumstances, their own flaws, or both, and witness a satisfying conclusion to this battle. In other words, we experience stories for the conflict. If everyone is always making the correct decision and oh, everything works out perfectly, there oh, is no It's the exact same go. point Patrick made. Is. You can't have it, conflict uh, if everyone's wow, logical. It's eerily similar, isn't it? It is eerily similar. <laughs> Jesus, wow. What a shitty fucking point. I could see Patrick watching this and being like, I'll add a few points into my video. I could, I could see, see it. This Was this insane. video made before? Uh, apparently, 17th. let me check. This is August 17th. And Patrick's... Patrick plot holes. Imagine being stupid enough to be convinced by this. Because I think my plot holes video came out... August 27th was Patrick Williams. So days. one week after. That's interesting. <laughs> mm. That's interesting, isn't it? Not yeah, not saying anything, no accusations. Not saying anything, but it's yeah. just interesting to yeah, think about. It's interesting, hmm. but I mean Jesus, imagine actually thinking when someone says if everyone behaved logically you couldn't have a good story or drama or anything. I'm like, No, like the opposite is true. Like the literal opposite <laughs> is true. Hmm. I just like like that predator example I gave you guys, it's just like give me an example of a character acting against logic um Ill it's, the, it's the stupid word being used two different ways because the, the just give me an example of a character acting illogically and then they would let's just say boromir in lord of the rings when he's going after frodo and i'd be like that's explained logically he needs he wants the power to protect his people he thinks the ring will be able to be used as a weapon against sauron it makes complete sense why he's going after him even though it's actually attacking one of your fellowship members so that's that's fucked up it's an emotional decision but it's logically consistent do yes. you understand the difference? <laughs> yeah, and it's also this idea that if people are logical, there would be no conflict, which is nonsense. It's just because people's goals and people's goals and desires and things differ, so they're going to come into conflict anyway. Oh, it's just, uh, just terrible just, argument. Yeah. Conflict. However, if you would just step back and let these characters make mistakes, you could actually realize that a lot of these mistakes. Also, I like the irony that he's using logic to explain how logic doesn't work. <laughs> Good it's, job. it's flawed no logic, but it's logic. No, like, Seven rewrites. Of course characters can make mistakes, it's just which ones and why. You know, it's all about the context. Inform character and improve the plot. Why didn't Holdo just tell Poe her yes. plan in The Last Jedi? <laughs> well, because the movie just established that Holy he... shit, that's like one for <laughs> one with Patrick's video. God, wow. wow. This is... This is... So scary. You saved everyone's life. We're not gonna tell you the plan. Like, okay. Wow. Like you could you could tear up his and Patrick's videos yeah. and play the clips side by side. I mean we could I mean yeah, we could spend half an hour talking about this just one point. Yeah, we, we did go over it at the Patrick Williams I think that's like episode three of EFAP, but I mean Jesus Christ, never be at the point in your story where you say, I need this stupid thing to happen to tell my story. <laughs> They'd be like, oh no. Oh, that sounds like you've got a shitty-ass story, doesn't it? It's like, you might want to find- there's, there's solutions to this! All you need to do is have it established that Holdo knows there's a mole on board. 
She doesn't know Someone who it is. Said, Chat, we have found the originator. <laughs> <laughs> think about this, right? Yeah. What do you What do you think of this idea? Uh, Holdo announces there's a mole, and the whole film we're led to believe it's it's Poe, and he's prevented from knowing the plan. He's, all this other stuff happens. It turns out it's Holdo at the end, and that she only did it as a sort of red herring to keep people away from her from trying to sabotage the whole thing. The thing is, if she bitch. if she said, um, you know, if she said that Poe is a mole, no one would believe it because Poe had no, just destroyed yeah. a dreadnought. Her plan. Well, well, he destroyed the Star Killer base. This is this and is the point well. where he's where killed. I mean I would also tie in that what I just said counters the fact that Holdo is supposed to play the role of a hero at the end of the film, so that gets thrown out. So the rewrites would not stop there; they would just keep going until I fix the entire film. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh shit, I've just written a different film. Anyway, also yeah, um, a couple of people bringing this up. It's like when the initial conversations were going about whether or not Paul was supposed to be a mole in this film. Um, people were saying that the most classic examples of turncoats or, or like uh, moles in, in things are often uh, war heroes. I didn't look into this, but is that has that got any credence? Um, I I would say that this is just going off of me sitting here in this chair. <laughs> okay. So my thought process would be that the only moles that are famous that we would hear about would be the famous ones. The ones that the ones that, the ones that aren't famous and who are just a bunch of nobodies, we would probably never know their name. Well, even if it was true, I wouldn't be able to believe it anyway. He literally just destroyed one of the most impressive and important pieces of First Order technology ever. And what, the following yeah. morning, He's they saying, sent him a text and said, would you be on our side now? Yeah, it's like, what could they possibly offer him? That's the thing. Like, he is a war hero. He yeah, is... why would he accept that? I mean, like... I mean, like, Benedict Arnold was sort of a war hero, kind of, but that's a long story. But I, I I, would think that the ones who have worked the hardest for their side would be the ones most invested in protecting their side. I always um, found it funny that um, they, the, a common argument is Poe is the only one who wasn't told the plan. Do you remember how many people commit mutiny with him? Yeah. No, yeah, like, like did anyone know? A lot of people are on his side, enough to to pull off a successful mutiny. People are like, fuck, we're going to die here. We got to do something. God, that film sucks. <laughs> I mean, it's like you said, Mahler. It's like you said earlier. I was like, what if they gave uh, gave him a gun and said, point this at your head and shoot it? Oh, you didn't do it? Well, you're insubordinate. We can't trust you now. Mm. Oh, yeah. By the way, Mahler, I've started watching your five-hour series. <laughs> on last year. I'm about halfway through. I'm, I'm actually really enjoying it. Oh, that's awesome, man. I, I, I was actually, half expecting you to say you'd started bleeding, but I was like, oh, no, good. <laughs> you're just I know. That, the blood hasn't started yet. Yeah, that uh, that was made with pure passion. I was just like, there's so much wrong in every scene of this goddamn film. I really, Rabbit's, I really just want to move on. Rabbit's asking, uh, Rabbit's asking, what good would it be to waste the resources of Starkiller Base by having it destroyed by a mole? Yeah, well, I was, yeah, that, I didn't ridiculous. even entertain the idea that he's been a mole the whole time because nobody would sacrifice a weapon like that to convince the opposition that they have a mole. That's stupid. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, holy, I mean, I, I will admit it would be pretty convincing. It would. But, uh, <laughs> damn. But then why would they bother doing that? <laughs> Instead of just sense. blowing them make, up with that weapon. It doesn't make any sense. We'll trade our super weapon for a mole. By the way, the super mole. weapon's a whole planet. And yeah, as Jedi. opposed to a weapon, yeah, you know, as opposed to a weapon that can destroy the resistance in one go. <laughs> anyway, sorry. These, yes. You don't think about these things on a first viewing, guys. You don't notice it. It's fine. <laughs> well, because the movie just established that he is highly insubordinate and that Holdo doesn't trust him for a second. 
He's highly yeah, insubordinate after destroying the Starkiller base and the, the yeah, fucking he was, dreadnought. He was right, and she was wrong. Yeah, that's yeah, another important Holdo part. Holdo is supposed to be a great general, so she knows that the and only she never shows she's, it. She's on, the only, She should know that the only reason she's breathing right now is because Poe destroyed the dreadnought. The only reason anyone's alive right now is because Poe made the good call. Uh, Jay just said it could have been like a clone. First Order could have a clone of Poe. Something like you could try and figure out a way to write that. Ah, maybe that would be contrived because you'd just be like, since when was what? Since when was this a thing? But uh, you could work you with call that. Clone Poe. Clone Poe. So for the love of God, can we stop citing plot holes as actual criticisms? Actual. No, make a better fucking video. <laughs> make, <laughs> make a better <laughs> argument. Maybe we'll listen to. Is, it. If, no, if because you, they are can be valid criticisms. So no. You literally shot your own. Like yeah, he's already argued against himself. So why did seven rewrites, man? Co-upload, goddammit, co-upload. I would I would love to see what the first six were. <laughs> What like if this passes? If this is good enough for his standard, I would love to know what didn't reach his level. <laughs> it's like those early scripts of the of the room you hear about. Oh yeah, it's like, what did he throw away? God, it's just I hate the words real, genuine, actual. Like these these words where they. Uh, Joseph Anderson did it. He said, uh, "Genuine, genuinely terrified." When a game genuinely terrifies you, not when it like you know. Fake terrifies mm. you. It's like, what does that even work? <laughs> Stop using these words. It's, it's like gatekeeping. Yeah. It's not based in any principle. Please. It just drives me crazy because whenever someone brings one up, they always seem like they're trying to outsmart the story. Like they've just proven this that they're This is literally doing... the same thing that Patrick said. Yeah, Patrick did he this too. It's getting a little here's... bit creepy now. <laughs> Mate, here's I think. Thing... Sorry, go on. If, if somebody told me you're only making that argument to feel smart, I'd be like, I don't care. I'm right. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's not even that's like almost I, a fallacy. I mean, sure, some people do, but yeah, it doesn't it doesn't invalidate argument. the criticism. Yeah. Yes, this is not an argument. It's genuine gatekeeping. Intelligence <laughs> <laughs> to be fooled by the silly writer who devoted a large portion of their life and sanity to I don't care if it sucks it sucks. Oh my god, really? Something Talk about Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, man. It doesn't matter if you worked for, oh, I don't know, 11 months and that had, I don't know, seven rewrites on such something. A, if it's shit, it's shit. Such a woe is me argument. It's like, we stop talking about the criticisms. This, this man put his life to work into this. Like, okay. This poor, extremely famous, very rich director. Oh, poor, this poor, poor guy. Can I this highlight? Poor household name. Can I please highlight that this person who made this video uh, redrafted his own script six more times than Ryan Johnson did? Or seven times, probably, I guess you'd say. <laughs> so, it must have been so many kids, so much about to just shit out one script and go with it. Yep, that's his baby. Yeah. I mean, he, he's talking about bad. how Ryan Johnson poured out a large port of his heart and sanity. He's like, what do you think it was to watch it? Also, what Why about all the people? No effort at all. What about all the people who put all their work into making criticism videos? Is their yeah. hard, hard work worth anything? Yeah, Mahler was your hard work. Yeah, this the uh, the Force Awakens is. I, I know you haven't been working really hard or anything on it. No, just, no, no. It's very whatever. Just, just rambled one day into a recording and threw it on some trailer footage and then uploaded. That's what it was. Yeah, this is a feel outsourced. This is a feelings thing, and I don't care, and I'm not going to play that game. No, we're not. This is, this is like try, try again. <laughs> who devoted a large portion of their life and sanity to pouring everything they had into their work. <laughs> if anyone ever wants to explain so why a story was bad, bad in the their opinion, is. plot holes are always the first thing to come up. And yeah, except when they're not. Except when they're not.
Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Depends on who you ask. And it means nothing yeah. if it comes up first or last. <laughs> I mean, just, when I, it's on my the first nerves. Time I because, stopped, there you go. And, uh, there you go. That's the motivation for the video right there. And it just gets on my nerves. Because it gets on my nerves. Okay, let, let me back up. Just, uh, yeah, let it story. play. Like, they've just proven that they're too intelligent to be fooled by the silly writer who devoted I'm a large portion of their life and sanity to pouring everything they had. <laughs> my if anyone I'm ever saying. wants to explain why a story was bad, in their opinion, plot holes are always the first thing to come up. And it just yeah. gets on my nerves, because focusing on they're plot important. logic like this is such an unhelpful way to go about looking at a narrative. No, no it's, it's not. <laughs> Loads of writers find this extremely helpful because they can learn from it, so screw you. Loads of writers... Um, value well-written stories, and they want to grow yeah, after well-written stories. They value well-written yeah. criticism. Yeah, and to say that it doesn't matter is to devalue people that don't put in any effort. Just you know like what, it, devalue when, people that do put in effort. When someone says, uh, "Let's just go with that Looper example," they go, "That plot hole is is exi it exists," and then it's on you to be like, "Okay, now tell me why it matters." That's the next part of the conversation. Just because they point one out doesn't mean you now have to hate the film. This is again about the cult context thing, because I could mm. have said I love Looper and I really don't care about that one plot hole because it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I, don't, I could have said that. I don't get this this defeatist attitude from people. <laughs> plot holes have just, defeated us. They were just like, oh, we just we just stopped talking about plot holes. They were, we're just going to lower our standards. These are supposed to be the people who are the you know the critics and. They're the ones who know all about the good writing, and and they're the ones who are saying just standard, just drop your standards. Don't worry about it. Just make your shitty story. And you can't. I mean, they're the ones who are saying you can't expect writing is hard, so you can't expect good writing. Yeah, but they made something, therefore they've they've achieved some kind of like everybody gets a trophy. But the, when I'm you when sorry, you if you're asking, I'm sorry, but if you're asking me to pay money to see your film, I cannot accept no standards in writing i can't just accept oh because it's hard that these problems aren't well, problems like, in the I, might, same, I might be willing to um, overlook cinema, them depending on the context Sims, but sorry cinema sensens was actually in the chat and he said he actually liked looper he's like i did too i like looper yeah i like it i i i'd say i like looper but i have a lot of writing issues with it <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's very relevant yeah, it to what's going on it right now. It's possible to do both. That's the thing. Yeah, both yeah, the subjective versus the objective. They can the objective uh, information can affect your subjective experience both before and after finding it out. As in, like mm. you know, you, you you experience X, then someone breaks down all the plot stuff to you, and then you watch it again, and now you experience Y. Yeah, yeah. Don't it's like you want to ask these people. Don't you want writing to get better? Don't you want stories to be good? How does this help towards <laughs> encouraging better writing? Well, I found it interesting that he references how, you know, Ryan poured his heart and soul into it. And it's like, so what about the guy over there that poured double that to make the story incredibly consistent and even more uh, wide in, in breadth of, of what it covers? Mm. Do we appreciate this them is, both the same? Or do we this say... This is exactly what YMS said in Patrick's video in the comment. Yeah, like, recognize when people achieve greatness and encourage it encourage it when they don't <laughs> yeah encourage people to do better and don't devalue the efforts of those that try yes otherwise well, we're just gonna like get this... lost jedi over and over again and we'll it's, just it's the same <sighs> in chat it's like this anti-meritocratic kind of attitude you know just and this is the thing i'm not i'm not saying like ryan johnson stop making films you can't do it whatsoever he'd be like learn from this ryan johnson please please yeah learn from your mistakes and get better like we're not saying don't make movies 
I mean, some people probably would say that. Some people are. I mean, yes. yes I mean, some Ryan people said would there's that. nothing wrong with it, but so he's probably not going to learn fucking shit. Well, well, no. But we can hope. One, All right. One minute left. I, we can I, do this. I want, yeah, I want to see what the rest of what he has to say. It completely misses the point of what storytelling is really about and tends to lead to a lot of genuine... Really about. Really about. Again, it's exactly yeah. what Patrick Worm said. Tends to lead to a really lot of genuine about. works of art being dis Genuine again. Oh my god, stop using these words. Dismissed. I should probably clarify. There's nothing wrong with just poking fun at or chatting about stories this way. Mm -hmm. How it should have ended is one of my favorite YouTube channels. They're mm -hmm. hilarious. But there's a reason these are parodies and not genuine criticism. Uh, oh my god, stop using that word. Criticism? What is genuine criticism? Sometimes they are. I think sometimes some of the examples they use are genuine though. Yeah, they Even are. Even though they play it in a joking way. Yeah. You can, you know, they can, I mean, the point of the channel is comedy, right? But that doesn't mean the examples they're using can't be, you know, valid you can be complaints. And entertaining. What other words are there? Genuine, real, actual. Valid. Yeah, valid. Would I would be say. One. Legitimate, valid. Legitimate. Legitimate. Yeah. <laughs> um, true, real, um, proper, um, genuine. Yeah, I'm just gonna throw worthy, that in a parody video. I guess, maybe um, worthy. Yeah. <laughs> real. So, yeah, worthy. Yeah. Oh, look at his face now. Look at his face. He's, he's so upset. serious. He's angry and he's closer to the screen. <laughs> but yeah, uh, he, she, and, and I do honest that. trailers and Cinema Sins, by the way. All three of them are parody, satire, comedy, plus... Because this is the thing. This is what Cinema Sins claims, so don't take my word for it. But um, you'll find genuine, real, actual criticism inside Legitimate. these videos, along with mm. uh, jokes. And this yeah, is a yeah. thing that can happen. I mean, it was happening in Cosmonauts' video. He was making some jokes, and at the same time, we were like, wait, is that... Because that Where is... Where it comes from does not change the merit of the argument being made. Mm-hmm. ...is that plot holes do not matter. No, he's what, wrong. What about all the times you told us they do matter? All the, all the times you admitted it, yeah. <laughs> so the next time you want to criticize a story for a plot hole, ask yourself, is the plot hole really the reason I dislike this story, or am I just trying to feel like an intellectual? Oh, fuck off. Who said that it was... I'm sorry, but this is the same thing with Just Right. I said, um, I explained the, the issue with, with Holdo, and then he said something along the lines of, like, it, it didn't bother me, it clearly bothered you. And I was like, I didn't tell you if it bothered me. I'm literally just talking about its existence so far. Yeah, you're trying to assume, like, you... He's assuming like, how we should feel about he's it. He's assuming that I don't like the film because of a plot hole, when it's like, no, I just want to talk about its existence. It's like, you understand, and then, and then like, we can determine how important it is to the plot, as in, yeah. if it causes a major thing to happen that the whole film is about, that's big, or if it's the existence of a lamp that was smashed. It's like... Yeah, like, a plot hole might make, it make a film bad in the context of everything else, or it might not. But it might make you feel intelligent, and he doesn't yeah, but like you it. You could say that about literally any film criticism. Mm. Anything. Well, yes, being film correct criticism. makes me feel intelligent. Fucking sue me. <laughs> sue you know, me. Suck, and the reason suck my fucking is dick. that plot holes do not matter. So the next time you want to criticize a story for a plot hole, ask yourself, is the plot hole really the reason I dislike this story, or am I just trying to feel like an intellectual? Because No, ask yourself if the plot hole that you pointed out is actually a plot hole. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be a good start. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Find out if your argument is a valid one. And if it is, good. If it isn't, good. You've still found, you've found out, you've learned. You've grown. You've explored. You've grown. You've improved. Don't lower your standards because of Guys like this, you don't think? Yeah, just because not everything that everyone says is a plot is a plot hole is a plot hole doesn't mean the plot holes don't exist or don't matter. Mm. 
Because if you really genuinely dislike something, I can promise you that a good 95% of the time, the logic is not the problem. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you, you know me so well. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, you piece of fucking shit. <laughs> even if it's, your thing is, even if it's only 5%, it still matters. Yeah, so one out of 20 times I'm right. Yeah, this is the thing. He keeps telling us way different ways that it matters, and that he's also like, they don't, though. Seven rewrites. All right, well, Tana McEvity will we'll extend the same. McEvity? McEvity? Uh, I don't know. McVitie's. Uh, McEvity. Music is too loud. Oh, yeah. he's oh what? where's the old McEvity child, Tanner? He's over down Cultural there. Cultural appropriation! Oh, he's, he's down there in the basement making his videos on the plots or whatnot. Uh, same goes yeah. for Cosmodor, obviously, but you're welcome to come on EFAB if you'd like to clarify your position on plot holes, but yeah, I... Yeah, defend your yeah. shitty-ass video and tell me what uh, I'm no. thinking some more. Yeah, no hard feelings, but the video wasn't very good. No hard feelings, but fuck you. And that's another two on the list of, they weren't very good. Yeah, boy. <laughs> more people um, who are going to block you on Twitter. Fine. Oh, God. Oh, wait. Why, why I don't keep a list in there? Uh, but yeah, that that's that's it. I'll I'll quickly go through the super chats, but I think we're five hours is pretty strong. I think. Oh, uh, that's. People oh. are basically saying now if it's not six hours, it's short. And I'm like, please no. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we've set a terrible precedent. Um, uh, you only have yourself to blame. This is true. Let's this see. Is you um, did this to me. Multi Python, Holy Grail, too campy, plot hole, matter not. I think that that that's uh. That's some Shakespearean quote right there. Um, the trolls in Mordor's armies are Olag High, war trolls, which Sauron magically modified to be war beasts. They can speak, but only in black speech. Well, I mean, I don't think that's in the film, but I, I've always assumed that... Um, you, you remember the scene where they kill Sauron, and then the, the troll just wakes up, sort of, and just goes, oh, fuck, and runs away? It's supposed to be, yeah. like, an implication that he was being controlled. I keep missing starts of streams due to GMT plus 10, but keep up the good work, guys. Still on the edge of my seat for the TFA breakdown. It's on its way. Imagine if Wolf were here eating this, hearing this guy strawmanning Lord... De oh, Wolf wouldn't be happy. He'd be very angry. Sword Art <laughs> Online is shite. JoJo equals best current anime. Fair enough. Past the bleach, I'm getting thirsty. Wonderful. Uh, Robot Fair Chicken enough. makes every well-written... Robot Chicken makes every well-written, I guess. Oh, is it because they do a lot of plot correction parody stuff? Yeah, yeah they do. Guys, parodies don't matter. I think I think a lot of people picked up on your uh, your criticism of his lettering ranks. Um, they if, did. They, there was two super chats that related to, to it. Oh my god! <laughs> See, it was just me. If uh, it wasn't just me. If you ever need a weeb consultant, let me know. This is gonna be. I know that there's plenty of people in chat. We were gonna suggest you're all our weeb consultants for that you guys portion. You don't know about Psychopath One and Hugh. Uh, I've watched your TLJ review three times now and I wasn't bored, but in all seriousness, I really enjoyed it. Do you, do you both, I know Rags knows the reference, do you know that one, uh, Chris? Uh, no. The board, it's the, it's, I hate everything's video where he said the third time he watched The Last Jedi, he wasn't bored. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, third time. Anyone notice how similar Holdo is to Matt, Adam Malkovich from Metroid Other M? I have not played it deliberately, because I keep hearing how bad it is. This super chat is just my opinion. Uh, your super chat is offensive. No, you. <laughs> Good stuff, guys. Uh, thank you very much for the donations. Would um, Since we're sort of wrapping up now, a wonderful guest today has been, or tonight, whatever. Yeah, it is, it is this morning now oh, for yeah. me and Chris over in Britain. Um, 
It is. Uh, how was? Uh, I, I, do you want to? Do you want to say um, some stuff about your channel? Why these people should jump right over and subscribe immediately? Uh, you should subscribe because of my voice. There Everyone you go. does. Um, oh, yeah, so I basically have a channel in which I essentially take the piss out of things, um, mostly movies, but like whatever I can make a good good video on and just take the piss out of it. Uh, I also do sometimes make more serious uh, criticism videos. So I, I did one on um, Patrick Willems's plot holes video and one on Disenchanted, for example. Yeah, start start with the Patrick um, Willems one, guys. If you like my stuff and rags, you'll be like, that'll be a good. Yeah, that's entry. that's how uh, that's how these guys found me in the first place. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do like that video, but I can't rewatch it because I find him so cringy. <laughs> I Leave him can't. alone, he has an opinion. <laughs> so do I. That's true. Um, but yeah, I just like to have a laugh, basically. So, um, yeah. Yeah, well, good stuff. I've had a lot of fun. Um, obviously, you know guys where to catch me in rags. Oh, I assume you're fans of us if you're on this ridiculously terrible uh, pot. How could you? Rags bite him. <laughs> I'm just using you for views. <gasps> Yeah, uh, the re-upload. The re-upload of this video will be on that link I've just posted. The second channel, and um, yeah, th thanks for coming on, uh, Chris. Would you would you like to come on again sometime if we find some more plot hole related videos? <laughs> Not just plot hole videos. No, we're, uh, so plot holes videos are off limits. Star Wars is off limits. We have to find oh, something else. It's now become like a meme on my channel. Spider Man's off limits. So, yeah, but yeah, I would. Yeah, it's been fun. Mm, good stuff. Um, um, yeah, yeah. I th I think that's that's about it. In closing, do, do you want do you want to say anything, Rags? Um, Sen Sins, uh, Cinema Sen Sins said that I just checked the guy's channel and he appears to have a video bashing Infinity War. Oh, you know what? I'll have a look into that. Maybe we'll cover that next time, or we can cover it with uh, when Cinema Sen Sins comes back on because I think he'd probably want to do that. We shall see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that'd be cool. I was actually going to say we can both do it. Uh, Rags, you want to give an update for uh, video stuff coming? Yes, I'm working on a video, um, but I'm also, right now, I should probably finish it tonight. Um, I have to do the tedious work of assembling all of the new art assets, which is like 300 images right now, but I have about half of it done, and it's just, just really tedious, but I can finish that up today, um, and then those will be ready, and then whenever I get new stuff, I just add it to the old stuff, but it's just, it's a long process, but I've got it all lined out, um, it looks really, really good. I think you guys really, really like it. Exciting so. stuff. Um, Ray, Ray. My videos are just consistently on their way. That's. I, I wish I could say more, <laughs> but I mean, without going into detail, that'll bore the crap out of you. The I've got Patreon updates. They're all free. You can just check out all the details of. Uh, I got posts of my timeline and what's going to be in them and when I expect things to be done. So if you guys are super curious, that's where you can find the information. But. We'll do probably um we'll we'll keep up the weekly EFAPs. It's it's good to get an EFAP done every week. I'd say make sure it's healthy. I think you guys would agree with that. Um, so next time we'll figure out who may or may not be guesting. You never know with these things, and uh, what we'll be covering is a complete mystery as well. But thank you all for the very kind donations and the company you provided. I hope you had fun, and we shall see you next time. Okay, okay. Bye.